Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a <laughs> podcast about wading through 20 years of tight moon. I'm your host, Fen. My pronouns are Fae Fair, and joining me is... I'm Ben Enns, your co-host, my pronouns are she, they. And today we're also joined by mysterious Sakura cosplayer X. My name is Lauren, uh, and yes, I'm currently doing a, a Sakura closet cosplay in celebration of the end of Fate's Day Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about last episode and the wrap-up Tiger Dojo, both of which will lead nicely into wrapping up Fate's Day Night as a whole. I think it's very funny that I uh, made us circle back for pronouns, then Lauren didn't say her pronouns. Oh, sh- ah, sorry, my bad. Uh, no, she, you're her. Fine, you're fine. <laughs> um, but and you put in lines for me. You're writing my script now. This is just I. I was like Ben is probably going to say something about like, yep, that's right, folks. It's all over now. <laughs> I'm going to do the Porky Pig. That's all, folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but before we get there, since Ben has refused to read the lines that we have given them, uh, I'm a rebel. We have um, an incredible movie to talk about. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll talk about my thing last because it kind of leads into the Tiger Dojo a little bit. Okay. Um, cool let's okay do we want to it's your tea time (laughs) let me put a marker in it's your tea talk about drinks yeah i'm pounding a can of mountain dew my first one in a while the sweet nectar of the gamer gods bless grab congratulations of those after yes uh we okay yeah i guess we should last night yesterday was a real experience yeah We, we had two movies we needed to watch uh-huh. What did we and do instead? We were invited Christmas shopping. And my understanding was we're going to go to the mall for a couple of hours and then we're going to come back home. Yes. And what actually happened was we are going to go to Maynard? <laughs> to Maynard. Uh, oh. Little shops. Yeah. And wander and look around. At, like, a bunch of scary, like, child dolls. <laughs> yeah. Next to defaced oh portraits of uh, nobility. Uh... And we're going to spend a while there. And then we're going to go do a little bit of grocery shopping. And then we're going to go drop off some of those groceries. And then we're going to go to the mall. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. We don't have a car. Yeah. So Heather, my wife, uh, enemy my wife. of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, indifferent to the pod. Uh, she had a friend who brought her Christmas shopping last weekend. Right. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit, I would love to to go because I have to find some things to Fen, who is impossible to shop for. And mm-hmm. she's like, great, I'll, I'll ask her if we can go again. And then I didn't find out until about five minutes before we left that they had actually made a plan to go shop at some quaint little shops in Maynard. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has exactly zero things of interest or use to me <laughs> looking for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's pretty remote. Yeah. I also get super car sick whenever I'm in a car for more than three seconds. Mm. So it was a little tricky, but yeah, yesterday was it was I, a long one. I don't like we driving. Did. Yeah, I hate being in cars if I'm not driving. We did succeed in getting a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so that's good at least. That's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it I'm was used to successful. driving for car sick people because it, my wife gets really car sick. It was successful. It was just instead of like three hours, it was it was nine. like eight. Yeah, nine. We stopped for dinner. Uh, and so we were planning on watching both of the movies that we're about to cover. Uh, and instead, last night, 
And instead, we watched one. Bound. Bound. And then uh, Ben got up early to watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And so we literally stood up from finishing that movie. Grabbed Mountain Dew. Yeah, Ben grabbed a Mountain Dew, and then we sat down to start recording a podcast. So I'm both, honestly, that sounds perfect. Yeah, honestly, uh-huh. at this moment, I am both kind of still pretty sleepy, and also fresh off of crying at the end of <laughs> Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh-huh. So chef kiss. <sighs> okay. Do we want to talk about Portrait first, or should we talk about Bound first? I kind of, um, I want to like savor Portrait. Uh huh. So I think we, we can talk about Portrait for however long we want. So let's get bound out of the way first. We watched yeah. it first. Oh. That sound good? Okay. Yeah. Um. Sure. I I'm gonna reference stuff that happened, like the way that portrait goes, because I think that a lot of the way that I think about bound is like. So you want to do it to... the other way around? I don't care about the order. I'm just saying that I'm gonna talk about say some stuff about re- referencing portrait. Yeah. That sound good, man? Yeah. Um. So port. Should I just give a little rundown? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Bound is a basically a heist movie. Um. And that happens to be about a pair of lesbians. Yeah. What's the um, year and the director? That's the Wachowski oh, um, siblings. Wachowski's yeah. uh, 96. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1996. Um, so as a, maybe this is something that maybe I should have said before I, um, before you guys watched it to set expectations. This is not considered like queer cinema mm-hmm. generally. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, no. I would not call it queer cinema. <laughs> no. Um, it is it is a heist movie that has that features a uh, a lesbian couple. Um, yeah, that feels so right. calling them a couple feels a little generous. <laughs> That's interesting. What do you mean? Okay, okay I'll, I'll give a little yeah, a, sorry, a little bit of an overview of the plot. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna care about sentence count, but short short you know version of the plot. Um, what is it? We have uh, Corky and Violet. Corky is a um a, you know. She's a butch lesbian. She has a labrys tattoo, etc. Corky um, is and... a great name for a lesbian. <laughs> I know it's so good. Uh, so she's like a basically like a plumber slash handy woman contractor type person, um, and is working a new job at this like apartment complex, basically. Um, and you know, the first scene uh, after a flash forward to stuff that happens later is like. Uh, her, her she's in an elevator and she sees um another woman violet um who's sort of dressed revealingly and is walking with a guy uh and they sort of like exchange glances and uh they go to wherever they're going afterwards um it turns out that violet is and this guy are going to the apartment next to um uh, where corky is working mm-hmm. um uh violet you know you know, makes eye contact with Corky and like uh comes over later to give her some coffee and basically try and like pick Corky up. Mm-hmm. Um you know, this this sort of proceeds. They uh you know they fuck. They talk about like their relationship with the people who are like employing them. Uh Cork they they're both working for basically the mob. Corky because she's an ex-con and uh you know Due to having been, you know, sent to jail for fucking women, I guess. Or, like, it's, I don't know if it's like some kind of prostitution thing. I don't really understand what that was. And, um, Violet, because she is a prostitute, um, and has sex with men for money. Um, so they, I don't know, are adjacent to this sort of mob 
plot of some guy was skimming, got caught, got killed, and then you know they're um, the the guy that Violet is living with has to like hold on to the money, clean, literally launder it because it got all a bunch of blood all over it, and then pass it off to some kind of mob leader. This is maybe the best joke in the entire movie. Uh-huh. Is it is very introduced silly. as a money launderer, uh-huh. and then and then been... he has to actually sit there and iron yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, it's very like, silly. Where's the laundry detergent? <laughs> I know it's really funny. Um, and uh. Let's see. So, right. And so, so they make the plot to like, both of them hate what they're doing and who they're around and just, um, come to, and come to the conclusion that if they get the money, they can, they can get out of here. Um, Corky comes up with a shitty plan. Um, <laughs> I, when I was watching this, my wife was like, this is the dumbest plan I've ever heard. This, please don't do this. Um, and, uh, it sort of, it goes wrong in this sort of weird way. Um, uh-huh. and who would have thought, which was, yeah, I know in a heist movie, uh, and basically they have to, uh, manage this guy, Caesar, who is basically the guy Violet is like, you know, who her, like the, the man she's basically assigned to be with, I guess. Um, he picked her up. I think basically he's, into, he's like with her, you know what I mean? Even if he's having her in the same way that he side, yeah. in the same way that like guys will be like, a, you know, think that they're in love with a stripper. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the plot basically involves a lot of the plot is involves like him not following what they thought was going to happen and dealing with that. And eventually it comes to a head um, he like finds out what their what their plot was, um, and there's a confrontation, and Violet shoots him, uh, and then they uh, run away with a bunch of money. They don't even run away; they get away scot free at the end. Well, sorry, yes, though they 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 drive away in a fancy new big <laughs> ass pick pickup up? truck. Yeah, yes. Um, also, uh, uh, the movie opens with Corky, uh, beat to shit, tied up on the ground, hence the title. And literally in the, bound in a closet. Yes. Uh And like, they do some stuff partway through the movie to like imply that Violet might betray her, but then like pretty quickly they're like, no, 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 actually no. There's no, this is just like, there's no, no drama that complicated here. Uh No. So I think it was interesting. So the the way that I want to compare this to what goes on in, um, Portrait Mm-hmm. So in portrait, we're we're gonna end up going like there's a specific shot in portrait where they like um, the painter goes ba- she enters a door that goes into like literally the perspective vanishing point, um, and that's like where she enters the house. So she's like, and that's like leaving basically male society in portrait, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there are no men until basically the end of the movie again. Yeah. God, that guy showing up is such a like jar like a jump scare moment. I know. Right. And so the way that portrait works is like a lot of the action is only really possible because they're in a a, a female space. Mm-hmm. Like it's really just just women there. And that's really what's happening. So what's happening in, in Bound is it's a similar kind of like, you know, mediation of uh, relationships with between women. Um, but it's a much more direct mediation by like directly interacting with like patriarchal violence. Mm hmm. As opposed to this highly mediated version that we are going to talk about in Portrait, where it's a lot of, like, the trafficking and economy of, like, images. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it's more like, you know, physically, physical, bodily control and violence. Yes. 
like literally getting tied up and thrown back in the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect Bound to have the first third is really dedicated to Violet and um, Corky getting together. Uh, mm-hmm. Corky has has an incredible smirk. Uh, yes. yes, there's some great expressions she does when she's like, "Is this happening to me?" <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm the pizza man in the porno. <laughs> is this really gonna happen? Um, yeah, there's some incredible expressions, and like, it is about the two of them getting together. Mm-hmm. And then the back two thirds are mostly about Caesar. Yeah. And uh, Corky and Violet happen to be there and are the reason that he's going through all of this, but he's the main character. Yeah, okay. I see what I think mean. that that's true in the same sense that, like, Jason is the main character in the Jason movies. Yeah. Like, it's a it's a slasher movie. Or another way to think about it. So here's here's a neat thing. Do you remember that bit when um, Violet is running down the staircase? Like, the square staircase, yeah. the rectangular staircase? Uh-huh. That is reused. That same shot shows up in American Psycho. Huh. Huh. Which, like, that makes a lot of sense, right? I've never seen American Psycho, but that's very fun. Yeah. Oh. Well, okay, so, so, I mean, American Psycho has a lot of, like, it's a lot of, like, fucked up masculine gender. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally the scene in American Psycho is Patrick Bateman chasing, a pro- like, a woman he picked up with, like, I think an axe. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really, and American Psycho is more, like, this sort of, like, you know, psychotic spiral from Patrick Bateman's perspective, but this is sort of from the victim's perspective, from like I'm like Violet running away instead of Patrick Bateman chasing this person. Um, so I think that that's like I, I thought that was an interesting resonance yeah. that I picked up there. Yeah. And so like really, and so that w- that was something that that particular shot actually was something that solidified this for me as like, oh, I think I think about it almost as like Caesar is like basically a slasher villain. Hmm. I could see that. He gets more lines than your typical slasher villain. But... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Um and, but, and like I, I don't want to yeah, I don't want to like... diminish the criticism that like, oh, there's a lot of like time spent on him and like because uh-huh. I think I think that's correct, right? I think I think you're right that that's not like you know it, it could have it would have been a better movie if it like focused more on like, you know, Violet and Corky's agency in those uh, situations. Well, and I think that is yes, that is really what I'm getting at, is that they become extremely passive characters. He's such an unbreakable force. You know what I mean? Like, I just watched a Let's Play of uh, the new uh, Dark Pictures game, The the Devil in Me. Okay. And it's like a serial killer thing. And there's hmm. the, the, the monster is like a slasher guy who's like pretty big, like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, guy who is unarmed for most of it. And there's five other people. <laughs> and he just like, works his way through them while they stand there going oh no you know what i mean and this is sort of like these two had a plan to take this guy out and they like are so completely ineffectual against caesar uh, at all odds yeah no i i agree like i think it like so there are sort of two things for me here one is it's like oh it's interesting to think about like the that you can't just like outsmart like the you know avatar of like patriarchal like violence and control mm-hmm. um but i also if that's what you're doing i don't think it succeeded uh, as well as i might like because like mm-hmm. i just don't think that like 
it is put together that well. Like, here's another thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of, like, shots in this movie. <laughs> uh-huh. There sure are. <laughs> there are a lot of, like, do, do you know what I mean? Where there's a lot of, like, it's like somebody, th- you like, you're, the cinematographer was trying really hard. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, like, if the, you look at the the shot of Caesar at the end getting shot over oh. like this big like pool of white paint should have looked a lot better than it did, I think. Yeah, so it's a little bit like clunky. I think is the thing. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like I I will also say that I don't think the Wachowskis are always the most like sensitive about no. like they, they like to approach these kinds of topics, but I don't think that they're like. Uh, always the best at it like there was a whole thing like yellow face thing in cloud atlas and like Mm -hmm. all the random like um like the random like japanese like the the kanji that show up in the matrix Uh uh-huh uh-huh um so like i I, i'm not one to like you know always hand it to the wachowskis um no but like i think it's an interesting movie um Yeah, yeah yeah um yeah i don't know if i would call it a good movie but i didn't think it was interesting it does. I'm glad it's I better than it. Celine, but that's a really Celine, low bar. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, I'm glad I watched it, but I'm not probably not that interested in watching it again. Yeah, yeah. the lesbians ha- do have some modicum of chemistry, but they do have this kind of like energy, like they are in a like mid to low budget porno, like porno. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Produced for yeah. men. Yeah. So, well, there's there's this interesting thing. It was actually. They actually. So here's something that I think is a good, interesting contrast between this movie and um, Portrait of Lady on Fire. Uh, this movie had a like an intimacy consultant. Hmm. So there was. Um, so do you remember when they go into the bar? Yeah. Uh, when Corky goes into the bar and sits down with this woman by herself, um, that woman was the the intimacy consultant who huh, was like huh. staged like the the sex scenes and things like that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. And like, so, like, fucking the a comparison cop in with... this movie, unfortunately. No cops at Pride. Yeah. Uh, and so, in as opposed to, like, uh, Portrait, where, like, the director and the actress who played uh, Eloise were, like, in a relationship for some time. Hmm. Um, so, like, there's, like, I, I think what you might be picking up on, or, like, something that I was thinking about was, like, you know, does this feel a little bit more like, uh, like focus grouped? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, more staged. It's like, it's oh, it's like a you know, some people who are like, we want to, we want to make this authentic. Let's talk to someone who will help us do that, rather yeah. than like, let me draw from my own experience. Which is a noble like uh, attempt, right? Yeah, it's definitely a good impulse. But mm-hmm. yeah. portraits good but, at uh, feeling spontaneous. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, when we talk about portrait, there's, like, a lot of... I don't know how much you guys read up on, like, th- some of the other stuff about this, and I have some fun things to nothing. share. I've read nothing. Oh, yeah, I guess you just came off it. Okay, so I'm, we're gonna have fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I have a couple things. First of all, Corky's tattoos are so funny. She puts those ta- that temporary <laughs> Lambrus tattoo on before going to the gay bar every night. <laughs> yeah. They look so fake. <laughs> And, like, I get that. It's hard to, like, recreate the look of an actual tattoo, but, Mm -hmm. um... Second thing. How do we feel about her lockpick earrings? I think I thought that was so funny. It's somewhere between the stupidest shit I've ever seen and fucking sick as hell. Exactly. (laughs) I think it's sick as hell, but... Yeah. The fact that he doesn't take them off of her when she's locked in the closet is, like... (laughs) 
oh yeah women just have like weird earrings sometimes like they, they kind of look like weird like random earrings but the funny I thing is that, that it's like they're extremely femmy uh-huh. <laughs> so they stand out really like really bad on quirky it's just it's a really uh-huh. funny like uh like jarring thing because i'd be like i would wear those earrings yeah and, i would too. and i do not like present myself in any way as like butch or whatever so uh-huh um Another notable thing is that this movie uh, breaks the classic Yuri convention of one blonde and one dark-haired girl. That's true. <laughs> They're both dark-haired. Uh-huh. But, do you, but it is long hair and short hair. It is long hair and short hair. Or longish hair. She's not, her hair is not that long. She's like it? a, it's like a bob and like a, yeah. like. Butch yeah. and femme, yeah. Yeah. God, Quirky's disgusting shirts. <laughs> Those are so good. There is a there is a definitely some kind of like uh an interesting fantasy being sold with Quirky. She's just like this gross girl. Uh-huh. Just, like yeah. nasty all the time. So okay, so here's this is reminding me of like one fun little scene cut. So do you remember um there's a I think it's like the the first time uh it, I think it's the first time Quirky hears Violet having sex with some random guy through the mm-hmm. wall. Um uh and then like it immediately cuts to her like uh roto rooting the the tub and it's just like this black filth oozing out like yeah, right uh-huh. after like the sex like her like listening to this sex happen like this heterosexual sex happen and being disgusted and it looks like she's got that shit on her shirt for the rest of the movie <laughs> all right but I, I just thought that was like a funny like oh you're trying to like this is i don't know i i thought that juxtaposition was like you know very pointed like oh uh-huh, this is uh-huh. this is what she thinks about like het sex mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> This is like grail mud flowing up out of the to- uh, the tub. <laughs> the grail mud of heterosexuality, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so... Uh, what are my thoughts here? Mob movies aren't really my thing, mm. as a general rule. I've like, I've, like, watched a few. I've seen Goodfellas and stuff like that. I've never seen Godfather. But it's not really my my bag, so I don't think the second half of the movie does that much for me. Besides, it is very funny to watch Caesar continually make the worst possible decision for himself in every like scene. Mm-hmm. Just him shooting the like uh, biggest mob guy in New York City or whatever is so funny. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I I think Chicago. part of the reason that why it might have landed no, better for me than in, for you guys uh, from New York, right? right. Wait, what'd you say? That is from Chicago. They're in Chicago. Yes. Uh, They're in Chicago. The guy he shoots is like, yeah. He's like the head of the mafia in New York, and his son Johnny is running the Chicago ranch. Right, yeah. Or like Johnny's dad, maybe, or something? Yeah, that guy is Johnny's dad. Yeah, that's Uh, Yes, 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 yes. Okay, but like his brother is the, Johnny's dad's brother is the guy who runs New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But right. I think maybe the reason it's like I like mob movies mostly. Uh huh. I think, I think that helps fine. Be, it land for me. I was like, oh, this, and now it's a mob movie for a little bit with like this other stuff happening. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna say it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel if I if I went in expecting a heist movie and was sorely disappointed. Uh huh. Mm. Um, the heist is a very small part of it. Yeah, that's true. And and that. Uh, from the heist movies I've seen, um, the Italian Job, the the second, second, the second arc of Andor, um, that's a heist movie. Yeah, it's three episodes that are a heist. 
uh uh oceans whatever the first oceans movie is and also one of the more recent ones um like so much of the joy of a heist movie is watching them meticulously plan out a heist and then Mm -hmm. execute it and then uh oh no they ran into a complication but actually that was planned for (laughs) Uh this Uh, is also what the handmaiden does yeah Uh Uh uh-huh the handmaiden is also Um, a heist movie and and it's it's like the joy of seeing a plan meticulously executed and that plan have already they know the target so well that they have plan like backup plans in place for things that might happen mm-hmm. um and this is more like I, I don't know we're gonna like 10 minutes are like a heist movie and then it's like yeah he'll probably do this the we don't know him that well i guess we're violent here's the plan she's like wow how did you get caught uh-huh. you're so good at this and then no, that, that's a great point. It up. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that, that's an excellent point. It's really, I think, yeah, I think that what that makes it make sense to me more is like, a, it's more of like a mob movie than a heist movie, yeah. which I was like, I was, I agree with you. I was expecting more like heisty stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And I uh, do like the scene where uh, the, the like lieutenants of the mob guy are there looking for the missing mob boss and like he they stand there like slowly opening the case while caesar just like sweats with a gun stuck in his towel Uh Mm uh-huh uh that's a very fun tense scene that's that's also like that's like a mob movie scene Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah you know what i mean yeah uh, yeah so some of that stuff worked for me definitely Mm mm-hmm uh yeah i think it was a, a fun watch but yeah i also think i don't know that i would rewatch it or like recommend it necessarily yeah i think this will be it's nice so time. funny that she gets a new chevy uh-huh <laughs> if either of you have anything else to say i have one closing thought that leads nicely into portrait okay. of lady on fire you got anything else on this one lauren uh, I mean, I I would just basically reiterate sort of what i said earlier like i think that this is an interesting contrast to portrait because um it's more like how do you deal with like you know finding lesbian autonomy um in a world where you're like directly encountering patriarchal violence mm-hmm. yeah um i don't think it like is the definitive depiction of that like conflict um but i thought it was that was something that was in my head because i watched portrait the previous week and i think like that made it interesting for me to sort of approach yeah yeah, yeah. no that is definitely interesting because uh, like, portrait does the opposite thing where it's like that's like at a far remove and then you know it's like sort of female intimacy yeah so i it is interesting having watched these in the opposite order that bound did make me like appreciate portrait way more Mm -hmm. um for like for really two reasons one is kind of what i've already brought up is that uh violet and corky are for the back half of the movie it is about caesar dealing with the mob as violet and corky are like well i hope he goes he like acts a little more irrationally really 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 hope that he acts a little more irrationally anytime Mm -hmm. now not that kind of irrational not that one Um, irrational thing which is like i get is what they're going for but was also kind of frustrating as like okay you you really didn't plan for any of this uh the other thing i will say is that uh I joked at the beginning about, or maybe this was before we turned on recording. Um, she Paul, couldn't even get her uh, uh, Corky a copy of the key to the apartment or something in case things went wrong. Uh huh. 
Um, uh, I I said at some point, maybe it was on the recording, uh, calling it a couple is, is being generous, but like we get two sex scenes between the two of them. Um, and then I guess they're in love now mm-hmm. and like absolutely trust one another with $2 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, and are, and like, I'm fine with them not betraying each other. That part's good, but there's very little of them interacting after the opening. They like, see a lot of one-liners at each other. Yeah. Uh, and there are, there's like a tense phone call that needs to be there for the plot to happen. Uh-huh. Um, and like does does work but again it's like it is so much about their interactions and largely violets with caesar Mm -hmm. uh interactions with other people rather than each other yeah i have yeah i i agree and i want to i want to like build on that a little bit and like what i was saying before about it feeling a little bit like um like i don't know engineered or focus groupy in the sense that like what we see are like we see like physical intimacy and then we to have like a little discussion about like um you know the two characters like experiences of like lesbian subjectivity right mm-hmm. so like we have um the they, they sort of like are presented as like mirroring each other in these ways like corky was in jail for five years and then for that exact same five years um violet was like working as a prostitute mm-hmm. um and for these these this mob people and then they have like this little discussion where like Corky's like, oh, you're not, you know, lesbian enough. You have all sex with all these men and blah, blah, blah. And Violet's like, no, actually, that's work. I don't care about any of this. Like, I hate it as much as you do. It's mm-hmm. for me, this is a prison. And so like, it's really not presented so much as like a them having like romantic chemistry so much as like physical attraction plus like some kind of like shared subjectivity. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say that's like as good. But I, I think that, like, I, I agree that when you say that, like, they don't really have, like, romantic, like, chemistry in that way. Mm-hmm. I think the movie says that they do. I think the... Right. The, I don't think it's, like, portrayed yes, in that way. Yeah. yeah. I think the best moments for me are with, uh, between the two of them are when Corky has that look on her face. Like, she just won a surprising amount of money off a scratch-off ticket and kind of doesn't believe it. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But we don't really get a similar thing from Violet. She's very, mm-hmm. uh stiff mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. let's talk mm-hmm. about a movie that yes. i think intentionally uses distance between characters really well mm-hmm. yes it does um like right so a real transition shot is like there are there's at least one shot like panning over a wall as violet and corky both have their hands up against it mm-hmm. um yeah the the cinematography the the it feels like uh a directorial debut um bound does mm-hmm. uh whereas portrait of lady on fire i think one of my favorite things was realizing that there are in especially like the first two thirds of portrait there are so many shots that are just one of the two main characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of using the camera to even if the, they're in the same room creating a very distinct distance between uh characters and like making them each be individual mm-hmm. even are we though they're f- formally transitioning in into portrait yeah all right Fen, you want to give us the the lowdown of oh portrait? god do i can try i don't know character names 
Uh, oh shit! It's What's Marianne and uh, Marianne? Eloise? Eloise, yeah, Eloise. Okay, Eloise with an H. Yeah, with an it's a it's a wah. Eloise. 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 Okay. Uh, so Marianne mm-hmm. is that um she or we open on her teaching an art class mm-hmm. and one of her students has found a a painting that she made. That is of a lady on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's this great, like, big, open, desolate beach scene with just a small center figure with whose dress is on fire. Yeah. Oh. Um, she gets really upset when she sees it. Yeah. Uh, and then we flash back to Marianne headed to an island in Brittany. Um, and she's there, we find out, to paint the portrait of... Uh, Eloise. Eloa. Eloa? Eloa. Um I don't don't speak French. I'm I don't so sorry. You can, you to... can pronounce it like El Waz Elwaz. Elwaz? Okay. Perfect. Um, so she's here to point paint Elwaz's picture because Elwaz is getting married to someone from Milan and uh it is eighteen something. Mm-hmm. And photographs don't exist. No photos. So her and her husband wants to know what she looks like. So someone's got to paint her. <laughs> she was the the second daughter. Yeah. First daughter uh killed herself yes. to get out of her arranged marriage. Yeah. And presumably the same marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because we find out that uh Eloise's sister wrote a letter apologizing in vague terms to Eloa. Uh huh. Was um, pulled out of the convent yeah. to be this marriage. Yes. Um, yeah. Marianne has to keep this painting secret because Elwaz uh, refused to to pose for the previous painter, and so um, they just like go on walks together. And uh, Marianne has to like gather as much of Elwaz's like face and what she looks like as possible, but. This uh, is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Seems very I like the, hard. that they like assign her to like please stare at this girl and like get as much of her like body into your brain as possible <laughs> so that you can reproduce it yourself. Um and so yeah. Marianne Marianne does uh does this shockingly well and paints a portrait. It does not really look like her. It looks like um what's her name? Uh Kate Blanchett, I think, kind of. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's close enough. Yeah. If, if you yeah. if you sent that portrait, it would be close enough. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, Elwaz would not show up and you'd be like, Who are you? <laughs> you'd be like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I can see that. Um also like paintings are not like always especially accurate. No. Yeah. Uh but when there there's a scene where they're standing together and you're like, Oh wow, that's not her. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but, uh, what is it? Um, right. Marianne, um, says to, uh, Awaz's mom, hey, I actually want to be the one to reveal that I was tricking her and I want to show it to her. And, uh, Awaz just tears it apart. It's like, really? This is me? This is, what is this? Is this how you see me? Um, 
and we get an incredible exchange where uh uh marianne says i didn't know you were an art critic and Elwaz responds i didn't know you were a painter (laughs) some great lines in this movie um uh and so uh this disheartens uh marianne enough that she uh smudges Elwaz's face and smears the whole face off it's great uh and is forced to well almost gets kicked out and then uh Elwaz is like i'll sit for her i'll pose and her mom is like why <laughs> uh to which she responds uh does it matter to you <laughs> um because at this point it is very clear that Elwaz has fallen in love with uh-huh. Marion. um and so from there on, right, uh, Elwaz's mom then also is going on a trip mm-hmm. for some number of days, five? Five days. Um, <laughs> and so uh, they are given the run of the house. They're The only other person in the house, as far as I know, is a servant. Yeah, like a young servant girl. Um, I, yeah, she seems to be about their age. This seems a little younger to me. Not much. She's much but... smaller than they are. Yeah. Yeah um malnutrition you know (laughs) um listen they got hard bread and cheese and wine they do got hard bread and cheese (laughs) um plenty of wine and then so yeah from here uh ella ella starts posing for marion and uh very quickly the two of them can't keep their feelings (laughs) uh suppressed at all uh and yeah start off a relationship mm-hmm. i was i i uh right so they start a relationship it ends when uh Elwaz's mom comes back and real uh, abruptly real abruptly Painfully. yes mm-hmm. um and we do get a scene in the middle there of like a feast around a bonfire and Elwaz's dress uh catches on fire and um yeah so we get the the titular lady on fire uh-huh there are two of those yes gonna... right right yeah. right because and... there's a portrait of a lady on fire yes uh-huh, uh-huh. right uh the, the previous well i'll talk about as as she's finishing the first portrait marion looks at the previous painter's portrait which was done except for the head yeah it's got this uh, great like smoky empty space where the head would be yeah. uh and she's looking at it with a candle because it's the eighteen somethings. Uh-huh. Um and and accidentally catches it on fire. Accidentally and then, is strong. Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Right on the heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, really? She lights it right on the heart. Okay. Um and, and then she puts it in the fireplace. Yeah. Well, as soon as it's on fire, you might as well <laughs> yeah, burn it. But uh yeah. Yeah, there's like a subplot with the the younger uh, younger. I don't know that she's younger. She felt younger to me because she's small. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the servant Same. girl is pregnant and does not want the kid, and so there's a subplot of them ha- helping her try and abort the kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is how they end up in the like little town on the island. There's like a little mm-hmm. town on this island, I guess. All women. Uh, and the bonfire and all that stuff, and also how they get some like fun armpit drugs. <laughs> So here's a fun fact. Um, the director of the movie um, in an interview has uh, said uh, the armpit is the second clitoris, you know. 
Uh, that's Yuri. <laughs> Portrait of Lady yeah. on Fire said pity rights. Uh-huh. Uncover him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, do you mind if I like there there's a lot of stuff about like images of women that I that I want to like make sure that we yeah. talk about because like it's very interesting to me. Oh yeah, this um, movie is very decadent for like really pretty shots. You know what I mean? Like really interesting compositions. Yeah. Well, I'm also talking about like the way that they like move in society. Oh yeah, that too. Um so like um, in the conversation where, um, between, uh, uh, Eloise and Marianne, uh, they, one of the things that, uh, Eloise says to Marianne is that, uh, you know, this doesn't look like me. Like, are you, like, is it, did you really portray me here? And then Marianne says, like, well, I did, you know, with some, ex- you know, um, like formal traditional, like moves that are done That's in portraiture. Right. Like, yeah, a lot of convention is involved in making this kind of portrait and making this kind of image. Um, and, you know, based on, you know, the, you know, traditions of the, the, in the field and like the expectations of the clients and all of these other things. And I, I read this, like what's happening afterwards is like, you know, uh, Elwaz is sort of like very dismissive of this and saying like, you didn't really portray me here. You portrayed like my social, the social expectations of me and like our, wrapping it up for this man mm-hmm. uh and i read this as like this is really what and then like i don't think that eloise agrees to uh be posed unless um marianne like destroys that image mm-hmm. oh right because yeah. mm-hmm. she wants because that's that's how she knows she can like she can't trust marianne unless she knows that she's willing to like throw away those like conventions and mm-hmm. like take some effort to like learn what that actually means because mm-hmm. like marianne is really here like because she comes in as like basically um a sort of upwardly mobile ambitious like like bourgeois mm-hmm. right so this is like not quite french revolution this is um what it's like the end of the 18th century is i think the sort of like so 1750s ish mm-hmm. um so like there are these ideas are sort of like starting to like I, you know, progressive ideas are starting to float up but not like yeah. I haven't really caught her anywhere yet. She's like, I don't, I can choose whether or not to marry. I'm going to inherit my father's business. Right. But I have to like, I have to put all of my paintings under his name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, And so like, she's sort of like this representative of like this sort of ambitious bourgeois, like I'm going to sort of integrate myself into society right here. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it was, is like, you know, she's an aristocrat, but she was sort of sent away from society to a, a place where they put all the extra women. Right. And so she makes this, she has this um, bit about like, oh, you know, uh, Marianne asks her like, oh, how was the, uh, the convent? And one of the things that uh, Eloise says is like, oh, I enjoyed the equality. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the fact that like I didn't have to deal with men. Yeah. Um, well, and the equality in the sense of like, they have a servant. And even when she is not, when she is feeling well, like there are times when uh, Eloise and uh, Marianne have to take care of her. Mm-hmm. Um I was talking about the convent, but yeah, yeah, that's also but, true. Well, yeah, sorry, I was getting there. Um, but we, even when she is doing well, we see uh, Elwaz, like, cooking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there is equality both in terms of, like, gender equality, but also just a very, like, flat... It's not entirely mm-hmm. flat in a convent, but mm-hmm. it's a relatively flat hierarchy of, like, no, everyone pitches in and, like, mm-hmm. helps run the place. And, like, like, another thing about images here... Like in in this little pregnancy subplot, right? 
where we see like um uh the 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 servant girl like you know basically going to the the witch's house and getting an abortion mm-hmm. right like she's like you know basically like lying flat on her back on the bed with her like legs up and open and then the the witch is like doing something with some kind of like um i don't know salve or something um some kind of tools and uh like Marianne, Marianne is like averting her eyes. She's like looking away, and Elwaz is like, "No, you need to look and see, and like you need to understand what, you know, like this perception." Um, uh, and there's a lot of also like, um, and and then like later on, she is like painting, like reproducing that image, right? Mm-hmm. She has like the the certain girl pose in sort of the similar way, and is like trying to reproduce that image. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing with images is there's a lot of like me looking at you, looking at me. Mm-hmm. The you scene know what of I mean? them like sitting by the cliff and like Marianne is like trying to get a good look at Eloise, uh, Eloise. Yeah. And uh, she like keeps looking and then trying to look away when she looks at her. Uh, they keep going back and forth on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanna, I'm going to post this in the chat. There's a painting um, done by Jenna Gribben uh, called uh, Me Looking at Her Looking at Me, which I feel like is very like relevant to. Uh, what's going on here um forgive the reddit link um but like and there's a lot of like mm. stuff about like mirrors and like oh, there's a good break there's a great bit in where eloise is um uh posing and marianne is painting and they have this little exchange of like um i can tell you're feeling by what you're doing like you're you feel anxious whenever you you know touch your forehead or something like that and then because like i know um, marianne has been observing her as she's posing and like basically studying her to try and be able to like reproduce that and then uh uh turns it around and says like i've been watching you the whole time too do you think Mm -hmm. like what do you think i'm looking at when i'm posing Mm -hmm. or like what do you think i've been paying attention to this whole time like obviously i've been like crushing on you this whole time so i'm paying attention to all of your little mannerisms and like all these other things and so there's a lot of like um like under being able to read the image of the other and like they like switch places and uh i don't know so there's a lot of like this sort of specifically like lesbian way of uh like relating to your partner of like i can see myself in you in this very like mm-hmm. you know reflexive way mm-hmm. yeah and uh to go back to the the first portrait and uh eloa not like believing that it's her you know what i mean they do mm-hmm. she finishes a different version of the portrait which is much more faithful to how she actually looks you know what i mean her eyes mm-hmm. are a lot bigger her lips are different you know the her jaw is a little stronger i think she's like and uh, it's more of a dynamic angle than the straight looking on the the thing mm-hmm. and she's happy with it but later on we get this interesting moment where uh marianne is like reproducing that image in a like little hand cameo like uh locket type thing too big to be a locket but mm-hmm. and uh eloa is like one day you're going to see her instead of me <laughs> And mm-hmm. this is such a fun moment of like, oh, yes, yes. You've, you've done a much better job of recreating her. But that's not that's still not her, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. and one day that's all you'll be able to see, uh-huh. which, you know, yeah, that plays into uh, Fate's Day Night a little bit <laughs> with the like oh, uh, lack of memory and like uh, the like the Sakura normal end where Sakura mm-hmm. uh, doesn't have the, the images. She just has the words, you know what I mean? When she's telling stories about the old days, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. yeah oh man so this makes you want to talk about like the the piano 
harpsichord the harpsichord uh, yes okay yeah the music in this uh oh. movie is fantastic there's like three pieces of music in the whole thing and then the rest is like there's one original uh-huh uh, <laughs> there's uh seasons who did seasons who did Vivaldi. Yeah, Vivaldi. Vivaldi seasons. Done two part different times. Part of yeah. summer. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, yeah. And so, uh, then the rest is just diegetic oh, noise or silence. Yes. And and the the new song is, or original song, is just like clapping and... and uh, Singing around a fire yeah. in the in the town, yeah. It is like... I have not talk about that, too. It's overwhelming. Yeah, it's very... Do you want to hear about that? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you picked up the dialogue. I, um, like the the lyrics, it's Latin. Uh, I, I can um, tell it was Latin. I, d- I don't I speak don't Latin. Latin. <laughs> um, I, I took some in high school, and for some reason, it stuck with me. Uh, uh, non vulgare possum, which is um, I'm not, I am not able to run or to f- to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, fly in the sense of like fly, you fools, but also like fly, like whatever. Um, so I looked this up. Uh, apparently, this is supposed to be a like a variation on a Nietzsche quote so huh. you know however you might feel about um Freddy uh the uh so <laughs> Freddy oh Freddy Friedrich uh made famous by the Friday the 13th movies <laughs> yes exactly um so the 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 full quote is something that's supposed to translate to, to something like um the the higher we get, the smaller we seem to those who cannot fly. Mm-hmm. And then what they're singing here around the campfire, they're like clapping and singing, I, basically, I can't fly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really um, interesting. And it's a little something to chew on, I guess. Um, I don't have like a whole thing to say about that, but I, I want to talk about the, um, the Vivaldi. So mm-hmm. like, there's this great scene where like, there's a piano draped in, or I keep saying piano, a harpsichord. Thank you for correcting me the first time. Uh, a harpsichord covered in um, this basically canvas. So there's a there's this scene where like um, uh, Marianne uh, basically lifts her hands under the the uh, the canvas covering the piano as though it were some kind of like skirt or dress and starts like playing the piano making uh-huh. music. And uh, like Eloise comes over there, and in like the there's a the way that the shot is set up, the top of the harpsichord lines up directly with uh, Eloise's waist, and so like the like the the her dress like lines up exactly with where the piano is, like mm-hmm. the piano's uh, drapery is going. Anyway, so they she starts playing like the Four Seasons, and because uh, uh, at that point I think Eloise said that she had never heard anything other any music other than like um, what they had at the convent, which would have been like you know religious. Um, co- like chorus choir and and played on organ played yeah. on organs yes um and so this is still the part where like uh marianne is trying to convince Elvaz that she like it's marriage isn't going to be so bad because it's basically her job mm-hmm. and she's like oh you'll be able when you're in milan with your new husband you'll be able to hear all sorts of new music like this let me play you some new music that you're going to enjoy with your husband um and uh she's like are you are you seriously trying to sell me on like you know how good my this marriage that i hate and don't want to do is going to be uh-huh. um she's so happy and, listening to the song though Ugh. yeah and then at the end great like song. the last uh-huh. scene it's not a song is like what's that i said it's not a song because song means lyrics it's a musical piece <laughs> oh, does it? yeah song means lyrics yeah oh. it's singing huh 
I got scold. <laughs> I took music classes. I got scolded for calling things songs. That didn't have any <laughs> lyrics. Okay, today I learned. Um, but yeah, so the the last scene of the movie is um, uh, Eloise and Marianne sitting in like um, boxes at a musical performance uh, of the Four Seasons, and we see uh, Marianne look seeing Eloise, who doesn't recognize her. So. Marianne sees Eloise. Eloise doesn't see Marianne, but she's looking at the performance of the Four Seasons and like just like crying her eyes out. Oh, it's such a good the like slow zoom on her while she gets mm-hmm. like really worked up and starts to sob. It is yeah. the longest. It it is not the longest shot in existence. It is an incredibly the longest shot in the movie. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely Probably. is the longest shot in the movie because it it is a it starts as a slow zoom into uh watching Eloise like. It is from Maron's perspective, basically watching Elwaz watch the performance, mm-hmm. and then it like stops zooming at some point and sit, just sits on her for like five minutes mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. uh, as she like reacts to the music mm-hmm. and like yeah. starts crying and yeah, right. And I feel like it's such a good like it's such a good contrast from like in the in the middle of the movie when they're in this sort of like you know women's space like because remember at the beginning when i said like as soon as marianne enters the um the the house where she's going to be staying in what she enters in in that shot is exactly like the perspective vanishing point mm-hmm. right and like that's the last time you see men until somebody picks her up so she's like in this like women only zone um and that's in that space they can have they have the opportunity to like have like this unmediated like reflexive um understanding of each other i can see you i can see me i can see Mm -hmm. you watching me i can see us watching each other and like have that sort of mutual understanding but at the end here the last scene is um marianne looking at eloise eloise looking at the performance which is basically the image she has of marianne Mm -hmm. and so like that like reflexive um you know identification and uh like understanding is like broken into this sort of refractive thing where it's like, you know, reflecting off of, you know, it's like bouncing around instead of sort of uh, aligning with each other. Yeah. I like the, the, the post time skip, uh, like framing where she, we get the voiceover of Mayan being like, I saw her again. And then we get this scene of her like weaving through a crowd at like this very male dominated, like salon, like well, gallery yeah. showing. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And she sees, she does not see uh, Eloise. She sees mm-hmm. a portrait of her and her daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. she's holding the book, the book that Marianne <laughs> gave her, where she drew a nude portrait of herself in on page 28. And like, uh, she's holding the book open just so that you can see that it's set to page 28. Uh-huh. And I just want to say that the way that she's holding it is uh, suggestive. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. And then um, uh, then her voiceovers, I saw her one more time, but she didn't see me. And we get her watching. Uh, I, I saw her one last time. One last time. Yes. Uh-huh. But she didn't see me. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And then we get the, 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 the symphony. Right. Too quick. Should we talk about Orpheus? Hmm? Yeah, I have two quick things Orpheus? and then we can transition into Orpheus. Um, uh, one is I like the I like the house as a place away from like male society because there is a mix of um oh freedoms are we have more freedom here Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but also that women also aren't women can also uh enforce patriarchy the mom like her mom as long as her mom is there uh 
Elaz is kind of miserable. Yeah. Because her mom is the one forcing her into this relationship. She's trapped inside. Um, uh, they can't like interact with yeah. the, the maid girl the same way, yeah. you know. There's um, a bit like, where uh the the mom is like, I want her to go somewhere beautiful, Milan. I've been it's like such a beautiful place. I want her to have all the things that I can't have here. Yeah. And then uh Marianne her mom is from Milan. Yes. And yeah. Marianne is like, also you'll get to go there. And yeah. she's like, Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like and the, initially marianne is actually like and basically her mother elaza's uh, mother's agent yes mm-hmm. um yeah she's getting paid but then <laughs> but then yeah as as soon as she leaves it's three friends hanging out uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh and it is like oh we don't need to be sneaky that we're sleeping with each other like the servant girls doesn't care uh like yeah, we helped her out with like her problems, and she's gonna keep quiet about this. One of my favorite scenes with the the servant girl is when uh, Marianne is like complaining about Elawad. She's like, you know, I've never even seen her smile. And the girl, Sophie, is that her name? That might be. Yeah. Uh, she's like, have you tried being funny? <laughs> and they both just like crack up. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say real quick was at the at the um at the art gallery or early on when when. Marianne is talking about drawing nude model, or Elaz asks <laughs> about Marianne painting nude models, and Marianne says, I can paint women, but I can't paint men because it's immoral. Uh, and it's like, really, it's just a way for for society to keep yeah. women painters down yeah. because uh, we can't, you know, paint with both sexes. Uh-huh. It's uh, particularly, she's talking about nude modeling, yeah. which yeah. she does anyway. But yeah. it's well, And then she's like, well, but I do it anyway, and it's like, but I just have to do it like underground and it's tolerated. Uh-huh. Uh which is then there's an interesting bit later when she's at the the like art art gallery. The salon. Yeah. The salon. Um and she walks up to a painting, or she's like standing in front of a painting and, and a man comes up and he's like, kinda look like you're guarding it. Uh-huh. She's like, well, I'm watching for reactions. Uh I've been this person. Uh <laughs> and he says, like, oh, your your father's in fine form. And she says, Oh, I painted this. I just like had to submit it under his name. Uh-huh. And he just like accepts this. It's yeah. like, oh, everyone knows that uh women paint and just submit under like brother or father's names. Mm-hmm. And like it's not he he wasn't like really. He was like, "Oh, yeah. Well, you did a great job." Uh mm-hmm. and we'll get into exactly what she did next. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh-huh. great like Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cre- that's great. You're still not gonna get credit for it, actually. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it is this interesting, like, uh, oh yes, we all we all know that no one is actually like obeying, uh, what we're trying to do, but we're gonna keep trying, even if we don't care. It seems or like, yeah, you're right that yeah, her her dad's gonna get credit for it, mm-hmm. but no one no one is like. Oh, actually, you didn't paint that. Yeah. Like, of course, it was your dad. Yeah. You're not so this it's, it's talented. A tacit it's like, understanding. Oh, of course, you're <laughs> this talented. We just, you know, it just has to be your dad's. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. So, uh, the painting that she was getting that he that this like random man loved was of Orpheus and Eurydice. Eurydice, yeah. Uh, on their way out of Hades, or. What's it's the yeah. moment that uh, uh, Orpheus looks back and uh, yeah. Eurydice is uh, dragged away. And he says, oh, usually it's either it's um, like before he looks back 
or it's after she's already gone. Mm-hmm. You you don't ever see uh like the process of or he says like it looks like they're saying goodbye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um we have a, a moment of uh earlier on from that uh, of the three girls, the uh Sophie and uh uh Eloise and uh, Marianne reading the myth of Orpheus together and uh trying to dissect why he looks back. You know, it's what I such mean? a fun scene. Because Sophie immediately is like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> like, no, he can't have. Why? Uh, yeah, this is a great bit where Marion's like, well, uh, maybe he made the poet's choice instead of the lover's choice, right? He, he chose, instead of taking her back and, like, having to live with her, yeah. he chose the image of her instead. The memory. Which is, yeah, the yeah. memory. Uh-huh, the moment. Mm-hmm. Because he's a he's a paint he is not a painter but he's a, uh, uh, an artist and I understand that impulse you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Uh, and then of course the the last time she sees Eloise at the manor uh, is uh, Eloise demands like, look back. She's, she's trying to leave and Eloise like stomps down the stairs and is like look back. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And she looks. It's also at notable her. that like that's what Eloise proposes in that argument is specifically saying like I what if he. What if uh, Eurydice what if she, wanted him to look back so that yeah, yeah. he would have something to remember her by or yeah, something uh-huh. like that? There's a thing. There's a thing in that story where it's like, oh, he, she said something, but uh, it could he could barely hear it, and it doesn't say what she said. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So she poses that it could be look back, and then mm-hmm. our last shot of her in the manor is uh, the door closing and it going dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that that is such a I love that shot because I think mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, it is a return to uh like we get a bunch of shots of um especially when uh, uh marianne is painting eloise and eloise is posing we get a lot of shots of they are in the same room looking at each other and the camera is like dead center between them mm-hmm. and it's only shooting one of them at a time yeah and then mm-hmm. and then as they as they like give in to their desire and love uh they're almost always on screen together Mm -hmm. and then uh at the very end it's a return to oh we are seeing elwaz on the stairs Mm -hmm. and separately we are seeing uh marianne at the door yeah and then we just get like the door closing Mm -hmm. um they have good chemistry yeah yeah yeah. incredible Mm -hmm. like these are lesbians (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i I mean yeah so like the um the the lady who played like i said the lady who played uh Elvaz was like in a relationship with the director mm-hmm. um the lady yeah. who played Elvaz is like <clears throat> i think she she also was notable for uh having protested the um the award being given to uh what's his name um polanski mm-hmm. um standing outside shouting bravo la pedophile mm-hmm. um and is also like a communist Hell yeah. Shout outs. Shout outs. Shout outs. Shout outs to women. <laughs> Shout outs uh, to women. Is something I said multiple times during this movie. <laughs> you did uh, do that. But like, yeah, we'd already talked about it a little, but the early on, the shot of it is Marianne like looking at Elwaz, like glancing at Elwaz and Elwaz glancing at Marianne as they uh-huh. stand at the top of a cliff is such a great like, oh yeah, Marianne is trying to picture her 
but also yeah there's so it's such like charged glances yeah it's this Mm -hmm. great blurry blurry line of intimacy between painter and subject and like people who are interested in one another you know Uh what i mean well it's like uh eloise like complains early on or partway through when she finds out she's a painter she's like that's why you were looking at me Uh it's like that's not the only reason she was (laughs) looking at you but (laughs) yeah but she gets to hide behind that Mm -hmm. which is like is it is yeah going back to uh uh marianne taking over her dad's business it that feels like a like oh yeah like listen i'm a lesbian Mm -hmm. i like i can i can just this is an excuse for not getting married Mm -hmm. is i oh yeah i just like my my dad didn't have any other kids i guess i just need to take over his business and keep it going it's very successful Mm -hmm. um but yeah, there's it's a fun like yeah, she has freedom because her dad's just like a painter and mm-hmm. whatever else he does. Um teaches art. Yeah. 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 Uh the bit where uh Marianne throws uh the marriage in Eloise's face. <laughs> Because uh-huh. she's gotten jealous now, because she's gotten attached. Mm-hmm. And Eloise is like, Are you asking me to to like fight and not do this? And she says, No. Ooh. That yep. yeah. That seems that scene is incredible. Uh because it is like, oh yeah, it is just characters talking out what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um in in a way that is like awful <laughs> yeah it hurts yeah because uh, right? like Marianne is really is still really like you know entrenched in the like in a certain sense like she's sort of like loosened up a little bit but she's still really like uh invested in like the way that like contemporary society is structured it's like okay well you have to do this like i have mm-hmm. to like you know do this job you have to do your thing um i'm not gonna like asking you to stop would be like it's like a, basically a kind of self-denial for Marianne at that point in the same way that talk, saying that she didn't love her it was this kind of self-denial it's like that's mm-hmm. also who she is but that's like the that's like the um the aporia there there's like a, a contradiction it's not like something that can be directly resolved mm-hmm. i yeah i think yeah they there's can't another... just like drive off in a chevy yes <laughs> like about, they cannot drive off in a chevy like, how how on earth could they possibly actually be together there yeah there's there's i could see this being it I'd, it's not like textually supported by the movie mm-hmm. but this could be a thing where marianne is like yeah i tried this it doesn't work mm. like you can't mm-hmm. just not in in current french society you can't just run off like we still need to eat mm-hmm. we still need to mm-hmm. like survive how the hell are we going to do that i think that i think that is implicit though i think that like yeah. you know mm-hmm. marianne is very like uh like practical and um in, in that way um mm-hmm. Pragmatic. Yeah, I, I mean specifically the like has tried this before mm-hmm. it is it is very clearly a like yeah we can't survive off of love yeah for each other <laughs> mm-hmm. still need bread cheese and wine <laughs> there's no two million dollars floating around they can steal from the mansion yeah uh-huh. right. yeah. yeah what a okay. good movie what an incredible favorite movie. shots <laughs> Might, uh, might be uh marianne sitting naked smoking a pipe by the fireplace framed by oh, the two blank portraits that's incredible i love uh, this incredible. Like, smoking the pipe is so good it's, yeah it's great uh 
Other than that, obviously the two por- like lady on fire moments are really yes. fantastic. The uh the entire fire is incredible. The bonfire, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, again, it is a moment where uh Marianne and Edoua are alone. Or Edouard's, are alone. Um like they are staring at each other over the fire. Mm-hmm. Um and they could see each other through that haze. Mm-hmm. But they're not together no. yet um until uh right and yeah until um like Elwaz walks like kind of around the fire uh-huh. and then uh we see that her dress is on fire <laughs> i love this bit because she just like kind of looks down slowly and then like two women come out of the the side to like tackle her to the ground with sheets to like put it yeah. out and she just like she falls like a deer that's been like shot with an arrow and it's like you know it I mean? takes like 30 seconds for Marianne to react. Uh-huh. And then we get Marianne like running towards her and then a cut to um the beach or they're like climbing down a beach. The beach or, or climbing down a cliff. Uh-huh. Uh, oh my god, the beach is so pretty. What a gorgeous desolate place this is. Yes. Uh mm-hmm. they're climbing down the cliff and then um they kiss. That's their first time that they kiss. I love the the like s- like translucent scarfs that they wear during when the like wind is high. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. They're li- like they get close and they have to take them off to kiss. So yeah, uh, real quick before we move into favorite shots, one last thing. I already said I, mine. Okay, <laughs> before I say mine, I guess. Uh, I um, although it might be the fire. Uh, I. L- I was worried for a little bit that mm-hmm. this was going to be a, uh, oh, these two women very clearly love each other and might even say it, but it is going to be that, like, chaste, pure love. Um, no, there's armpit sex. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, there's a... And then, well, and then her mom leaves, or Alaza's mom leaves, and it's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, the fucking moment where she's like, "Paint me, paint me a picture of you, Marianne," and Marianne is like, "Got a little hand mirror like over her pussy <laughs> 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 to like paint herself while staring at her." Uh huh. Um, Incredible. My favorite shot is, yeah, it's probably a tie between the fire and the end. Her, uh, like the 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 zoom. Yeah. We the, it cuts at the perfect moment. It's such an incredible ending mm-hmm. of just like just sitting on Elwa's slowly tearing up and then like tears streaming down her cheek. Yeah. Uh yeah, as as the music plays is it's just, great. She gets like so red eyed before anything happened and it's just a like, little like shudder. She does great performance. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think that, like that's actually the my, my my favorite would be like a tie between that shot at the end and the um the one where uh Marianne starts playing the harpsichord just because mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. it's like oh that's really like understatedly erotic in a way that I I really appreciate. Yeah yeah. Yeah, the the gentle way with which she like slides her hands under the uh-huh. cover to like not disturb it too much. Fanning myself like uh. oof. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, also, uh, there's also a great big bit when she has to say goodbye and uh, Marianne just like grabs the mom in a big hug because she wants to hug Elawan. She can't get any more time alone with her. Uh-huh. And she just like sniffs her neck. 
not the mom. <laughs> she sniffs Eloa's El- neck before she goes and just like stomps mm-hmm. off. What a moment. One more thing about the harpsichord. Yeah. Uh, it could just, I am not an expert on mu- music history. It could just be that, oh yeah, harpsichords were more popular than pianos. Mm. But there is something, the difference between a harpsichord and a piano mm. is that they include basically the same strings as far as i know Mm -hmm. except that the piano is little mallets hitting strings Mm. it's percussive and a harpsichord is as you might guess upon the name it plucks them Mm. like a harp uh which is how you get that like very like tingly uh interesting maybe not the right adjective but there's so could be a time thing gentler Mm -hmm. and like yeah plays into some of the other like hand imagery mm. right there's another great hand there's another incredible shot oh, yeah. from there's a lot of great hands from uh like uh marianne like deeply intensely staring at elwaz's hands mm-hmm. on her lap and then a shot to and then a cut to uh her having painted them beautifully like mm-hmm. the rest of the portrait is this is before uh El- or yeah elwaz's posing um the rest of the portrait is like kind of getting there mm-hmm. and then the hands are like incredibly detailed and like started the dress very realistic it's like that one twitter post about like when you how you can tell an artist has a very specific fetish yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like i mean but like so like hand stuff is like very like much like a like this is a like a lesbian subjectivity thing it's like a signaling thing yeah. for like you know 20th well, century like western lesbian like experience is like mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, there there's a great shot where um uh Marianne is trying to keep her hand hidden because it has a bunch of paint on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh and like and the yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like yeah, a lot of great hands. Hands focus on hands uh-huh. doing things. <laughs> this movie makes me want to paint again. I miss painting. Oil painting's so fun. Um oh yeah, for as far as the, the piano thing goes. Pianos were invented in 1700. I think this takes place in like the mid to late 1700. So it could just be that like they hadn't been around yeah. that long. So they might not, it might not have like had the same like, you know, professional gravitas as a getting a full the piano time. there would probably be hard too. The harpsichord's yeah. small. Yeah. This is a real okay, desolate yeah. place. Wow. Yeah. Harpsichords were invented in the 14th century. It's so fun that there's no path to walk up to this house there's just uh-huh. like rocks and beach and brush and you just crawl through it and then there's like a fancy fancy house if you want to escape from the patriarchy you have to put in a lot of uh you have to trek pretty far uh-huh over the river and through the woods um either way they could have had a piano if they wanted to certainly certainly they have money you know i i meant like the movie could have had it be a piano if it wanted to oh. it yeah, I, I think that yeah, I, I agree that I think it might be like a I think it's a specific choice that they made. I think mm-hmm. it might be as much like historical, like just yes. in terms of time yeah. period as, as mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah, um, like the Four Seasons is it was composed for harpsichord. Mm-hmm. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Four Seasons. Great piece of music. Great. Excellent. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm not like the biggest classical music fan. No, me neither. But I like a little bit here and there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't seek it out, but I hear it and I go, oh, yeah, this is a great moment. (laughs) We got anything else to say? 
about Portrait of a Lady on Fire. We've said it already. It's such a beautiful movie. Great movie. Like just watching in a theater was so fucking cool. Gorgeously. That sounds incredible. It's the last movie I saw in theaters. I I remember when people were talking about the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID uh, was Sonic 2 or Cats. And I was like, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. (laughs) I think mine was like Detective Pikachu. (laughs) I think mine was Knives Out. Mm -hmm. Um... Although I think the second to last one was Annihilation, and I kind of wish I'd just gone out on Annihilation. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, twenty nineteen, I think it was. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, or I'm kicking myself for not watching <laughs> Portrait of the Lady on Fire. Uh, Only movie yes. I ever saw at the Music Box in Chicago. I should have gone there more. You guys might you might should check out Glass Onion. I saw it when it was in theaters around here the other day um, over the Thanksgiving weekend, and it was pretty good. Last Onion. I don't know. The, oh, with the Knives Out sequel? Yeah. Oh, see, I haven't even seen Knives Out. We should watch Knives Out. We should watch Knives sure. Out. Very enjoyable. Like, I hear parts of it were shot in Maynard, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, Um, they, they just, like, rented out a big mansion in Massachusetts somewhere, I think. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just, like... We passed a laundromat part of it was shot in, I guess. Uh-huh. Yesterday. That's uh-huh. funny. It's the kind of thing that, like, if you don't like murder mysteries then like yeah you're not gonna like a murder mystery I'm not against a murder mystery it's a very fun one is it a locked room murder mystery no. not exactly oh, i'm just kidding i just know that term <laughs> okay, okay. beatrice movie. from umineko like shows up <laughs> uh as a transition from i'm gonna spend about 30 seconds talking about this okay uh as a transition from incredible uh lesbians into uh the oh, final title one second right before that uh uh they do this one does meet yuri conventions of blonde hair and dark hair girl. yes it's true yes. it does <laughs> i did notice that and smiled uh, continue continue it is less important when you're when you have like actors because it's easier to tell real people apart <laughs> it than, is like it is often yeah then manga art has to kind of be abstracted sometimes mm-hmm. often because you're making it on a deadline and mm-hmm. real people you don't have to draw every time yeah. <laughs> they, can, they just kind of exist yeah that's the real like fascinating thing about human beings um okay as a transition from that incredible movie about lesbians into Final Tiger Dojo, which takes place in an onsen. Uh, uh, oh. Yumegori, Yurimegori. Yumegori is, um, means like an onsen tour, or, like visiting multiple hot springs. Mm-hmm. And so this is a manga. It's like four volumes or something. It's a four coma about girls who love going to all hot springs. <laughs> um, this Ooh. is such a vibe change from Bound and Fortress. Any way we transitioned <laughs> to the fate talk was going to be a real big weird change, Ben. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it's fine. I I mostly bring it up because I was like, oh, it's very funny that I finished this right before uh, the final Tiger Dojo. Which Ben's first note is, why does this take place in a hot spring? Um, <laughs> I know why. <laughs> uh, it is uh, about as horny as you'd expect a manga about four girls going to hot springs it would be uh which is to say like uh not safe for work but not porny mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's you get in trouble for fucking in an onsen yeah it's, i think it's also just a bad idea 
Yeah, it seems like a like, bad idea. Um, don't have sex in a pool. It's not good mm-hmm. for anybody. It's it's cute. Uh, I liked it a lot. Or I liked it. It it was a nice like right before bed mm. uh, kind of thing. Like very low energy. Uh, way more um, like plot development in the last or like romantic development in the last volume or and or is like there's uh the main couple kind of like says that they love each other which is Mm. not something i'm used to from like especially four comma which are typically more like they're not subtext it's like very clear that the two are in love and they might even say it but it's often one of the reoccurring jokes in basically every yuri forkoma that i've read is uh one character being super into the relationship and the other one being aloof and like Mm. kind of getting harassed Mm -hmm. by the other character uh which this does for about a chapter and a half before completely dropping it (laughs) uh which is like really refreshing that's nice um it does have my another one of my least favorite tropes which is Oh, here's this uh this girl who's tall and has really big boobs and then the, there's this other girl who's tiny. Uh you'll never guess which one of them's in middle school and which one is about to graduate high school. Uh uh this is like shockingly common. Uh-huh. Um it's always this pair, right? There are there are plenty of girls who are about to graduate high school uh who look young mm-hmm. uh there are fewer uh like individual girls on their own who have massive boobs and are in like elementary or middle school uh-huh uh but this this pairing of them is something i've seen multiple times and it's bonkers to me every time uh um, i feel like, like you could make a lot of headway by making a an onsen yuri about office ladies yes mm-hmm. uh-huh. like that solves a lot of problems uh, yeah. yeah there 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 are some uh there's some great moments like there's early on there's some really supportive grandmas who are like oh yeah it's so nice the two of you coming here together mm-hmm. um the main character uh is a photographer and like there's some fun stuff around her like trying to take uh trying to uh like enter a photo contest with a picture of her girlfriend mm-hmm. and, like trying to get a nice photo um yeah and then there yeah there's a, there's a girl who really likes saunas mm-hmm. uh it i i'm gonna say if the if it was five volumes too many four about the right number of volumes for for the premise and uh does it end with a heart-wrenching division as the patriarchy drags them back to reality um no, no. <laughs> the the last the last couple of chapters have like uh, a kiss between each of the two main couples, which is like oh cute. Does any of them drive a Chevy? No. Like a new Chevy? No. <laughs> Not an old Chevy either. No. Okay. There are many scenes with three girls in an onsen. Speaking of which, Final Tiger Dojo. So we're doing Tiger we Dojo first. In an onsen. Last episode. last episode ends with the it the end of the game. Uh-huh. So not that Heavens Feel also really ended with the game is over now. Yeah. Like and everyone's moved on. But last episode is like, wait, 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 one second. We really need to tell you. 
hey, good job. This would have been Pat so, you on the back. so interesting to have Catherine back for this because Catherine likes last episode and I didn't. But we'll get there. I like. I don't especially like it either. Okay, I got I mean, an Ilya or an Onsen. <laughs> yeah, I, my notes. Yeah, they're like, why the fuck are they in the Onsen? And then next line starts with naked Taiga and Ilya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder why they're in an Onsen. This is, the, I truly wonder, there are so many bath scenes in anime. And like, a are you thinking about of, DIY? The like, yeah. everyone's favorite anime this season that just has like five bath scenes between an elementary schooler and a high schooler. When it's done? But why does DIY have a horny squid android thing? Like, oh, God, the bit where the little, like, AI assistant Siri little robot thing is like, ah, young maidens bathing in the moonlight and blushing. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was going to say that, like, you you suggested a a Kebby-chan, and uh, I was like, it is really beautiful. Is but like I was not about expecting being weird horny at, at first. And <laughs> then it good... goes away. Yeah. DIY is like, oh, this is a wholesome, like, fun romp. And then, like, it kind of, like, slide weird horny under the table in, like, a deniable way. And I There's... hate that so much more. Because, like, a Kevin Chan is, like... A Kevin Chan girl has, like... her feet. Yeah, foot yes. girl, like, episode <laughs> one. <laughs> I, I got to the end of episode one and was like, I don't know that I'm ever going to talk to anyone about the show. Uh, it's real pretty though. Yeah. Uh, it levels you, off you're so right. much that we yes. were able to talk about it. But like that between is... that and the like the the uh, exhibitionist like photographer <laughs> <Yeah>. girl, <laughs> it's a tough sell uh, up front. Yeah, and then it becomes like, but yeah, DIY. What DIY is doing is more yeah. insidious to me. Yes, right. I wouldn't call a Kevin Chad insidious. No, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty out there. Yeah, very overt. Okay, uh, we're getting distracted. Yes, I'm having Sorry. a lot of fun being distracted. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're free from mouse clicking hell. This is yeah, I click that mouse so much. Um, I'll never be free though. I have a lot more mouses to click in my life. I no, have no, so you have, many uh, you have movies to watch now. I do have movies to watch, but I, I guess clicking uh, Fate Grand Order's screen is not quite the same as clicking the mouse. It's yeah. probably worse. It's not a mouse click. Depends on how ergonomic your mouse is. Now that we are free of of Stay Night, that sounded meaner than I wanted it to be. That sounds like a line, I'd say. Now that we're free of Stay Night, how are you feeling, fan? Um, I'm just, I am not at all free from mouse clicking. Because it means that the time that I would have spent sitting and reading Stay Night, instead I'm going to spend sitting and reading other Aroga. In Japanese, which is harder. At least it means less mouse clips clicks per second. Yeah. Um, We're in the Einsburn secret Valhalla hot spring. It might also be heaven. It might also be heaven. Tyga's soul starts leaving her body a bunch. Uh huh. And Ilya's like, you'll never be able to return to life if you if you relax too much here. There's some jokes about Ilya being an underaged lolly child, which She's is not, not underage. <laughs> uh, but is always uncomfortable when they joke about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, always Ilya. haunted by the shades of the Ilya route. <laughs> right? I. Okay. I think about Real that quick. fucking miserable CG of Cursed. Ilya sitting in Shiro's lap sometimes. Yeah. Go, Cursed knowledge, but the the Dojin that convinced 
Nasu to do games with Takeuchi is by a renowned uh, lolicon mangaka. Mm-hmm. It's like Takeuchi. I guess we don't have to say the Shoko? name. But uh, um, Takeuchi handed Nasu this doujin, and Nasu was like, "Oh, we we could like do stuff." And that's it's like that sucks. Uh, yeah, that's that's so bad. That guy designed a upcoming uh, upcoming for the for Ian uh, character for Fate Grand Order, who is one of the most egregious lolicon bait. Like oh, I think you remember talking seen. about this. Have you I seen? I think you're showing me this. It's so miserable. The little like fairy girl. I don't remember what it was because like I don't know. I didn't wasn't it's... something I committed to memory. But like no, no, no. Oh, it's 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 not great. It's really unfortunate that she's also one of the best. One of the best characters in the game. In the game. Oh, while we're talking about like uh, misconceived uh, doujin, can I talk about like? Two stupid fate dojins that are very funny to me in concept and like not great yes. in execution. Yeah. Um, one uh, swords dancer, and so these are like it's a, which is uh, Ilya grows up somehow and is like an adult woman um, who still has weirdly a shiro complex, but whatever. It's his shitty dojin, uh, and it becomes an archer servant. No, and, right. I think I've heard mention of this, which is like that's kind of a fun concept. This is like a. a interesting well yeah yeah it's interesting because that's what prisma ilia does in a certain sense mm-hmm. right i think it's connected but uh the, the other ilia one also kind of starts as doujin doesn't it pretty sure that's i don't know i think that like yeah i think there's like the sword like, dancer yeah i think the sword dancer person wrote like drew like a tight like a, a cutaway or something for prisma ilia i forget mm, I, that makes sense somebody explained this to me once and i don't actually like commit these things to memory yeah um, the other one I know it's called, way uh, too much about Prisma Ilya. <laughs> uh, the other one is called Heaven's Failure, which is a little bit more re- uh, relevant here. Um, this one, so when they say, like, at the end of Heaven's Field, at the beginning of the, the true end, they say, like, Frider plucked out a small thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some people took that to mean that um, uh, instead of having, like, a little doll, that uh, Ilya put Shiro in her body. Huh. Huh. Um, and... So there, there's a doujin slash like set of, you know, related AUs about people where, where people write basically like Shiro after in between uh, End of Heaven's Feel and getting the the um the puppet body of like living as Ilya for like however long. Now, this is fast, much more fascinating to me because like the idea of both. Both, like, introducing weird gender stuff to Shiro sounds fun, but also mm-hmm. literally becoming Kiritsuku's kid. Yeah. No, it's, a, <laughs> it's, like, conceptually very... I don't recommend you read any no, of it, but, no. like... it sounds like it would be handled really poorly, but conceptually... Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. But, like, conceptually, it's very fun for me. Oh, yeah. No, if that's how the game ended, I would probably like Shiro a lot more. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to, like... I like promised myself I would mention at least Heaven's Failure because it's such a bizarre thing. Uh huh. I gotta write these down. One sec. I want to <laughs> mention them. What was the name of the other one? Swords Dancers, I think. Again, I don't recommend anybody actually go no. look at these. But I wanna, I wanna have it written. I saw um. While I was scrolling Twitter the other day, I saw some random artist that I do not follow. 
t- t- uh, posting about their Kamaket uh, Akiha X Kohaku uh, <laughs> fan dojin. Nice. Shout out. <laughs> Did I ever post that one fan art by that one person on Tumblr doing the uh, the Akia Kohaku like titty biting scene? Oh, I think maybe that sounds familiar. <sighs> what if people are out there living their best lives sometimes? Sometimes that's not good, and sometimes it's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ilya wants to talk about her their favorite parts of the game. Hers was the scene where she got murdered in Unlimited Blade Works, which is very funny. She which does. Is, she's specifically talking about the like sad, somber CG of her uh, covered in blood with Berserker. Yes. Which, hey, mm-hmm. that's one of the best scenes in the game. It's a really sure. great scene. She's right. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah. They're, they talk about the CG of her getting her heart ripped out. And this, <laughs> apparently this was supposed to get cut, but Takeuchi just kind of did it uh, uh, without being consulted and finished yeah, it and put it in the game. Very funny. Uh, we get some more jokes about the fake uh, Taiga Babylon Angramanyu magic showdown that uh, doesn't happen, doesn't exist, but also will be the basis for Grand Order bit later on. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe like I just got to Bab- I was like just on it's Babylon so I was funny. like oh my god what the fuck yeah uh huh what a weird this is the thing with uh, Grand Order in general is totally inconsistent throughout yeah yeah, yeah. jarring at times um let's see they, uh, is, asks, is the Gundam thing a reference to turn A I don't know turn A. Does the turn A Gundam have whiskers? Kind of. Yeah, that might be then. Because they're the, yeah, they make a joke about like Jaguar Man. Uh, and Tiger's like, I thought it was a tiger and because it has whiskers. And Ilya's like, if make, having whiskers makes the thing a tiger, then Gundams could be tigers too. And it's like, so okay. turn A comes out in, in uh, 1999. And turn A Gundam, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to drop an image in the chat here. Um, yeah, let's see the turn A. Oh, oh, wow! That's more of a mustache than a. Uh, That's like with whiskers in like the like old-fashioned sense of like. I don't like this Gundam. <laughs> yeah, it's not my favorite Gundam. I'm I'm like notoriously down on almost every Gundam. I wish they made a Yakushiki's uh model. Yakushiki yeah. and Ariel. Are the only two. The Elfrith, but... which is basically the Ariel, but they're a little different looking, I yeah. think. I feel like watching, I, think, I remember watching Gundam when I was growing up, but like something about like turning 30 and starting HRT just made me lose any interest in what Mecha are. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> it happens sometimes. I was never a big Mecha person, but. Taiga gets asked if she loves or hates tigers because since she dresses in stripes, she says it's a complicated relationship and she both loves and hates them. This is like those bears from Yuriko Marashi. Yeah. <laughs> they they loved humans and also hated humans. We, we loved you from the very beginning. We hated you from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Yuritora Arashi. Yuritora Arashi. <laughs> Time to talk about each route individually. Fate. What's represents fate? the game yeah which is because it's the, it's the fate, tutorial uh, route basically yeah yeah extremely meta mm-hmm. uh Ilya likes this route because she has a big part uh taiga says that she's essentially that she herself is basically a main heroine during this because she has a bigger role yeah 
Uh, I yeah. She c- continues to imply that her that the taiga root was further along in th- development than, and then gets shot down later. It seems like she is trying to make it sound like it was, yeah. it existed. This is this has funny. happened before that taiga's been mm-hmm. like there was a taiga route. Yeah, and everyone's like it was. It was cut in the planning stage, yeah. like before before the first words were set to page. Your I route was cut. Say, I am curious what Tyga's like weird edgy twist would be. I I mean like I'm mafia, imagining it would they be like just magic war mafia shit, right? It would be yeah. like Fate Zero shit. Yeah. It's meant to fate is meant to introduce the Grail War concept and to highlight Saber, who is you know the main heroine. She's yeah. biggest on the box and all that. Ilya says that Shiro is unlikely to become Archer in this route because Ilya survives and will help guide him away from that path. Taiga wonders if Ilya's body will hold up long enough for her to actually be able to make an impact on Shiro's life. And uh, Ilya responds, "That's a secret." She also says, "Everyone dies eventually," which is really funny. Yep. Unlimited, Unlimited blade, blade works. works. Focus on servants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly archer, caster, and caster. I guess. Um, this is Gilgamesh yeah. and Gil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ilya doesn't like this route as much, even if yeah. she likes that one scene because she's not in it very much. Mm-hmm. Taiga is is like damseled and barely exists. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Rin shows up. <laughs> we do get. She's the little. She has the like Rin. owl on her head, mm-hmm. like, hair buns. She's still smoking in the bath. Yep. Smoking in the onsen is such a power move. <laughs> Taiga makes a, a a direct comment about Rin barely mattering in this route, uh, because it's the Shiro route and Rin uh-huh. is incidental. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Yeah, Ilya defends this, being like, "It can't be helped. This is a game about Shiro, so there was just no time for Rin." And it's like, you could just she write it different. You could just write it different. It can be helped, Nasu. I know you're talking <laughs> through your characters, pretending all of this was required to happen, but you could have just done it different. <laughs> Re- oh. Ilya responding directly to Ben ends. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ilya reaching through the screen, screen attacking me. <laughs> yeah, and then. I had forgotten this bit, but uh, it refers to fate and unlimited blade works as near side routes. You wouldn't have known. You wouldn't have thought of it in these terms because you wouldn't have realized this is a Tsukihime. Yeah, like, Heaven's uh, Feel is the far side route. Yeah, which it is. Then also makes sense. Oh, of course, Ilya would have been a far side route. Yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Heaven's Feel is the deadly struggle chapter. <laughs> uh, to me, like I see things like deadly struggle a lot. Is this like a very specific like term? I bet. I don't yeah. know it off the top of my head, but oh. there's there's a bit in here. Maybe we're about to get to it. Uh... Oh, yeah, never mind. I jumped ahead. Taiga implies that uh, or says, but uh, she says that uh, if Heaven's Feel wasn't so long, Ilya could have had a root. She also mm-hmm. adds herself, but then Rin is like, no, that's yeah. that's a lie. But maybe maybe that's why Ilya didn't get a root. <laughs> it yeah it does it, right? it does feel like uh heaven's feel would have been about two-thirds the length that it is now if Ilya had gotten her own route yeah and so if an additional like little bit had been able to get cut off mm-hmm. of that Ilya would have gotten her own route this is the send-off route uh-huh. uh, with the greater grail destroyed and everyone's alive except for Ilya and saber two of the main characters mm-hmm. 
There's an interesting... Taiga says that there was an ending planned at some point where Saber also survived along Sakura and Rin... Or uh, Sakura and Saber. Sakura and Ryder. Presumably as uh, Saber Alter then. Yeah. uh, Connected to Sakura. But that didn't happen. Uh, I love this line. Life's fun because you can't have it your way. It's just right when some people are missing. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Perfect. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. This is the bit I was going to say. Taiga asks if Ilya is... Imoto or Nesan? Ilya says, Ha ha ha. I am Schrodinger's Imoto. <laughs> I almost fucking died. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Talking about her age. Because like, yeah. we, we got the fact that Ilya is older than Shiro. Yeah. Uh, barely at the very end of Heaven's Feel. I think that this is in material books. She's 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very like, uh, ha ha ha, the, the lolly is actually of age. Isn't that funny? Kind of vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is uh, horrible, but you know, it is. Yep. Ilya. Interesting character. Fraught, but. Yeah. What if she was, What? imagine if Fate Stay Night, but Ilya looks like, you know, a teenager about her age. Uh-huh. Would, yeah, she looks like Justice in that one CJ. Or something. Uh, or what if Ilya but dressed in Aoko's outfit? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Too much power. Galaxy brain. The thing about that I like, the one thing I can say in defense of Ilya looking like a kid is that it makes her like cutesy bullcrap really sad. Yeah. Because she is mm-hmm. like a this like miserable older kid uh pretending to be a baby so that everyone around her treats her with some kind of affection uh-huh but it's also tied up in so much like nasu and like anime baggage that it's it's hard to just appreciate that yeah you know oh yeah yeah especially with the kinds of jokes they make as soon as the like cameras aren't rolling so to speak mm-hmm. if you ignore tiger dojos i like it is a yeah her character is way better because you're not getting a steady feed yeah. of oh we were gonna dress her up in a bunch of fetish outfits yeah and yeah. like uh-huh. ha ha mm-hmm. ha yeah because like the heaven's feel version of Ilya that just like uh completely drops the the cutesy voice yeah mm-hmm. uh constantly to this say is, like sad shit why I like Ilya yes. is because oh, yeah. it is clear that that is an act mm-hmm. and is not like we'll talk about Ilya yeah. more yeah. So, Elia says she doesn't regret the fact that she dies in most endings, saying that she's going to watch over everyone from here. Heaven. Uh-huh. The pair of them then Wait, goes... we did we did skip over the Sakura and Rin are going to have to save Shiro from becoming oh, Archer. I didn't skip that on purpose. Uh, it's not anti-Shiro agenda. Heaven's Feel is the ending where everyone is as happy as they're going to get. I like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like... Yeah, that is both rough and also is like, yeah, that seems about right. The Tiger Dojo pair thank us for playing and doing 100%ing the game, saying this is the real, real farewell, which is not true. And uh, we'll meet again someday in the main story. Well, it I was, could, I it could play was Fate's the Day real, real farewell. It wouldn't be soon, but I would play yeah. Fate Stay Night again someday and probably like it more. Uh, Goodbye. Don't die again. I plan to take that advice. Mm-hmm. We get some like uh, goofy credit like dark type moon credits uh-huh. with, like goofball music playing over it uh mm-hmm. like Ty- the taiga number one fan is like credited and all this stuff 
And then before we cut back to the menu, Taiga asks if Ilya meant it about them being in heaven. And Ilya yeah. says yes. <laughs> Fortunately, Taiga died off screen, I guess. <laughs> and that's last Tiger Dojo. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. 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 Good. Wait, this is Good. the thing. I, I would have liked this more if I hadn't read Getcha first. Because I would have been like, oh, this is like a fun, like, meta, like, vibe. But Getcha was just so much more of a fleshed out version of this where all of the characters got to hang out and talk about their bits, you know, yeah. what I mean? Which one is Getcha again? Getcha is from Plus Disc. It's when they go to the cafe and everyone, like, talks about their roots and their image songs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that is a fan disc. Yeah, versus, so they have more time for it, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. A postscript, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's the same vibe. I just like, I, I was I was so excited to right. discover Getcha. <laughs> One thing that we missed is I like that uh, I like the posing of Fate and Unlimited Blade Works as questions mm. of mm-hmm. how should Shiro live his life, and Heaven's Feel is an answer. Yeah, I like to say an answer. It's it's one answer that you could have to yes. how does this weird little boy like deal with his. Yeah, which is this nasty too many problems. Just yeah. makes me want an Ilya route more. Uh huh. Because like, oh, that would have given a different answer to those same mm-hmm. questions. It would have been yeah. a real monkey's paw, but yeah, God. Yeah, yes. Len like Len stuff stretched out for a whole route would have been just miserable. I feel like if they if they did like a Fates the Night remake, like they did a Tsukihime remake. Mm. Then you could have an Ilya route. So yeah. this is the thing: is I wish that Rialto Nua was just a little bigger and just like yeah, if, if it came pull later, Ilya's yeah. stuff out mm-hmm. of Heaven's Feel and write an Ilya route. Uh huh. It's already yeah. like two thirds of the way there. <laughs> yeah. But then Tsukihime remake would still not be out yet, and <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd rather have like a better Tsukihime than a better Stay Night because the uh, for me, I mean, uh-huh. that's what we said, like the the floor for Tsukihime. Or the bar for Tsukihime is a little bit lower. Yeah. yeah. Um, and As Mahoyo is very nice. I can't deny that. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that that's why you want it too. Uh-huh. This is a little thing titled Last Episode. Yes. It's uh, it's the this game's version of Eclipse that was not part of the game originally. This was Rialto Nua? Yes, this is Rialto Nua. Okay, that makes sense to Which me. Which is why mm-hmm. Ilya and Taiga were like, hey, this is really yes. actually the end for real. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to get play last episode to unlock the Tiger Dojo. Yeah. I think they also specifically, there's like text saying either Rialto Nua or New Star somewhere in here, which mm-hmm. tells you that. Because that's what Rialto Nua means. Last episode begins with a, a Saber X Shiro AMV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's really good. It's like a recap of the game. Uh, I figured out partway. I was like trying to take notes for it. I was like, this is just like a recap of the fate route. Right? I can see your, your notes here where you are realizing this fact. Uh-huh. Yes, so yes, I'm like, I'm like stream of consciousness posting about how annoyed I am to find out that this is like. Uh, so this worked it really did... well for me. <laughs> See, by the end of it, I was like, damn, fuck. The Fate Route was so fucking, ended so well. I think the Fate Route went up on my ratings list because of last episode. Uh, there are a couple. This is a good of... AMV. 
there's a couple of things that I want to call out. Uh, first, it's fun that they show. Uh, so it starts with. Um, uh, I think it starts with uh, the like. I ask of you, are you my master? Mm-hmm. <laughs> great, great. Like it's a great scene. Scene. Um, and then they show the rider CG mm-hmm. of rider and saber fighting on top of the building, and it's like, oh, okay, this is fate route. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not either of the other ones. Um, there's also a mention of like images fading and just being left with um the memory of saber's voice. Yeah, it implies that Shira's at the end of his life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh which is like is funny because it's just like, oh, that means it just has a like film grain on it. <laughs> yeah. Right, and like uh-huh. Shiro, a lot of stuff about Shiro being like basically a robot man who's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, sealed away all of his feelings in order to be like a better magic mercenary. Or whatever. He's also just got depression. Yeah, yeah. At one point, he's just he's got like, depression. Even if your actions are meaningful, in the end, you yourself are worthless. <laughs> yeah, so much for Ilya saving him in the fate. Ilya dead six months later didn't manage to make <laughs> that much of an impact, I guess. Oh boy. Okay. Um Well maybe he didn't turn into Archer that time. You know. That's... He turned into a different depressing uh a different kind of Kiritsugu. Like a regional Pokemon variant. <laughs> that's the one where Shiro has a gun. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh god. What's Don't, the second half of this? Right. Wait, you mean the epilogue or no? You mean we then also get, in parallel to oh. Hero's life, we get um, Saber in an eternal slumber. I thought Talking that she died Merlin? at the end of the Fate Route. She's in Avalon. Yeah. Yeah, she goes to uh, Avalon. Yeah. Uh, king Arthur goes to Avalon when she dies to okay. like stay forever until she returns as the king of something or right. something like that. King of Paradise. She's asleep either way. Uh-huh. Uh, and dreaming about like both knowing that she can't ever go back and not pick up that sword, but also still thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and thinking about watching, Shiro. Watching Shiro live his life and going, you goddamn idiot. If only I could have been there for mm-hmm. you. Because uh, it's really it's really rough just watching you grind yourself into dust. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Um, Yeah, and then Merlin's there? Merlin talks to her and is like, well, you know, it's stupid and pointless to hope to see each other again. But if you do, maybe maybe you will. But it probably will suck. Uh, He says dreams are more beautiful if they stay as dreams, which is a good line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's the end of the first part. Yep. Let's go. Then it's epilogue. (laughs) Epilogue. Shiro died. Yeah. Where, where? What happened when Shiro died? Right. So Shiro doesn't become Archer because he never wishes on the Grail. Right. In this. Uh huh. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Archer wish on, wish on the Grail? Yeah. Well, no. He makes that's a contract the, with the, the world, which is like oh. makes a contract. Yeah. Right. Come Calls on. To the Gosh. What's <laughs> um, he, he makes a contract with Arclade. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah uh that that clarifies when this takes place yeah um because so i thought for a second i was like oh wait is he a heroic spirit no he's just a guy um shiro 
at the end of his life has ended up in Avalon. Mm-hmm. Presumably. They don't say Avalon, but that, that's the only thing this can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like green hey, it's really pretty. Yeah. Like, there's more animation in like 10 seconds than in, you know, most of a route. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Uh Yeah. He thinks about wanting to see Saber again, and then um, she's here. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. They uh, let's see. But this is div- this uh oh, right. these notes devolve into my own uh yeah uh-huh. <laughs> my own rambling. Um, the anti-shiro agenda rises again. Anti-shiro agenda. There's some. There's like fun. One, it's interesting that all of this is third person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I, it has to be a translation mistake because it's like one page or half of a page that is translated using I. Mm-hmm. Um, and then immediately goes back to he. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So it is interesting that it's all... Th- and, but, and we're also flopping between Saber and Shiro's perspective mm-hmm. of like Saber being like, oh, he came... And Shiro being like, oh, I finally made it. Um, and then it has here saying it's trying its best to teardrop me, but it's not happening. <laughs> I, am, I, I regret to report that I, I was surprised to find myself crying during uh, last episode. I, I even though I'm not I'm still the, not that high on it. I ended up I was tearing up during the um, uh, the bit where they were talking where uh, Saber says I love you and disappears when they reminded me of that I was like oh god oh shit I'm gonna start crying I'm, and I'm mad about it and then I realized where it was going I was like immediately fucking stone face <laughs> eyes dried out okay for me uh, yeah they get together and, and Shiro says Tadaima and yeah that, that's says, what got me you're a kaiju this uh, and that was like I was like god damn it every time mm-hmm. it's uh, a ace in the Arknights anime saying uh, Sashiburi mm-hmm. and it's uh, a girl and a boy saying Tadaima and Okairi are the two things that will always like Someone who is, uh, yeah. Those uh-huh. are the two things that will always get me. Uh-huh. Uh. Yeah, that came out of nowhere for me. I was, I was, yeah, I've seen I was, I was last doing episode before, and I was like, this is fine. And then suddenly, I was like, oh no, those, there are hits. tears in my eyes. I know. Yeah, sometimes it hits. It hit. I didn't need to see this. <laughs> I didn't need last episode. Yeah, it's not like it's like if there know. was a if there was like a post credits bit of the Arcweed route in Tsukihime where uh Shiro kisses Arcweed in a sl- coffin like she's a Disney princess and she wakes Shiki? up Shiki uh, uh Arc- Shiki and Arcweed in Tsukihime I would have hated that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. I don't like this either. I like mostly I like the, I like this, the, this is a song yeah. for the evening. <laughs> this is What is okay. that? Uh, I, I, this is not quite a uh, uh, matchup, but it it reminds me of the 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 Kagetsu Toya short story, but is from Kiha's perspective, where where she's like living her life without Shiki, and then at the very end, it's like, oh, and uh, Shiki's alive, yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is wish fulfillment. I don't need this. I would prefer it to be a sad story. <laughs> yeah, I think this is. I think this is what Catherine was saying, uh, or someone was. Because I, I finished the last episode, like, literally 30 minutes before we started recording. Huh. Um, Fen called it fan fiction, yes, last episode. 
Yeah, it's like wish fulfillment right? Like, yeah. it's like, this is... It's like a it's like a good end for fate route. Real quick, it makes sense. Let me oh, yeah. let me read the like final screen because okay. I do like the very ending ver a lot, and then uh -huh. we can like dive into. Uh, the storyteller may fall silent, the music may cease, but the story will not end. Be it a tragedy or comedy, as long as there is applause, the story will not end. It is just like the multitude of human lives. Warm blessings to we who were not rewarded and we who are still on our way. Our travels continue on. Mm -hmm. Which is like, oh, yeah, yeah pretty. That, that is a nice, <laughs> like, goodbye to this story. Yeah. Um, it, this fate, fate does not have a good end. Yes. Which this, I love, which I said I liked. Yes. This is, oh, whoops, let me fix that. And I don't mm -hmm. think it needs fixing. I like, I would be way, way more patient for the, the, with this if I, uh, was playing Rialta Nua after having played fate when it came out yeah you know what i mean yeah i'd be like oh what a cute little extra like bonus thing for this thing mm -hmm. that i already love you yeah. know but here playing it for the first time i'm like boo boo hiss i think like it, yeah i think you're 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 on to something there like and i think it's very much like a like part of it is that shiro and saber don't really have like that much time together for mm -hmm. how big of a thing saber is for the game and like later on the franchise because like mm -hmm. real to do was made like you know already with like like fate already being like super big mm -hmm. and yeah. so like saber being relatively like really a small part considering how much of like the franchise that she like sort of stands in for yeah i She's sort of see face. like why you make this because to, to like sort of remedy that and like throw a bone to all of the shiro saber people which i of which i'm not really one no See, um i think the rin and shiro have no romantic chemistry to me saber uh, sakura and shiro have plenty of romantic chemistry uh even if i don't really like love them as a yeah. as, as a pairing the romance and beauty of saber shiro is that oh they just can't be together yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like oh there is no the two of them together just even beyond just own, like uh, you know? even beyond just like romantic chemistry, it's a lot of it's just in terms of like time that they spend and yeah. like the like the demonstration of like any kind of like you know relationship or anything. Because like like in the uh, Rin kind of has three routes, right? Like she's really prominent in basically all of the routes, and uh -huh. even in 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 Fate and in Heaven's Feel, she's like you know Shiro and Rin have a lot of like good banter great friend chemistry yeah yeah exactly yeah. And that's what i mean but like shiro and saber like they don't really interact with they don't even uh -huh. really interact with my very much in unlimited blade works and they don't interact much in heaven's feel uh-huh and so it's really just them like bickering at each other and like uh -huh. talking past each other in uh fate yeah yeah and so like i feel like i understand like why you feel like you need to throw the saber people a bone i don't like saber's time skip look either no. <laughs> no. No. It's too princessy. So, like, She's not a princess. I, I like Saber. Like, okay, like Saber's original design, like the, the plate male combat dress is yeah. like in my to me is like the, the peak of like design of like combat arm like medieval quote unquote combat armor for girls. Uh-huh. That is like it's like, very top anime, of the charts. But it's not like super it's not horny. It's like it's semi-functional like, in an interesting way. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? And like the I think the other scale of this is like because it contrasted to like MASH, right? Where MASH is just like plate male bikini. 
Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and with, like, extremely sculpted plate mail, like, tits. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and, Love like, mash, but that is what she looks like. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, but, like, yeah, so this is why I, I don't like the... I agree with you. I don't really like the sabers, like... Um, she looks like a know. she. She's a, a princess waiting for her kiss from her prince. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just never what I like expected or wanted from Saber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we're we're not the target demographic here. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh huh. Not I'm. I, yeah, I'm not the target demographic for uh, any of this. I just no. happen to like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You got thoughts on last episode? It. Okay, part of what I like about, and we can transition now into our ranking of routes and endings and such, part of what I like about the fate end so much is that Saber and Shiro get to move on. Mm. They had 15 days that is going to uh, like influence or even like this... This bit says 15. Mm-hmm. I think it's less. Um, but 15 for the sake of argument. Um, they had 15 days together and then they just have to and then Shiro has to live the rest of his life. Uh-huh. And like this frames it as, oh yeah, and Shiro never moved on. Yeah. Never grew up. He just like lived his life always like thinking about Saber and nothing else. Yeah. And it's a real like, really? He didn't because the ending of that was like, yeah, we had a good time, and now I need to live the rest of my life. And like, yeah, I will never forget her. Mm-hmm. But not in a, uh, and therefore, I'm I'm staying pure for my wife. But yeah. in a like, yeah, because this has had such an impact on my life that I'm never going to forget someone yeah. so important. And like, Saber died <laughs> and didn't go to the throne. And we have no, besides Avalon, I guess, we have no, like, implication in that scene that Saber is going to somewhere to dream forever in the very Arcoid sense. So reframing it as, like, the Arcoid's inner castle forever kind of, like, vibe is so weird to me. Because, mm-hmm. like, part of why I like that ending is that Saber closes her eyes and then it's over. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just realized that this is the Tsukihime oh. arc route true end. Yes. Uh-huh. Except for, except for there is the thing at the, the end. Where, right, yeah, yeah, no, I, I just uh-huh. didn't even think about that until you brought that up. Uh-huh. Like, oh, it's just that again. Yep. Um, but yeah, I know you're right that, like, the, the premises don't really line up in the same way. So, like, yeah, I need... it feels kind of jarring with the, the way that the end of, like, the, the favorite epilogue. Oh, wait, one second. What What's going on? Okay, yeah, everything's fine. I forgot that opening up fate on this computer sometimes makes the monitor just dot. Oh, have, are we recording still? Yes, looks like we're still recording. Okay. Okay. Good. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, all good. A panicked look, and I was like, "What? What the fuck's happening?" Hit hit me with the last thing you said again. Uh oh. Um. Yeah. No. The, I feel like the the premises of the of last episode don't line up with um what is laid out in the fate the other fate end in the same way. Yeah. So like yeah. it kind of feels like it's framed as like a follow up to that, but it doesn't really follow. Yeah. It it feels so like the like... follow up to a different ending that we didn't get. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. This is this is no eclipse to me. <laughs> yeah. I liked eclipse. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, what if what if it was like Shiro like the depressed ass tin man dying and like 
seeing having Saber give him like the the death knell pep talk. That would be more Eclipse, I guess. I guess, but but for me, like the 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 thing that I just the normal and Sakura <laughs> seeing uh say Sakura seeing uh, Shiro in the distance that works. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not explicit. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, and magically, Shiro really is there. It's, like, left up to interpretation. They don't have to, like, lay the whole thing out for you. Mm-hmm. You know? That's yeah, more I mean, interesting it's, it's, This me. is more fanboy bait. Yes. 100%. Which is the story of uh, Type Moon, especially going on from Stay Night. Uh, yeah. Stay yeah. tuned for when we get into Grand Order, which is, uh, we're going to talk about that a lot. Mixed bag. Yep. Interesting. Do we want to take about, uh what? Or yeah, sorry. You fine? Anything else to say about uh last episode? Yeah. I got nothing. Talked about it a lot more than I thought we would. Yeah. Uh do we want to take like 5 minutes to rank routes, endings, girls, boys, servants? Oh, we you want to do servants too? Yeah. What about masters? No. No masters. Okay. I don't I don't because if I we did Masters, like... we could have Caster on both lists, and we could also have unnamed Ku's uh, Master. Uh, oh. Yes, quote-unquote unnamed. Um, um, I say servants in the sense that, you know, GGP rates mobile suits is the vibe there. Like, they go on the respective girl-slash-boy list uh-huh. uh, as um like characters uh-huh and then as like powerful weapons that okay y- you're ranking them on the servant list i, I see, see. Uh, um, it is snowing out i just had to say is that. it really heather oh just texted me i gotta go look out a window real quick me too. i did most of my ratings so i'm gonna be or right okay well i guess i'm stuck here rating <laughs> wow it is snowing there's like a little dusting on all the cars outside My number four route. What? Unlimited Blade Works. <laughs> Wait a minute. A hypothetical Ilya route oh ranks above Unlimited Blade Works. <laughs> number three, Unlimited Blade Works. I don't like Unlimited Blade Works. I've made this clear. Yeah. I, th- I like it more than Ben does, uh-huh. but it is not nearly as good as either of the other two routes in this game or a hypothetical Ilya route. I'm not counting the hypothetical Ilya route. I might. I can't. I'm not caping for that because I don't know if it's good. <laughs> Lauren, what do you got? All right, give me your number three. Fate. Fate. Wow. I don't. I don't disagree. I'm not a saberhead. I didn't yeah. expect Lauren to have knives out for me this episode. I had. I was not. I was more of a saberhead than I expected to be. But uh. Yeah, so, so here's the thing. But I, I can't disagree with you. Well, this and, is uh, this isn't like I don't like Saber. I like Saber yeah. a lot. I just yeah. like I I'm the unlimited blade works liker here. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's fair. This is also uh, as the Tiger Dojo says, fate is an introduction to fate. And so, if you already know basically what a, a Grail War is, whole lot of that route is going to yeah. be explaining stuff that you already know. Yeah. 
Number two of roots. Fate. Fate. And limited blade works. All right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That tracks. Wow. Everyone's favorite root. Well, wait, yes. real quick. Top root. Well, um, fate is very good. Fate's especially, good. Especially fate's mostly good at the end. Yes. I don't it's dislike like, fate. The last four days, I think, are like mm-hmm. what is truly special about fate yeah. to me. Because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you get Saber's whole deal. And... um. And yeah, there's the the cool fight with Ilya. You get Saber's whole deal, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh gosh, we gotta go beat up Gil. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Um, and just like all of that works really well for me. It also, it also has. I think I think the Saber's uh, second sex scene is my favorite in the game mm-hmm. because it's just like it is two people who love each other, like desperate for connection. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm yeah 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 i i like so it's not that i don't like fate i like oh, fate yeah. a lot i just think that like the progr- like the progression of routes is is like what interests me about the game and like mm. the thing i like about unlimited blade works is that like so the the way that i sort of understand what it like the, the part of the big appeal of the whole visual novel for me is that there's like this expanding like i don't know funhouse mirror gallery of like you know, Spider-Man pointing at each other. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? And, like, Unlimited Blade Works has, like... Like, so like Fate City Night, it's, like, two Spider-Men pointing at each other. Shiro and Saber, like, you know, you're... You have a fucked up way of thinking about, you know, yourself versus other people and how you <laughs> interpret your own, you know, uh, actions. Mm-hmm. And then Unlimited Blade Works is Shiro pointing at himself and saying you know you dumbass blah 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 uh-huh. and saber and saber like watching that from the sidelines going like oh fuck oh shit <laughs> um and then in heaven's feel it's like fractals out <laughs> uh-huh mm-hmm. everyone is shiro and archer as it turns out right uh heaven's feel number one route yeah i was low like cooler on heaven's feel than i had hoped that i would be but i do think it's the best put together even if i think its pacing kind of throws itself off at at the end i think yeah there's an interesting like i think fate kind of stands on its own as a route mm-hmm. um i could see that in the sense that you can read fate and you get a complete story and it's cool and good yeah i think uh and then funny that I, that's the one that has no good anime <laughs> yeah no decent anime uh and then heaven's feel i don't think works it doesn't work for me at all if it's not followed up by, or sorry, Unlimited Blade Works doesn't work for me at all if it's not followed up by Heaven's Feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because the end of Unlimited Blade Works being, yeah, but I'll do it different. Rip to Archer, but I'm yeah. I'm the same, but it's fine, actually. It's just like, I get what it is going for, but it is narratively unsatisfying um, for me. Mm-hmm. And so then you get heaven's feel which is like oh actually that doesn't work Mm -hmm. i i do have someone like yeah it makes sense that shiro never gets never really jives with rin because it's like heaven's or unlimited blade works is his route um and the whole thing of heaven's feel is oh whoops i love someone too much to just pretend that all i care about is protecting everyone Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. Um, I think the difference is that I read uh, Unlimited Blade Works as tragic and not like a like, yeah. um, I mean, then this has made me just my personal, like, uh, I don't know, mania of like reading it as a tragedy rather than like a uh, show and believe in yourself success story. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think the thing for I think me... that's how it's intended, right? Yeah. It, OK, it is intended that Wish. way. But also the very last bit that you get is Archer thinking, yeah, damn, I was right to do this, wasn't uh-huh. I? Uh-huh. Um, right, but like, he's still like going through the thing that he still has to do the thing that uh-huh. yeah. he hates and yeah. for the rest of eternity. I've got like, he's still in hell and he's just like, oh, <laughs> I guess I, I wouldn't not do that, but that doesn't mean I'm not in hell anymore. I've got baggage from watching the anime first, which kind of loses a lot of nuance from that. So mm-hmm. it's so easy for me to look at Unlimited Blade Works and say, oh, people just read this on its face. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? people, it's so easy to just see it, see the face of it, which is and i did it anyway and i managed to beat my ideals actually and mm-hmm. be the strongest and best of them all you know cuz like shonen is so that <laughs> it has like an Absolutely. enormous gravity right no if i so here's the stupid thing mm-hmm. uh i i think i've told you before about like the the boneheaded way that i like originally went through fate right remind did i mention this i think so I, uh, so I, I watched some my, my original friend shout outs to my friend who will re- it has requested to remain anonymous, um, you know, Semper games, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, was saying, you know, play this game. Uh, it's great. Rialta Nua doesn't have all of like the gross shit in it. So like mm-hmm. it's still worth it. And so what I did was I watched like a long play of the fate route, then right. the unlimited blade works anime, and then a long play of the heavens feel, and then was like, Okay. And then what, what would I do? Like, I think I went watch like Emiya Gohan, Fate Zero, <laughs> and then played Hollow Ataraxia. Oh my god. This and then wrapped incredible. around to playing the visual novel the right way that, uh, this time. What a great cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Fate's one of those things where it's like, how, where the fuck do you onboard? It's, it's miserable yeah. to onboard onto Fate. Mm-hmm. Like, telling somebody to read a visual novel is like, apparently pretty hard. Yeah, uh, Americans turns hate out. visual novels. <laughs> yeah, turns out. Um, okay, what are we covering? What what what's our next top t- top ten list, fan? Not really top. Um, we're going through the whole thing, I guess. Let's do endings last. Let's do endings last. So we're as, doing as appropriate servants. Or... Servants. All right. Sure. What's our number eight? Wait, does Gil count as servant? Yes. Ooh, Gil's okay. Servant. I gotta insert him in here. Number nine for me is Lancer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number nine? Wait. Because Gil and True Assassin are, servants. Oh, are extras. On does oh, Man you count as a servant? Because he, he was a servant uh, for uh, connected to Sakura. He doesn't have his own personality in this. No. Okay, fair. So nine, nine total. Okay. Number nine, bottom of the list. Lancer. Archer. Gil. <laughs> Wait, wait. Oh, Gil Archer? Yeah, Gil Archer. Uh-huh. True assassin for me. True assassin. Okay. He's just such That's... a nothing guy. Like whatever. Lancer, Lancer has good moments. Uh, his terrible luck means that I'd rather have basically anyone else with me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Gil? Gil would just kill me. Gil would just <laughs> kill me, like, in the first three seconds of the war and move on. I have no... 
I have would have no re- uh, rapport with this Gil, and uh, uh, he would just murder me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> can't can't work with the guy. What was yours again, Lauren? Sorry. Oh, uh, true assassin. True assassin. Okay. I I'm grading partially on like on likability on vibes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but in, in addition to like. Yeah, totally. I, I have a hard time getting into the mindset of like uh, power rankings. Yeah, well, on, on its own. True Assassin is number eight for me, so I'm right there with number you. Eight for me, Caster. She would just kill me. <laughs> I don't want to go be put into a test tube by Caster. I have no. You don't interest. have special magic. I. Either way, she would try and brainwash me or something because I have no magical energy. I, I could not be her perfect uh, emotionless husband. You know what I mean? No, I don't trust a caster. No way. Trust her about as far as you can throw. Uh-huh. Seven. Kojiro. Kojiro for me. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, see, I, I think my last one was... Uh, Kojiro, and so this one is Berserker. Seven, seven is Berserker for you. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Kojiro, he's just stuck in one spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Helpful. Right. That's why I ranked him lower. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, Berserker. He's like a he's like a nice guy, but you know yeah. he's fine. He's he's low low on my list because I find him annoying because of how many fights like cool fight scenes he had. Yeah. Quote. See, very tanky. <laughs> He's more mm-hmm. of a dodge tank. Yeah, because he can't the sword breaks if Berserker uh, because he's uh yelling a lot and hard to control. Yeah, I just I don't think I would be able to like buy with, with a, a, yeah. a a berserker and uh I mean if we if we want to talk about mechanics, like I don't have the uh the the magical wherewithal probably no. presumably to so. Number six. Six? Are we up to six? Okay. Yeah, we're up to six. Rider. True assassin. Coup. Coup. Okay. I think we're this all coup, we're almost united on bottom four. Uh-huh. Uh, I ranked coup higher than everyone, apparently. Rider for me is just like, yeah, she's got the cool ch- she looks cool. Uh-huh. She's not she's that not useful. <laughs> uh true assassin uh i just yeah he just seems unpleasant (laughs) his vibes are Mm -hmm. bad uh he seems unpleasant to be around i mean i don't like i don't like his design as much i don't like ku's spandex Mm. no no ku looks terrible yeah um yeah true assassin i feel like you would have a shot at winning if you use true assassin right but i'm not a master strategist and he doesn't seem particularly good at it honestly Mm -hmm. his like True Assassin's strategy is pretty much like dig a big hole in the ground with spikes at the bottom and then try and talk people into falling into it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even dig the hole. He just found it. Number five. Do you want to go first? Archer. Emia. Caster. Caster. Gil. Gil. It's funny. Archer's. Um, Caster looks cool when she's like up in the sky and got her cool like butterfly wings that's raining down cool. death. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's that's the vibe for me. Archer, uh Emia Archer, uh, he would just like walk away at some point to go do his own business and I would get killed. No interest. We might have a fun rapport, maybe. Uh, which is why he's not uh, lower on my list, but 
I don't know. What about I mean, you? I, I like Gil's like I like Gil's design a lot. His like shithead like, fancy boy like um, look like like aesthetically right like yeah. I think I like his, his armor stuff is kind of cool. Um, yeah, but mostly I like his like um hype beast fuck boy like outfit. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the that. um the Gate of Babylon stuff is animated in a cool way. Gate of Babylon's very cool. Yeah. Um, number four. Archer. Emia, I would vibe with. Yeah. Yeah, you think yeah. you get along with that sad, sad boy? Yeah. Uh, for me, Berserker. Um, at least it would be fun to ride on his shoulder for a little bit till I ran out of energy and died. <laughs> <laughs> I like Caster. Um. I have mm-hmm. I, I have hollow ataraxia feelings for, for Caster and I can't like divorce myself from them. Caster doesn't get a lot of interesting stuff in Grand Order, so I don't have like a baked in enjoyment of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um So I, I will uh plead the fifth here and yeah, uh, yeah. remain silent. I'm I'm ready to be sold on Caster. I'm not ready to be sold on uh so uh Kuzuki. Yeah. Number three, Gil. Gil, okay. Gate of Babylon's cool as hell. It is pretty cool as hell. That's correct. I got um, Ryder. Uh, I got Ryder. I, I hell yeah. I think I would have a great time hanging out with Ryder. Um, she, I would lose, but at least we would be like buds doing it. You know, Ryder would be higher on my list of like if this list specifically for me was more about vibes mm-hmm. and less about mm-hmm. like how cool you are. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think Ryder is very cool. I don't think she's like powerful, um, but no. also I have hollow rhinoraxia brain poisoning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ryder does get more stuff in Grand Order, which is yeah. part of why I have a built-in infection for her. But also she's just like a she's just like a chill, cool like person to hang out with. Right. Like and Ryder it's Medusa. Um, Who doesn't want to hang out with fucking Medusa? That's true. I mean, even just based on like uh Heaven's Feel True and Ryder, that's like already like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent vibes. Number two. Lancer. Koo, it's Koo, baby. What's your number two, Ben? Berserker. Berserker. Wow, high on Fen's list. Um, you also want to ride on his shoulder before you die, huh? Yeah, I like him a lot. And uh, big sword, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, can't talk very much. But develops a deep emotional bond with Ilya. Mm -hmm. And so I would hope that I also could develop a deep emotional bond with him. What's yours, uh, Lauren, for number two? Well, it's down to two. uh, And this one is Archer. I apologize. Mm. This is like, you know, this This isn't Colorado actually brain poisoning. This is Uh like, you know, Chuny brain poisoning. I don't know. (laughs) They're the best uh the best archer I've ever seen is from the most recent Fate Summer event where oh, I've seen he, I've seen a bunch of clips of that. Yeah, yeah. He's just like a college age, like uh big bro character who likes to fish and uh-huh. uh gets upset when people uh make fun of him for knowing what a VCR is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very funny. It's a good bit. Lancer, I feel like I could win the war with Lancer. You know? He's bad his luck is bad, but like Everyone does such a shitty job of protecting their master, and he has a one-hit kill, instant cast, uh, unavoidable shot, that if you just do it right, I think you could win. Ben, rip to all the Lancer masters, but I'm different. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, Here's the thing. His pride comes before a big win. <laughs> um, number one. Number one. With a bullet. 
Apparently. Saber. Yeah. Saber. Everyone pick Saber. Yep. Come on. If you want Shiro, you she win has... war if you have Saber. That's true. She has a a sword that is like the planet's uh, uh-huh. energy. Uh-huh. She's just Also cool. her design is just the best. Yeah. Right? Like I, I went off like earlier about how cool her design is. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love Saber's outfit. Um I love all of her outfits. She's just great to be around. Saber uh, has great vibes. She's fun to be around. You would have to... F- the food bill would be enormous. She doesn't have to uh, eat. She doesn't have to eat, but she would be very upset. if uh, you, you She need- would not like you if you didn't feed her. You just need to make sure to never feed her in the first place. It's <laughs> like gremlins. Never feed her after midnight. <laughs> Because the bit is, Shiro's like, oh, here's food. And she's like, I don't need that. And then she eats food and is like, oh, I very much do need that. This is the thing that if you if you get a uh, regular saver, you have to cook her like delicious, wholesome uh, meals. If you get saver alter, you can take her to McDonald's and she'll lose her shit. <laughs> yeah. She does then demand to Vigo? visit Burger King and Win- Wendy's afterwards. Ben has a figure of Saber Alter uh, eating a hamburger from a McDonald's bag or something like yeah. that. I think oh it's all Araxia. Yeah, uh-huh. Merch. Uh, okay, gets- yeah, I was, was going to say, yes, that is a, it's a hollow Araxia thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh. She continues. There's a, a, a bit in the, uh, that I've seen from uh, Grand Order Arcade. Mm-hmm. Where she has like a uh, uh, like my room thing where she's eating hamburgers behind her back and like screams when she hears you. She's just like making like mm, chewing mokyu mokyu like sounds until she hears you. Mokyu, <laughs> very funny. Mokyu mokyu. <gasps> uh huh. Does an incredible like. <gasps> okay. Is that all? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all the servants. Saber, yep. Saber wins. Excalibur is such a Excalibur is just the Excalibur coolest. is very cool. I think I have more <laughs> magical energy than uh, Shiro does, so I think we'd be okay. This is all wish fulfillment for me because I have zero magical energy. <laughs> um. Okay, let's let's go a little quickly through the boys, boys. especially the bottom like two of this or three list. At a time? Uh-huh. I don't have a, a ton to say about. Okay, let's yeah. hit it. 15, Zoken. Kazuki. Yes. Zoken. 14, Kazuki. Okay. Zoken. Or no, Shinji. sorry. Shinji. Shinji. Oh. Uh 13, Zoken. Shinji. Tokiomi. <laughs> uh wait, what'd you say? I said Tokiomi. Tokiomi. Oh, Rin's dad? Yeah. Huh. Uh, uh, oh, she, uh do you have hollow ataraxia, uh, Soichiro brain poisoning also? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. This is very funny. Um, <laughs> 12. Okay, w- real quick. Uh, Bottom three. Soichiro lower than Shinji and Zoken because he literally has no, like, thematic stuff going on. He's just, He's just like, guy, yeah. like, capital C cool. Yeah, I don't like him. I just hate Zoken so much. You know what I mean? Shinji and Zoken are <laughs> the next two because yeah. they suck. But like, they they there's at least something there beyond. Hey, isn't it cool? Okay, next three. Twelve. Fake assassin. Gilgamesh. Yep. Real assassin. Huh. Huh. Eleven. True assassin. Hassan. Rin's dad. Uh, the the war general guy Goto. <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, wait. Uh, and then 10, Issei. True assassin. Ryudo Issei. Uh, Berserker. Berserker, wow. okay. 
yeah, the assassins aren't aren't very interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, no. Issei, I just don't like Issei. Um, his vi- his vibes just don't do it for me. He's kind of like lay sexist and uh, not even lay, pretty openly sexist. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of his only bit. <laughs> Gil's real low down on my list because he's Fate Route. Gil is such an unpleasant guy. I feel you. You got anything to say about your uh, middle, your three here? Not especially. I don't know. Num- <laughs> uh, Berserker I- is just sort of a guy. He's just sort of a guy. Number nine. The next three. Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Uh, Goto. Kuzuki. Uh, Kuzuki. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight. Uh, Tosaka Tokimi. Rin's dad. Kojiro. Kojiro. Huh. Uh-huh. Number seven. Emiya Kiritsugu. Heracles. Koo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything to say about these. They're just uh, guys. The like- boys list is kind of neck and neck for like low until the top. Yeah. Uh, I like Koo, but I like other people a little bit more for other reasons. Yeah. I like Berserker and Ilya's relationship a whole lot. Yeah. Mm. Number six, Emiya Shiro. Emiya Kuritsugu. Isei. Isei, okay. He had to go in somewhere. Shiro, I really wish I could have justified putting him lower. Uh, number five, Goto, that guy from Shiro's class. <laughs> Issei. Excellent taste. Uh, Gil. Number four, Berserker. Koo. I also Kir- like... Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, Kiritsugu. Kiritsugu, okay. I also like uh, Berserker's like little bits of characterization I get, and there's not enough characterization there for me to dislike him. Kiritsugu, mm-hmm. I have a lot of fondness from Zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and then Issei. I was, Issei is like aspirationally up this high. He's he like mm-hmm. better. Oh, you remind me of uh, uh, Arihiko. Uh huh. Arihiko was so much better than you, uh-huh. but like I have fond memories of Arihiko. And at least your your Shiro's friend who uh, is not Shinji. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a good. Uh, those are those are good qualities. Um, Issei, I have a, oh, sorry. Go ahead. What? First. I was going to say, Issei, I have a little bit of Holobiraxia uh, brain poisoning for Kiritsugu and Gil. Like, Gil is a fun. I, Vil, Gil gets better as the routes go on. Heaven's mm-hmm. Feel Gil is like the best you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have rated Kiritsugu and Gil both higher if um, I was not actively resisting judging them based on the later stuff. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, some of these mm-hmm. would have been different. Uh, oh, and uh, wait, yeah, yeah. Koo is number four for me because uh, of that incredible scene where he's teasing, he's like flirting with Rin and teasing Shiro. And the the moments he gets are great. He's barely in this yeah. game. Berserker yeah. would have been lower for me if other people, he would have like dropped because he doesn't get anything more than, mm-hmm. yeah, than this. Kind of growling and... Top three. Lancer. Kukuhalan. Archer. Uh, Kirei. Oh, okay. Oh. Number two, Archer. Emiya Shiro. Shiro Archer. Shiro. Emiya Shiro, the boy. The boy. The boy. I always said this. I like Archer more than Shiro. Uh-huh. Hey. Number one. Me too. Kotomine Kire. Kotomine Kire. <laughs> Archer. Hell yeah. Uh, Kotomine guy of all time <laughs> really just a fun 
just a fun guy that you really would not want to meet in real life. No. Kodamine is very far down on my list of boys I would actually want to meet. Mm. Uh, but is very high on my list of boys I like to read about. Which is like, this is just true of me. In general, I I am either apathetic to or actively don't want to mm-hmm. um, read about stuff that is like I would want in my real life. Mm. This is my my love of complicated and messy and toxic relationships mm-hmm. um, in media, and just like I just want to like be friends with people and mm-hmm. like you know have a nice stable relationships where everything gets talked out. You don't want to like eat bugs. <laughs> I don't particularly want to eat bugs. No, no. no. Um. And yeah, Kotamine is just guy of all time. Yeah. yeah. A lot of fun. Shiro... Kotamine is probably like the best anime, like the best like shonen villain. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Like I've seen. Hands down. Archer being this high on my list is a lot because of like the um him and uh Rin having mean girl sleepover vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I identify more with Rin than I thought I would, I feel like. <laughs> From the pride comes before a big win catchphrase of ours. Um, but yeah, he just seems like he would be, he would like paint your nails pretty well and it would be fun. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, No, like I, I love Archer. Like I like Archer for those reasons. I like Archer because he hates Shiro and I like Archer for like, you know, holoatorexia and via Gohan reasons. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I like, I like Shiro for a lot of reasons, including, but not limited to Shiro, very high on my list of boys who I would like to fall for me. Mm-hmm. So that I could get delicious meals cooked yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like we've talked before, like, sh- as someone who's interested in guys, like, uh, mm-hmm. you could do worse. <laughs> uh-huh. You could definitely do worse. I do have to hand it to the boy. Th- th- these are my opinions about, like, dating men uh-huh. or being interested in men. Lancer ended up way higher on my list than I, than I expected, but it is cool, baby. Lancer ended up lower on my list than I expected, but uh-huh. so I have to give him like a call out and be like, I like Lancer a lot. He's a lot yeah. of fun. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's not in the game much, but again, he's like, he doesn't do anything particularly rancid. You know what I mean? He's not in he's the like, game much, but he doesn't real, do anything bad. He's like a real dude's rock kind of guy, you know? It's just yeah. like, yeah, look at you go, you mm-hmm. creature. <laughs> and then Kotamine is just the most fun I've had in this uh, game is watching Kotamine say stupid shit. <laughs> Yeah. And eat and yeah. climbing. The the Mapo Tofu scene, every time I think about it, I want Mapo Tofu. And also is just like some of the best voice acting in anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The way that he's panting <laughs> and so like funny. Oh, he sounds the exhausted. animation in that scene is incredible too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The like dramatic, like, the, like swirl where it like, yeah. oh now it's time for food again. Yeah, the the second bowl is the funniest shit on earth. Mm-hmm. Watson. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing girls. girls now. You want to do sets of three again? Yeah. Number twelve, Sella, Ilya's mean maid. Tyga. Uh, Sella. I'm. Oh, I guess that's why I have. Uh, I have Sella and Liz as like one unit. So oh, I'll just do that. Interesting. Um. Uh, number eleven for me, Tyga. Caster. Uh, Neko. Neko-san, okay. Yeah, Neko-san. Uh, number 10, Caster. Sella. 
This is I I used both of the mains already. Uh huh. Uh huh. Number nine. Uh, we have nothing to say about these. Yeah. 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 Taiga. Maybe I should have just rated Taiga lower. Honestly. <laughs> Number nine. Neko-san. <laughs> Lizra. Uh, Taiga. Uh, number eight, Rin's friends. Now I have written down Nekochan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. it is Nekosan, but shout outs to Nekochan from Akebi's sailor uniform. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. Shout outs. Uh, wh- um, which number is this? Eight. Eight. Uh, caster. Caster. Okay, so uh, we have fairly similar bottom like mm-hmm. rungs. I mean, for me, like the. Uh, once you get past like the bottom three, like yeah. I'm having a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh number seven for me is uh Laserit. The more fun made. The one time she tries to buy cake is really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's I think Sakura. for me number seven. What'd you say? Sakura. Wow. My number seven. Oh! <laughs> oh my uh my mine is Rin's friends. Rin's friends, okay, yeah. I would have I would rank rate Rin's friends higher if um if they got more screen time, I think. Yeah, this yeah. is Hollow Rexia brain poisoning. Yeah. Um, it's all over this. I I I leaned back and pulled my headphone out of my ear, so all I heard was was Lauren going, Oh yeah. <laughs> at me rating Sakura this low. Number I'm sorry, it was involuntary. It's Real... very funny, but I, I totally understand. Real quick. No, I absolutely I understand where you're coming from, but I would, like, ju- I would yeah. jump scare. Sakura, I I understand, and I am open to liking her more in the future. There are better Sakuras to come. On a on a replay, she's so whiny, uh, and that is like part of the thing. I under yeah, it's the yeah. She's she's whiny and she's insecure, and she really and all of this. Because she just wants to be the most trad wife that has ever trad wife. Yeah. Um, God, what a! I'll I'll talk about soccer in a bit. Uh, is is why I rate her this low. Uh-huh. Number six, Mitsuzuri Ayako, Rin's friends. Oh, nice. Saber, Saber. Wow, wow. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. You're not a sa- <laughs> you're not a saber head. I like yeah. Ayako a lot. She just doesn't get enough screen time, you know. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, yeah, I like these people. I'm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm this mostly. Is all, this is all good. I'm mostly shoutouts to Rin's gay friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If there was more Rin Ayako content in this, yeah. I would be sitting pretty. I mean, I we got some. We got some good like illusion Rin Ayako content, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, fucking which was secretly scene. <laughs> Which was secretly Ayako Rider content. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Number five. Ayako. Ayako. Mato Sakura. Uh, she only just barely won out over uh, Ayako, actually. Harsh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like, I read it, I read it Ayako above Saber, so, like, I, I don't have any room to stand. I am looking at my two uh, Sakura face um, Nendos right now, and both of them would agree with me that they would also berate Sakura with me. Mm-hmm. Number four. Rider. 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 Oh! Yeah. What the hell? Auspicious number. Yeah. Uh, Rider's, Rider's, Rider's great. great. I love, yeah. I love, I, 
I uh I just remembered I just swapped uh Ayako and Ryder mm-hmm. because I was like, oh right, it's great that uh, Ryder and Rin are gonna go make out later. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rin is gonna go get her blood sucked. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Number three Tosaka Rin. I'm live updating my list. I am also have Rin at three. I'm doing Saber at three. Oh. I'm sorry, Ben. Saber Saber lost a point because I realized how much I'm I'm identifying with Rin. <laughs> <laughs> Conversation. But it's really close. I like uh-huh. Saber. Yeah. They were bouncing back and forth for a while, but I'm 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 committing to Saber being three. Unlimited Blade Works made me doubt if Rin was actually good. Yeah. And then Heavens feels like Reminded oh no. Me. She's like a really fun and fun character. Uh-huh. So with like, a lot going on. My secret Rin take is that so a lot of people are like, oh, Rin is like um Asuka from Evangelion, which uh-huh. I I understand why people do this, because it's because of like, oh, it's Indera, oh, Twin Tail, whatever. Yeah. Um German. My secret take is that Rin is actually closer to um the rich girl from Fully Cooley. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The purple haired girl. Nina Mori. Yeah. Boots, boots yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Okay. She's my right, favorite bit for, of uh, that For the cut, specific reason of like, a lot of this comes from the fact that they're both like well off and sort of self-assured about it. Like Rin doesn't have like, like Rin isn't really like a- anxious about her social position. No. The, the thing with Rin's relationship with like magic is more specifically that like, she's too good of a person to be to like actually be good yeah, at it that's um great. but she like she mostly like doesn't have a problem with like oh i'm rich i'm like she mm-hmm. she has like totally identified with that in a way that she doesn't quite under she doesn't actually understand the ways in which she doesn't identify with that right like that's a big uh-huh. thing with rin is like she doesn't really understand the things that like that she has like this subjectivity is like a a magus and like that's how she self-identifies but like she doesn't really understand how like that doesn't quite work out yeah and so like the stuff with her and soccer at the end of heaven's feel or she's like i don't i don't understand other people's problems that's none of my business but uh-huh. like mm-hmm. you know or like um even this in unlimited blade works where she's like you need she's like basically giving shiro like the pull yourself up by your bootstraps speech of like you know yeah you you should be more selfish you should think about yourself like a lot like you should be like me and think about like uh you know your own desires and all these other things and she's not like wrong in this instance but like that's just how she thinks in general Uh uh-huh i don't know but so i think that that's like closer to like anita mori thing than like asuka who is really just like angry and pissed off about like a lot of other stuff no, I totally, I I agree. I think that's a that's an inspired take. Number two, Tosaka Rin. Ben, Lauren, what's yours? Ben's thinking. Ilya. Ilya. Okay. Yeah, Ilya. Uh huh. Uh huh. It. I can't believe yeah. you're making me do this. What? Number one. <laughs> oh. Elias Viel von Einsburn. Saber. Sakura. <laughs> I'm in Sakura cosplay. I can't not do this. Yes, yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. That's fair. Um, um, okay. Like, I like... So the, you, so the stuff that Ben was saying about Sakura being like whiny and complaining and like all these other things... Fan. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, no, no, no. Point, I point don't being, disagree with Ben. <laughs> okay, good. 
then, I, then it doesn't matter. Uh, like, I, I like a girl who, like, is pissed off at the world and everyone around her and wants them to die sometimes. Mm-hmm. I um, wish... I'm a connoisseur of that kind of girl, and I think that Sakura's version of it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, for me, I wish that... I wish that Sakura was more consistent or it was more of a progression uh-huh. than oh it's daytime so i'm trad wife oh it's nighttime so i want the whole world to burn yeah. i don't think that's the way it goes down like um like the um the day where they do where, where shiro loses his arm that happens during the middle of the day and we cut to sakura in the middle of the day going like, throwing up in the sink and clogging it up and thinking about how it's actually kind of cool that he lost his arm because you know, he should have been more like, you know, a, doing a better, better job of saving her from her shitty fate. They just wait way too long for her to go sicko mode. They do this like back and forth dance for so long. And then her sicko mode is mostly just staring off into space while other people do stuff around her. So the thing with <sighs> so the thing with this is that like people say like, oh, Sakura sicko mode, Sakura joker mode. But like mm-hmm. the thing with this is that like. This is something that she says, like, oh, I've lost uh-huh. my mind, and something that Zokin says, and Zokin famously doesn't actually... The whole thing with Zokin is that he doesn't understand people. Like, he's been, no. like, he's lost touch 500 years ago and doesn't understand anything about how people work. And Sakura mm-hmm. is putting on a play. Like, mm-hmm. every time somebody talks to Sakura, like, Rin and Kirei and sometimes Shiro, are like, you're not a different person. You're just, like, pretending you are to not have to, like, deal with your problems. This is the thing is that Sakura like, is Sakura's just actually a nice girl. And I find yeah, well, that part boring. <laughs> she's actually a nice well, she's a nice girl, but she's also like actually like really angry. Uh-huh. Like yeah. those are both true about who she is. Um, I will like the de- the like uh, there are deconstructions of who Sakura is coming in later fate stuff that I will like a lot better. I think that there's just there's too much stuff and the ratio of trad wife to anything actually interesting in this game is just off for me. You know That's what I mean? fine. I, I'm not going to like, like the I, I understand where, like Shiro and her end up like so perfectly happy and oh the big like the the only problem that Shiro has is he has to fuck his beautiful horny wife all the time. It's just so boo. To talk about so, characters that I do like a ton. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ear- uh yeah, Ilya and Saber are at the top of my list because I love it when a girl is sad. I can't you're believe I'm the one wrong. who has to sit here with Ilya at the top of my list. What? Why is this wrong with that? You're you're of excellent taste. <laughs> Look, uh, I know, th- but Ilya nothing... is such a fraught character, you know. Oh, it's just I liked her in all three parts, basically. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I think that no, her think, uh... um her fate root, like I'm the evil baby, is a little like trite. You know what I mean? But she's an effective, like scary villain, mm-hmm. and uh, the stuff of her hanging out after works pretty well. The, yeah, I like yes, yeah. to talk about that real quick. Mm-hmm. I like that in Fate, like as as when she has Berserker, she is the main villain, really. Yeah. In, in even when she's not literally fighting Rin and mm-hmm. Saber, uh Rin and Shiro, she's still like hanging over them. Mm-hmm. Uh and then yeah, the instant that she's disarmed, it's like, oh yeah, you get a little bit of I just wanted to be near you mm-hmm. and like your dad stole uh or you stole my dad from me mm-hmm. um and then yeah unlimited blade works great scene one scene fantastic scene 
one of the best in Unlimited Blade Works. Uh huh. Maybe one of the best in the game. Probably Arguably. my favorite scene in Unlimited Blade Works is the yeah. Ilya dies scene, which is funny. Um, and, and then, then Heaven's Feel, she's just fantastic yeah. throughout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heaven's yeah, Feel, I, I would, Ilya would be way farther down on this list if not for Heaven's Feel. Yeah. Because, yeah, the like, oh, I'm a villain and I'm evil. Ha ha ha. And I'm also, I'm, I look like I'm like 12 mm-hmm. is, that does nothing for me. Yeah. But the Heaven's Feel just being Ilya trying to keep up the facade with mm-hmm. Shiro and at every turn letting it drop because she mm-hmm. can't uh yeah. is really good it really heavens feel Ilya really recontextualizes the like Ilya hangout moments in fate where she was like wow she's so innocent she really doesn't understand violence and it's like she yeah she does yeah she right. does. she's way she is way different than you think that she is here uh-huh she is this, trying to be someone different this is one of the things that like makes uh rereading the fate route actually really rewarding yeah mm-hmm. because like you can go back and in, in fate route and be like oh this is some cool stuff with archer oh this is some great stuff with Ilya, and like um mm-hmm. it like i think it actually reads a lot better on a rerun on a yeah. reread but, i am like, excited for a reread someday i was shocked how much i enjoyed fate on a reread like yeah one of the things in the in the prologue mm-hmm. there's even a like um there's a bit that i i think i said this to ben at the time but then i got cut cause obviously because it was a spoiler mm-hmm. uh there's a bit where it's like archer looking out over the city and like seeing stuff super far away mm-hmm. and like yeah part of that is him being the archer servant but it is also or rather archer does that and then from shiro's perspective he looks up and sees rin at the top of the building mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Rin had been looking down at the crowd and saw just like a mass of people. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, Archer was able to see so far because he's a servant and because archers have that ability. But it's also because Shiro has really good eyesight. Mm-hmm. There's like there's a bunch of fun stuff like that that is like callbacks or like like Easter eggs. Kind the of pendants thing. always fun. That are like <laughs> that's a classic oh. one. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, part of this is one of the reasons why it's actually fate like, is like, like hard to onboard into because like a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in the fate route that you actually yeah. just don't have context for the first time yes uh-huh <laughs> yeah yeah even even kind of knowing the vibe mm-hmm. my first time through fate although i guess i didn't know that i didn't know know that archer was shiro basically until i i was like okay i'm pretty sure archer shiro uh-huh uh when archer goes off to fight berserker mm-hmm. in the fate route um but i wasn't like I was like, is that maybe? I don't know. Um, yeah, there's there. It was like kind of surprising how much more fun it was on a second read through yeah. because mm-hmm. there was yeah because like oh I know all the Grail stuff but there's a lot of other stuff there that is mm-hmm. like oh that's that's a really cool or interesting like kind of reference or foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah, saber, perfect. Yeah. I like um, Saber. I like Saber. I just, yeah. Design, cool as hell. Looks great. Casual clothes, also cool as hell. Wields an incredible sword. Great. Yeah. Saber's big flaw is that uh, this is uh, most of the characterization that Saber will ever get. <laughs> that is... I like that. I like the for the, the shonen hungry person to be a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, yeah. I. This. 
this is why this is part of why I'm putting her first mm-hmm. is because I know that from here on out it's gonna be isn't it cute when the white girl eats ice cream uh-huh <laughs> and <laughs> the decorative white girl yeah. <laughs> it will be cute and I will be bummed every time um yeah I just real quick saber I was not really sold. I liked Saber mm-hmm. and I was not really sold on fate until like the, the, until you get Saber's deal. And it's like, I don't support monarchies, but I do love it when the chosen King picks up the Holy sword. Yeah. Uh, uh picks ah. up the Holy sword. And is like, what I love about Saber is how conflicted she is about like, by any measure, she did the best that anyone could have. Mm-hmm. And she still feels like she didn't do enough. Yeah um and that's such a great like oh yeah you you tried your hardest to protect everyone and you literally did the best that anyone could have possibly <laughs> asked and you still wanted more hungry yeah, i don't get the like i the, the the monarchy thing doesn't land for me in the same mm-hmm. way that it does for like <clears throat> some people uh mm-hmm. like i i know uh emma jackson are are they they both love it when the the chosen yes, king. Yes, that's what I. Cetera, that's the tweet I'm referencing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't. It, for 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 me, it doesn't like. I I don't vibe with that. Like, I didn't like it. I, I thought all that stuff was really boring in Fate Zero. I like I like Saber as a knight more than I necessarily like her as king. Absolutely yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I like Saber's like, like anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like uh-huh. I don't I don't care about like the the king stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The king stuff is a fine motivator for the part that I really love, which is that she's Depression. sad and, <laughs> and, and anxious and yes. like looks badly on herself no matter how hard she works. Except all right. yes. that's yeah, yeah, no, that's before, these are all things that are great about Saber. Before we do questions, let's finish endings? up with our favorite endings. Yeah. Uh we're counting uh the Sakura end. Uh, I think that's called Sparks Liner High, the scene name. The 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 saber ending. Yeah. Did you not include that last episode? You wait, you're you're including the last episode too as an ending. Okay. It is a it is a fanfic good ending for. Um. Yeah, it's it's they play the credits after so. Wait, uh, they play credits after the Tiger Dojo too. Do we have to put that down? Oh, that's the fake credits. (laughs) Okay. We ready set for our seven endings? Yep. Mm-hmm. Number seven. Last episode. <laughs> I almost did that. Uh, Brilliant Years, the Rin true ending. The true end or the good one? The true end. Okay, okay. Um, For me, it's last episode. Okay, okay. Yeah, last episode is... Oh, Wait. The, oh, yeah, Brilliant Years is true. The Rin true ending where she... um is like your your perfect college girlfriend uh is so like frustrating for me after the like extremely uncomfortable sex scene that happened very close to that Uh so it's it's like hmm, at least last episode has some stuff in it about why i like saber whereas the rin true end has nothing about rin (laughs) rin doesn't exist that's like a different girl my last episode or yeah brilliant years if we take last episode as as supposedly being written after fate's ending mm-hmm. uh 
at least brilliant years doesn't like undo mm. the thematic stuff i liked about uh-huh. fate's ending <laughs> got thoughts lauren yeah. um i mean for me last episode is like this is something for people who really like shiro and saber and uh-huh. it doesn't have that much for me yeah yeah um, I, for, as far as like uh brilliant years the um me having like considering like the real Tanua one the the like definitive version for me um uh-huh. means i i sidestep a lot of your uh like issues with it yeah that's i fair. will say i like saber and i like shiro still yeah. hated last episode and i yeah. last episode not for me number I, six I, exactly number six last episode <laughs> brilliant years hell yeah uh fate whichever one that i forget what the names are oh oh wow continuation continuation of the dream all yeah, right I, okay so this is i love that you again have such different ones from us sometimes yeah. this is like i at this point i'm i'm having a good time yes okay right? um, I, I like fate stay night i like fate stay night as like mostly uh-huh. everything that's going on more or less like 80 yeah, yeah. percent of the things that happen so i'm I not like having fate a good time at six last episode bad um i feel like i just got like lauren like stabbed me three times <laughs> and then was like well but it's fine here's some antibacterial <laughs> ointment <laughs> No, yeah. it's like it's like one of those like uh the the stage knives but like retracts. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, brilliant ears. Basically the same thing as Ben. It's of a like, lot worse when you have to read that sex scene. Yeah. The yeah. again is like I have problems. I don't think Tsukihime always uh follows through on what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um but it sure tries whereas this game just throws up its hands and is like i don't know rin got over it it's fine (laughs) number five sunny day the rin good ending day hey me too hell yeah hell yeah it's so it's another like real wish fulfillment one uh Mm -hmm. you know i I, it's cute that sock uh rin gets a pet saber Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's nice i guess uh but i like a rin harem ending like yeah Yeah. uh uh-huh i just this is the same as the cl good ending and i Mm -hmm. liked it better in the cl good ending because of how annoying arcoid is through that whole route the cl good (laughs) ending has better dynamics between the characters i think Uh like rin and rin and shiro haven't interacted that much rin and saber got some like good time but not enough Mm -hmm. to like fully sell me on their relationship Mm -hmm. um yeah number four sparks liner high Return to the Spring. Oh, uh, brilliant years. Uh huh. This is this is oh, yeah. my like. This is this really is my cutoff for like the top four endings. All incredible. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I think this is where I'm enjoying myself too. Uh, I I really like Return to the Spring, but it is it's the thing of it's still like a really yeah, and everyone's doing great. Uh huh. And like. They have the rest of their lives ahead of them and, like, no big problems hanging over them at all. And, like, uh-huh. everything's going to go fine. Yeah, I, I think the, um, for me, Brilliant Years is, like, uh, like I said before, like, I read it as, like, more tragic, um, uh-huh. which makes it more fun for me. Like, yeah. this is, like, the you. prelude to Shiro trudging off and becoming, like, a depressive shell of a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sparks Liner High. Uh, I just wish it was meteor. Yeah. It would be higher if it was meteor. Mm-hmm. Number three, Return to the Spring, Sakura True End. Sakura's Dream. Uh, Sparks Liner High. Wait, ch- Cherry Blossom's Dream? Cherry Blossom's Dream. Yeah. Okay. okay. But it's a fun pun in, uh-huh. 
in Japanese. Yeah. You just threw me. Um, yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, Return to the Spring. It's serviceable. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I do like that Ilya is dead. <laughs> I wish that they mentioned Ilya, but I do like that she's got like a notable absence. Yeah, it is. Same with Saber. Yeah, it is funny that it's like, oh, because it's not set from Shiro's perspective and he was the one who had a relationship with Ilya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just don't get any mention of her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Alex Parkslayer, hi. It's a uh, Shiro like has like a little he he does his thing and then is like uh still can't you know, do totally it. Totally emptied out. Yeah. <laughs> He's brain dead at the end of the thing. Got nothing going on. Uh huh. Love Saber. Uh, yeah, love Saber. Love that for her. Uh-huh. This is well, it's bad for her. <laughs> yeah, for Saber, I guess. This is yeah. probably the most I like Sakura mm-hmm. of like the world growing. Like she lived her life mm-hmm. and yet there was part of her that could never move on mm-hmm. um the ending that's partic- depression baby the ending mm-hmm. in particular is so good uh of of cherry blossom's dream uh of oh yeah and then like as she's dying she sees shiro you just started cracking up again didn't you number, number two, two sparks liner high continuation of the dream saber true end uh, for me, uh, Heaven's Deal True. Heaven's Deal True. Okay, okay. Uh, I really like the end of the Fate Route. Yeah. I think it's great. Uh, I like yeah. S- uh, Saber dying. Uh, I like the, the Flash 2 Saber. Uh, I like the, the end uh, title screen change for that best. It hit best for me of all of them. Uh, yeah, I like started tearing up when I was reminded what happened. The yeah. the farewell, the like really truncated farewell between Shiro and Saber. Great, great stuff. Um, I think I cried you... at like all of those scenes. The one where Shiro- Saber says goodbye to Shiro, Archer uh-huh. saying goodbye to to Rin. That um, did get me a little bit in that moment. Yeah. The the CG with Rin and Sakura, I think, is uh-huh. which which mirrors Sakura or Rin and Archer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one where Ilya goes away, like those uh-huh. are all like. I think I I got hit by each one of those. You can tell that I'm the saber sicko on the call. Yeah. Because Sparks Liner High is my number two. I also wish I got more. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but it is it's such a great like the the part of what I love about it so much is it makes so clear how much Saber is still there. She just mm-hmm. has a different master. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um as she's like laying there like Oh, please, please come kill me. I don't mm-hmm. want to go kill Rin. Uh-huh. Uh, but Shiro's just like completely used up everything yeah. to even yeah. get her to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's another good... I think like... I don't know if Catherine said this or this last night or this is something I was just thinking about, but like it really feels like this isn't like... I think in the future people will be like, oh, someone, you know, some Saber Alter, John Alter, like somebody has been sickified. But like, I don't think really Saber is like a different person here. She's just like no. a, doing a different job. Yeah. Jalter is literally a different person. Yeah. But, right. uh, but Saber Alter is very much like in future stuff going to be, oh, she is a different facet of Saber completely rather than, oh, she's just the same person with a paint job. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I like the the saber with like. Oh, oh, I didn't mean paint job. I meant like she's just working for a different boss. Yeah, yeah. Well, she had, yeah. she does also have like a different color scheme. That's true. Yes, <laughs> you're right. Thing. Um. Yeah i i like I like the bit of oh yeah you got doused in grail mud and that makes you quote unquote evil. Mm-hmm. But like 
really, ultimately, your actions are still your own. Yeah. Berser- that, like, Berserker 2, yeah. the most they could do is take his eyes away. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, number number one. one. Cherry Blossom's dream. Sakura Normal End. Continuation of the dream. Lots of dreams up here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and mine is uh, Cherry Blossom's dream. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Yeah, go I'm ahead. alone. Um, I rated it too fast. I know, I know. Um, th- everything from uh the bit where Saber says "I love you" and then mm-hmm. wind blows so that she has to close his eyes and then she's gone is perfect. And Great then, moment. and then mm-hmm. what I love, I love so much the ending of that being for I think what it's first it's Shiro and like he's just going to school and he's like yeah I'll never forget her but like life goes on mm-hmm. um and and then we get saber being like okay it's time for me to let this dream end life goes and on like, <laughs> life goes on um i'm never going to be able to save britain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i have to just give up on this dream cherry blossom's dream i think the reason that i like it is because I would like Sakura a lot more if they just cut dark Sakura as a concept. You know what I mean? Like even just the hinting of her being and like her pretending and playing at being a supervillain just makes her. I, I, I like just depressed Sakura going through a hard time better than like hinting at a, a sickification that isn't real. You know, mm-hmm. it just. Just mm-hmm. no, just leave her in her stupid outfit, I guess. You this know, is, this is the problem with fate being wider scale. Uh huh. Is you can't have Sakura just be a Kiha. Yeah. And like, oh, she's a threat to the family, but mm-hmm. nothing else. She has to be a like town and possibly even mm-hmm. country spanning threat. This is what I don't like about Fate's Day Naya. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately. But yeah, I like Sakura as a smaller, sadder person then I am going to birth the end of the world uh, because I'm mad about my sister. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so Cherry Blossom's Dream works for me really well. Didn't expect it to be my number one, but here we are. Yeah, I, I just found it really affecting. Um, yeah, it was miserable. I cried so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as soon as me Tosaka showed up, that was it for me. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Little, little granddaughter in. Oh, Oh, Fen is Fen is actually crying. <laughs> Don't do this to me, Fen. I will cry again. Solidarity. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly the ending that made me cry the most. The like the repetition. It it might be my favorite construction of ending. Yeah. The mm-hmm. changing backgrounds that are just like oh, there are different flowers and different flower pots, and it's just mm-hmm. spring came, spring came. Mm-hmm. spring game uh it's just it's so strong and i love an ending that steps out of the pov character's perspective yeah mm-hmm. it has like the longest time horizon of any of the endings as well like um yeah the rest is like the rest of them are like looking like uh a year or two in the in the future maybe at most and this yeah. is like the uh, to the end of, of the end of soccer is natural life yeah one of unlimited blade marks is, is archer reflecting archer. on technically right. given that he has is infinitely a uh, long lifespan yeah i guess it'd be longer but it doesn't feel that way right because he feels no. like he feels like archer who died at like 30 uh proving a very important point yes mm-hmm. and same with last episode it's the end of shiro's life but it doesn't feel like he lived as long as sakura did 
No. Yeah, that's part of what what's so good about this is it's like, oh yeah, Sakura lived a long life. Like yeah. she has she has grandchildren who are old enough to be asking her for the same stories. And then there's another yeah, cut yeah. after that to even further. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Great ending. Yeah. Yeah. I, I cried at most of the endings and uh, did, never felt, oh, this this feels unearned. Yeah. Me. You know what I mean? Uh, I felt like that happened except for, for last episode. For last episode, yeah. Yeah. Last uh, episode felt unearned. Like I'm crying, but I'm not happy about it. Oh, I didn't cry at Brilliant Years, the Rin uh true ending either. Because it's just like, uh, we're going to college. Uh, oh, I mean, I got that out of the way when Archer vanished. Ah, yeah. yeah. That's not technically part of that ending, but I did tear up there. Every so. route made me tear up. Every route. Even if it wasn't, like. yeah, specifically. Um, last episode Fen is... crying over the imaginary Ilya route. <laughs> uh, last episode is uh, the, yeah, the bit at the end of uh, Shira saying, I'm home, and, uh-huh. and Saber saying, welcome home, uh, is a lot reminded me of suka suka or world end uh, uh what's that in that i don't like it very much but literally that one uh-huh. thing is very good <laughs> yeah what is that? i talked about it a while ago a long time ago um, i don't really remember that's what it's about. That. yeah it's it's about like um i almost said blades because i've been playing too much Blade <laughs> 2 um it's about like uh people like young girls who are used as weapons to fight like creatures that humanity created hundreds or thousands of years ago mm-hmm. um and there's a guy who wakes up he he's been asleep for like hundreds or thousands of years um ever, basically ever since the the like apocalypse happened and he develops a relationship with one of the one of the I don't remember what they're called but one of the blades mm-hmm. um servants servants yeah uh and like yeah they have a they have a there's a yeah there's a great scene the end of the series uh or yeah i won't spoil it if you're if you want to go it's the anime is fine i would say i think the i've heard the light novels are better hmm. um mm-hmm. but so, yeah the there's a specific like because all of the weapons the like blades the servants are like weapons they don't really have a home mm-hmm. and so he's like the first person to really like be like oh yeah i care about you as a person mm-hmm. and so there's yeah the like welcoming her home mm-hmm. is a uh, uh, strong mm-hmm. bit. um oh what one random this for some reason that triggered a, a memory that i had something that i i, I learned like last week that was that i thought would have what that made me think oh that was really obvious one of the things that for the entirety of fate ever since like i had heard about it in the first place was like master and servant sounds like such a weird thing to do mm-hmm. um uh because like talking about like oh servant like it's like oh this is like an impressive thing um i realized that uh the word samurai comes from a uh the same root word as uh uh like a servant mm-hmm. so i don't know if that's actually where that came from but like i can imagine nasu thinking that like english words are cool and just sort of like yes. translating that and so, like this is also the thing to remember is that any term that is in english in including the title fate stay night uh-huh. is most likely nasu going that sounds cool <laughs> the day Absolutely. titles issue uh-huh. yes 
uh like yeah i think nasa is on record as saying oh yeah the the fate stay night has no like doesn't mean anything it was just a collection of words that sounded cool yeah and he's he's right i i am he is right Uh it is just very fun yeah fate stay night works for me in a way none of the day titles do yeah yeah fate is like a theme of stay night i wouldn't say it's like the it's primary hero's fate you know yeah unlimited blade works for sure like yeah i Stay guess day like, night is the part that feels really disconnected yeah. it's like yeah uh-huh. lots of it does happen at night <laughs> yeah okay all right that's the end of all our ratings i guess yeah. any other stuff we want to cover before we jump into questions any other thoughts anyone no hell yeah okay uh, that was fun uh mysterious cosplayer x wrote in to say oh my god uh, I, I wrote in so much i i feel so bad because like half oh, of these okay. are feel like a uh, short answer questions in college i when i went back and looked at them uh <laughs> well, haven't we, it's too late to take it back you can't unemail us I do know. you want to read these out lauren or should i i uh, go go ahead All okay yours. Evans feels the route with the strongest set of pre-existing relationships between the supporting cast rin Ilya, and sakura oh between the supporting cast, Rin, Ilya, and Sakura all have very specific relationships with each other, and Shiro's with Shiro sometimes mediating. What did you all think about how they played out? Favorite bits? Um, yeah, all of these are great. Uh, mm. Like Rin and Sakura's relationship, I think is mostly good, except for the bit where um, and this is really more a Sakura complaint than a complaint mm-hmm. about the relationship, but. It really feel, and I. It doesn't feel like intentionally. Sakura can't make up her mind if she hates or loves Rin. Yeah. It feels like when Rin is around, Nasu remembers that Sakura loves Rin, mm-hmm. and when Rin isn't around, uh, Sakura is jealous and lonely. Uh and she never like. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. never a moment of oh, Rin is here, and Sakura doesn't simply just want to be uh rin's little sister yeah uh there's never like oh yeah in this moment you can tell that sakura is jealous and mm-hmm. like kind of uh uh jealous and like uh mad yeah the closest so, you get there is like uh sakura hearing rin talk about the high jump story through the wall yeah yeah that was good my for me sakura rin uh the moments that work for me are the endings. It is Rin putting a knife in Sakura's uh neck mm-hmm. in the uh um the the church. Yeah. And it's Rin realizing that she actually can't do that in, mm-hmm. at the end of uh uh uh-huh. Heaven's Feel. You know what I mean? Those moments work. Otherwise, it just Rin, uh, Sakura feels pretty inconsistent and Rin's just a big <laughs> asshole, <laughs> which I kind of like in its own way, but you know, mm-hmm. it comes together in a way I didn't expect, but I would also I wish Rin fucks it up at the last second every single time. I wish <laughs> that we saw Ilya and Sakura interacting more. Ilya and Sakura, I li- I was right? gonna say I really like Ilya and Sakura's stuff. Like we don't they don't interact themselves as much as I would like, yeah. but like uh-huh. the way that they have like a relationship that Shiro mediates in this uh-huh. way that I think is very fun. Yeah. Because like they sort of like talk to each other. They like they have like mm-hmm. these ideas like, like 
there's like one part where Ilya talks to Sakura specifically that we yeah. see, right? Yeah. Um, and that's I like that a lot. And then I like Ilya and Sakura each like talking to Shiro about like the their reactions to this mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. going forward, which is very fun to me. What other relationships? I guess let's Rin uh Rin Ryder. <laughs> Rin interacting with anyone uh in this route. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Or not Ren, uh Ryder interacting with everyone. Yes. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I mixed yeah. that up. But uh the the dinner scene with Sakura, Ryder, and Shiro the night after they had sex was such a funny you know, they're like shyly having breakfast together, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then like just turn slightly to the right and Ryder's just there stoically staring at them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All that stuff is great. Uh I yeah, Ryder Ryder way more fun than I thought she was gonna be. Oh. oh man, writer's so good. Yeah, she's great. If you like, if you want more like good writer bits, like that's a that's a hollow ataraxia charm. I'm point. so excited for that. Yeah, yeah. Evans feels mostly about Sakura dealing with her desires and despairing about their real and perceived material consequences. But we also often see Rin confronting her desires and even su- being seeming surprised and even confused by them. Mm. What do you think about the different ways that they approach what they want? What do you think about the ways that they were portrayed as sisters? Hmm. Hmm. What do I think about that? I think the game l- leans really hard on they were raised by different people. Uh huh. But they should be more alike for some reason. Yeah, I like their complementary powers. I mm-hmm. guess. Um. But uh, I just I don't have a lot of feelings for them as sisters. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, up until like the very end. You know, um, I some of the things that I'm thinking about are like mm-hmm. Rin is very much like, like, like for example, when she's running up to stab Sakura, mm-hmm. up until halfway through the jump, she's convinced that she's going to stab Sakura, yeah. and then it takes that long for her to realize that, like, oh wait, no, that's actually not what I want. Yeah, right, and like the whole thing about like I need breaks sometimes, like like I need Shira to act like breaks for me, mm-hmm. um, and like. I don't want to have to kill Sakura, mm-hmm. but like I'm going to do it, and because I like I've like convinced myself that this is like the the mage thing to do, and, and I'm not going to realize what I actually want until like right before the end. Mm-hmm. And like Sakura, I think for me is very much like a like um uh she's like de- conscious of her desires and like in denial of like actively denying them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right even right at the beginning where she's like. I want this and I'm that makes me like hate myself. Everything about Rin Sakura would work so much better for me if it was just scaled down. You know what I mean? The like looming threat of worldly annihilation is just really just like lowers my interest by like three letter grades. You know what I mean? Mm. It's hard for me to like connect to Sakura in this. You know what I mean? I, I understand what you mean. I guess for me, like it like it doesn't land in the same way because it feels like um uh it it, it feels like the this like world shaking thing is like focused on this small cast like it would be different for me if like there were like reporters going and like oh wow this big of thing showed up in the the Ryudo be- temple going on the news <laughs> right yeah it's just it's hard for me to it's hard for me to find Sakura consistent as a character, I guess, is the, is like what it keeps coming back to. 
it's like I don't really feel her connection to Angramanyu. I don't really know how she feels about Rin. She seems to facilitate between uh like all of these different versions of Sakura, which I think one day we will see different facets of Sakura, which I think was interesting. She's just there's too much stuff going on in there mm-hmm. for me to like actually be able to grab onto her as a character. Mm. And and not in a way that I feel like not in a way that I feel like she's got like depth and humanity in a way that I feel like I know that she's not two people, dark Sakura and Sakura, but they put so much stuff in there that they could have just made two people. Yeah. So that clarifies, I think one of my complaints, Mm -hmm. which is with Sakura, which is basically, uh, instead of feeling like it is one person vacillating between um like oh i'm nice and happy or like not happy but uh trying to live my life and burn it all down it feels like two different characters mm. that they keep the, saying as the well. narrative is toggling between uh-huh. and it's like yeah they're the same person i guess mm-hmm. but like there's no there's no continuity between the two yeah hmm that's interesting yeah I, I think I disagree, but I have a hard time explaining why. It's it's like it's a really, really fine hair to cut. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm not a hundred. I'm trying to reach for why Sakura does not work for me, because all of the pieces work really well for me, aside from the trad wife part, which I think is part of what's dragging it down. Mm-hmm. But like the specifics of why the the like turn and the twists in Heaven's Field aren't really landing for me is it's really hard to articulate but i I know that it doesn't one of the things for me is i wish that there was a little bit more when she is trying to be normal and living her life i wish there was a little bit more of the bitterness and hatred of the world Mm -hmm. and like i think that would go Mm -hmm. a long way towards because it really feels like she's like i have the perfect life and i'm the perfect girl Uh uh-huh and nothing is ever wrong and then like yeah, yeah. I get like if they were, if it like slipped in in the yeah. different scenarios, right? Like if it if it slipped instead of oh instead of like inverting, uh-huh. instead of like oh I'm a completely different person now. It's like show us show us her losing that. Uh-huh. Show us losing control over. I think we see the opposite happening. Like um we we see um dark Sakura quote unquote like getting Slippy deflated back. a little bit yeah, yeah. like like when yeah. when she when kira confronts her right i just wish it would go both ways i agree with you yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 i i, I, I think it, it does it does sort of happen in one direction i would like to see like like regular clothes sakura like be a little bit more like vicious uh-huh. this is instead this, of just joker and then like sort of like jump twice. back and be like oh yeah. wait no sorry ha 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 yeah this is this is my thing about it this is a long game this route in particular or uh-huh. heaven's feel in particular is very long and there's a lot of stuff at the end mm-hmm. that is great and like if you yeah could help uh could help recontextualize or make more interesting mm-hmm. previous bits and i just wish that that stuff was spread out throughout the 16 days instead of mostly packed in the last like couple yeah i, think- I mean also just like if there was more sakura stuff in the previous routes Mm, yes that could have helped yeah right like you could you can have the thing that you were describing then where like you know like sakura just being a little bit like i don't know bitter 
more bitter. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like in like, bits of unlimited her, blade works or fate. Instead of oh, uh, holy grail wars happening, Sakura disappears from the world. Mm-hmm. Like show her still around mm-hmm. and kind of uh like sniping at sniping at uh saber uh-huh. or like oh rin really like she's the one you chose we get a um, little bit of the first one but like it mostly happens off screen yeah yeah i think for me sakura the moment that she kills and eats gil and realizes that she's mass murdering people and then goes and lays in bed and still like doesn't do anything for like what two more a day or two more you know what i mean i think this is a big part of my my thing is that they keep doing and here's the twist in three more days uh she's evil smiling in the mirror and uh oh Mm -hmm. oh, she just killed gil still gotta wait you know what i mean i don't think that like weird energy for me i i understand what you're saying i think that like i the way that i read fate is more like I don't read this as like there being twists. I read mm-hmm. this as like I when I read something like this, and this is the way that I just do anything. Like I'm, mm-hmm. this is the way I read Higurashi, and like it probably works way worse for that, and it's probably why I'm enjoying it less. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I I read with like trying to know stuff going in. Yeah, twist and, may be the wrong way of describing it, but like I think there's a lot of wheel spinning <laughs> where mm-hmm. I just uh, think yeah. that the whole I thing was I don't disagree. Um, you know what I mean. As the Tsukihime, like, girl, I'm not surprised that you like you, you wish it were shorter. Um, uh-huh. um, no, for sure. I, I I understand what you mean. Um, for me, like, between, like, Tsukihime and Higurashi, Fate is, uh-huh. like, a, like, a Goldilocks, like, pacing yeah. level. Um, Here's another thought about Sakura. There is a way in which her underlying sexual assault storyline is aestheticized and digestible compared to like kohaku and like like sexualized that i find uncomfortable and i think is why like why she's popular with a certain type of person you know what i mean it is interesting. I, I think that is also why she's unpopular yeah, with that's why she's people. unpopular with some people but there's like a yeah there's something going on here with like the the way that she's the way that she is the hypersexual like housewife Mm-hmm. that uh, in the end is that makes me uncomfortable you know what i mean the like uh way that her clothes blow off <laughs> with anger manu and like the sexy mummy rap things and stuff like that and like it just it doesn't feel good to me there's something there's something like the heavens feel movie people fighting over the sakura titty uh uh frame Mm-hmm. That went on sale and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just what? <laughs> yeah, there was like like it was auctioned off or something like that. There are a couple of frames. What, what, what is it? What? It's oh, a, oh, like frames of the of the movie, of the film. Like, yeah, of oh, like a, of a reel of a film of Heaven's. They film. they oh my God. Set, they yeah they they uh, sent out individual frames with tickets. I think mm-hmm. or something uh, uh, to the second Heaven's Feel movie, yeah. which includes like five frames of sakura titty or something like her or something okay like whatever it's like yeah yeah there's like there's something happening here where like the i feel like the sexual assault is so blown out and like supernatural and aestheticized that um it, it makes me uncomfortable and like not playing uh the sex scenes version of uh fate probably preserves like 
uh, puts that at a remove a little bit, right? Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, like this uh-huh. is my problem with Tsukihime. Like, I mean, uh-huh. the I, like, the Kohaku route with like that one CG flashing in your face all the time was like horrible. Yeah. Just I'm like, not saying that Tsukihime necessarily does this all better. I think that I I don't get the same digestibility of what happens with Kohaku. You know what I mean? I, I understand uh, what you I mean. I feel like it has more weight toward like when it actually comes out in a way that uh sakura being in worm rape hell forever uh like she's in a like gross like doujin you know what i mean just yeah for sure um i mean both of these things are already like beyond like the the they're okay. they're like past my tolerance threshold yeah so like uh-huh. i i don't so it's hard to di- like distinguishing to... really in like fine detail between like the kohaku stuff and like the other uh-huh. like assault stuff in tukihime yeah. and the way that it plays out in stay night is like yeah not something that i'm like equipped for <laughs> that's fair yeah no totally like i totally i think that there's interesting stuff being done in tsukihime and i'm not mad that it, it exists and is a topic that they're trying to explore but i do think that an eroge is probably the wrong format for that maybe so, exactly the wrong format <laughs> yeah exactly right um but i do have a higher tolerance for these things and i'm interested mm-hmm. in the ways in which they they work for me in the ways in which they don't and i feel like sakura uh doesn't work more if that makes sense yeah i i i understand like the yeah i definitely understand where you're coming from here and it makes a lot perfect sense to me Uh uh-huh yeah i think that there is probably a certain type of like gross fanboy who is into both of those characters for gross reasons right for sure i mean this is the the like that one post that's like you know aren't you glad to like why do you have to argue with people aren't you glad that people enjoy the same things that you do and the uh-huh. answer is no because they enjoy it for, in the wrong way for the wrong reasons yeah uh-huh. yeah, yeah it's like you can't stop other people from liking things <laughs> and being wrong about it you know what i mean but mm-hmm. i can be i i'm i'm skeptical of i'm i'm skeptical of people like straight people who would say that the soccer is their favorite character based on stay night in the same way not in the same yeah. way but a similar way as Ilya. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Like, I was just gonna say that too. Yeah, right. Very much so. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more skeptical of straight people watching, stay, like, going, getting into stay night just in general, and so. Yeah. Like, uh... I get the wrong lessons out of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I think I've mostly unpacked what's not working for me about Sakura. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I really appreciate the the these conversations we've had today. Like, this is helps me like understand the uh, like the the stuff that I'm a little bit less like. Uh, in touch with a, little, a lot better we got more questions yeah we can skip some of these um we got the, any short ones we can bang out fun the let's see i mean one that i want to i want to ask about is specifically like general fate stuff if you have a few hours as the editor of stay night what are your top priorities to change like oh, in terms of like God. time versus effort I have only a couple of hours. I don't know. Just like, so, like, just like, what are your, if you don't have that long or like, if you, instead of, basically I'm just saying, if, unless you rewrite, don't just say rewrite the whole thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's so like my, my answer here is like quasi a joke answer, but like uh-huh. it is the, the least effort for the most fun that I would have changing things up uh-huh. would be like, uh, change Archer, like have Takeuchi, uh, change archer's sprites to be uh gender bent and change nothing else <laughs> uh hell yeah this that this would i would like in to fact, be uh, incredible. a lot more if we introduce some kind of gender trouble to him besides just the boy wife stuff 
I don't know. If I'm feeling really ambitious, I might uh, try and rework Zoken <laughs> into something interesting. You know, yeah, what I, mean? hey. I don't know if I I don't know if that's possible for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, go going back to uh, like comparing it to Tsukihime, if Makihisa like hung out for a root of Tsukihime, I would like that game a lot less. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my ambitious one is somehow uh, rework Zoken into something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what, yeah, what this got? is probably too big. Mine is right Nilia route. Right um, Nilia route is too big. Um, then then I guess it's like try to trim down Heaven's Feel uh-huh. to be mm. like Heaven's Feel is a route and a half in terms of length. Um, and so like try to, if I can't say write a new route, I can say at least make this one like a little, like a little more wieldy. Yeah. Tighter pacing. Yeah. I like, I like heaven's feel a whole lot. I think we all rated our best route. Uh-huh, we do. Um, but the, yeah, it, especially the ending feels like it's like three different endings. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. in a way that turns in it turns from oh plot is happening into I'm reading an essay give me fallout uh, from the Rin sex scene and I will yeah. not hate that sex scene yes the fact that it's mm-hmm. so uncomfortable could be interesting if they did something with it yes but they just don't have time for that cut yeah. the f- some fights from unlimited blade works expand on that yeah that'd be yeah that'd be incredible that would that would in and of itself way improve unlimited blade yeah. works for me even if it ends the same move it mm-hmm. earlier in the route yeah mm-hmm. like a day or two mm-hmm. and then have fallout yeah yeah have like like this is a good question ways of like integrating the sex scenes into like the actual action in a way that matters instead of just it being mana transfer every time yeah mana transfer and then you never talk about it again yeah. um except you blush a little except bit for the, the embarrassing like morning yeah. after bits right um or i mean another one for me might be like in, in sort of following up on what fen was saying about like the pacing and such in, in heaven's steel you could spread out a lot of like some of like the and what we we're talking about earlier with sakura like a lot of you could put more Ilya and uh sakura stuff in like the earlier routes and like yeah. pepper it yeah. In yeah yeah it it feels like oh yeah these are the the far side characters mm-hmm. oh whoops we got done with the first two routes and mm-hmm. we don't have time for two more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I do also want to say best worst changes for Reltanua. Saber sex scene. Second one mm-hmm. is bad. Um, it, I think at the time, and I don't 100% remember exactly what my complaints were at the time we went over them, mm-hmm. but um, uh, it feels like an opposite vibe mm-hmm. for me of um the sex scene is two desperate people who have romantic attraction to one another mm-hmm. like not being able to admit that they care mm-hmm. and just clinging to one another before they have to say goodbye mm-hmm. uh which is a great vibe incredible vibe uh and then the not sex scene is like another chance for shiro to be like actually mm-hmm. we should be partners and i don't i don't like really respect your agency or i could go look at my notes but best change heaven's feel the the dream from a big ass rin sex scene <laughs> to yeah. uh the creepy surreal like 
uh, Rin eating Ayako in front of Shiro like a spider eating a fly. Uh, it's still kind of a non sequitur that I wish was expanded. Here's another thing. Expand on that. What the fuck uh-huh. is that? <laughs> um, uh, it took me forever to understand that that was Ryder. Uh-huh. Died. It's yeah. still not clear why. Yeah. I mean, it's a great single scene, though. Yes. Uh, and yeah. the, the original is so not good, you know? Yeah. It's just talking about how big Rin's butt is for a long time. <laughs> um, I think most of the changes that I like the most in uh, Real Sanua are, like, that are, like, relating to the sex scenes. Yeah. Like, Unlimited Blade Works. Like, I just... That one seems, like, especially mm-hmm. excruciating. Um, for Heaven's Feel, uh, I like the bits where Shiro is like, oh, you're hungry. Let me get my, like, mm-hmm. box cutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the, the, um, Sakura stuff is good. Uh, Sakura just being a vampire is so interesting. Um. Yeah, the that's, that's fun for me. Shinji, I, I don't know that I want, like, care enough to unpack it anymore after being, like, really not sure how mm-hmm. I felt about it originally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um just like cleaning up the edges of his shit you know i don't yeah i'm i'm grateful not to have to have thought about it yeah but like uh yeah the the ultimate thing is that i wish that it just didn't exist in the first place instead of being something that was then later pulled back if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm -hmm. so i don't know that i necessarily no i agree with you could change necessarily because i would rather it just not exist Mm-hmm. But I also don't think that lingering on Shinji's sexual assault uh, habits is really uh, interesting or additive to the game. It's just I hate mm-hmm. I hate the idea of people uh, being able to like like Shinji without <laughs> without like uh, approaching the origins of this character as a real fucking creep. But on the other hand, I know a lot of people who like Gil, myself included, who starts with wanting to enslave and uh, marry Saber, so. Yeah. It's complicated, isn't it? Yeah. No, I I agree with you. Like, I wish it didn't exist either. Um, I I just pretend that it Uh doesn't and only approach the real Tenua stuff. Yeah. I guess I, I wish I... Maybe there is an interview out there somewhere about this, but I wish I understood what Nasu was going for with original Shinji. Yeah. Because um, it does feel like Rialta Nua version is is what he intended. Yeah. And it's kind of... So from the complete materials, that's an impression that I got. like kind of unclear why then... It's like this thing with like Zoken, Sakura, and Shinji all being the same person, right? Like the the ending where um, Sakura traps Rin in sex hell for some yeah. reason. You know what I mean? And it's just they're not Sakura is not <laughs> even close to either of them. You know what I yeah. mean? But they try like conflate them in this mm-hmm. way that I just don't think works. And so pulling them, uh, pulling uh, Shinji back a little bit gives Sakura a little more room to breathe, I guess. But I yeah, I just don't know that it's particularly artful i guess mm-hmm. i don't think it's an elegant solution and i don't think it makes shinji an interesting character yeah absolutely not we have some more questions were there any more of yours that you really wanted to hit um i just like i think the the last one that i sent was just like all around fake question there's like this whole hall of mirrors thing of like everybody's sort of like 
processing themselves mm. through other people and like um are there any of those that you thought like that are like that worked the best mm. or the worst i think because like uh, like obviously you have like shiro yes. and archer but like you also have like archer and saber and then like saber and kiritsugu and like sakura and kirei in uh-huh. weird ways and like i think that saber shiro works well for me in the yeah. favorite uh-huh. This is this is one that I think works really mm-hmm. well. I think that it works let that so- saber archer works less well for me. Yeah. Cuz archer gets specific mm. in a way that I think distances him from saber. Mhm. Uh like mm. I said before Rin Sakura doesn't really do much for me and Kotamine Shiro is interesting but I don't think it works. The idea of them being like dark mirrors yeah, of each either. other. Uh like, this is something that I feel like Kotomine says, I, and, like, Shiro, like, also says at some point, but I, I just don't really get the, it. The basic idea of they are both uh, slavishly devoted to a cause, co- like, a pointless cause based on some, like, like nonsense idea of atoning for sins that they may or may not have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get that. But mm-hmm. also, Kotomine is the, like, cartoon villain for so much of it. Uh and and I guess Shiro is mm-hmm. the cartoon hero for so much of this, but I just don't think it's. Right. Uh, I don't think they're interesting foils, but I do think it's really fun that it it does ultimately mean that they get along really well. I think that I, part's very funny. Yeah, I think yes. to start with, I feel like I am just simply too dumb to recognize a lot of these. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that you're dumb. Um, the the secret of Fates and United is that they're all mirrors of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just everybody's the same person. Except it, who's just vibing. It is weird to me that's true. that Heaven's Feel is the route that that Kotamine calls out the two of them being the same person uh-huh. when it's the only one when they're mm-hmm. really not. They're really not, yeah. Um which I guess is like kind yeah. of part of the bit, but uh I yeah, I, I think it that parallel works when it's not being talked about. Because it is like, oh, yeah, they both, like, their outcomes are different, but mm-hmm. the desire is fundamentally the same. They want the grail because they want to, like, the answer to uh, an abstract question. Mm-hmm. That's it. They don't, like, care about people as humans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or individuals. They just, like, they they need an answer. Yeah. Um, And so that part works. But then in Heaven's Fields, the ones where... where could have mean is like actually like oh yeah our desires are the same and it's like well no yeah. he could have said that in fate and ha- and then had us sit with it for a while yeah. longer yeah um he mm-hmm. could have gotten more scenes of yeah. him hanging out with shiro in fate mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that may- maybe could have made it yeah. more complicated and interesting i have one mm-hmm. the big disappointing one rin caster yeah <laughs> i so bad so so would be interested in a version of this where rin knew about the um the gate about the root about uh the true goal of the holy grail war the whole time and was more like she is such a good person ultimately that the 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 mm-hmm. mage side of her fails so easily every time you know what i mean mm-hmm. that uh, i wish she mm-hmm. was a little more complicated there and i think that her and caster caster being this like incredible uh mage who just sucks you know what i mean who is like uh mm-hmm. the the worst version 
of what a mage could be in some ways you know what i mean uh it could be mm-hmm. they could have like an interesting foil thing there but um it just doesn't really matter it doesn't really come to anything caster is just is not interested in that and rin doesn't really get any scenes <laughs> about caster besides the one where she punches her yeah that's an yeah. inspired call i think like i really like the idea of like a rin that is a little bit more Complicit. like uh actively yeah. pragmatic even if she fails um, even and if i think it's more interesting mm-hmm. that she fails if she knows exactly what's within her reach mm-hmm. and the the other th- a frustrating thing kind of is that she doesn't even fail she gets exactly what she wants in the end in the heavens feel true end which is the thing mm-hmm. that she wasn't even didn't even know she was reaching for was sorcery from the other side of the from the gate from the swirl of the root and she just gets mm-hmm. it it just falls into her lap mm-hmm. um and it just mm-hmm. rings a little hollow. Why wouldn't her dad tell her? Is the thing I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Shrug. I mean, she was seven. I don't know if that's like... Even just leave a message in his will. You know, yeah. he told her, you're going to have to no, fight the Holy sure. Grail War. Yeah. When she was seven. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, no, I, I really wish that there was a little bit more like... Maybe that's something that could have happened in the yeah. uh, limited Yeah, exactly. I that would wouldn't great. mind the the Shiro stuff in Unlimited Blade Works if Rin felt thematic to the root at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's enough of that. Okay. Yeah, so I'm good. Um, we got a long question from Gary that I'm going to trim down a little, but huh. um, editorialize. Yeah. Congrats on finishing Fate. Now that it's over, yeah. I've been thinking about the overall game mechanics it uses. Fate's Day Night is a visual novel that also has interactive elements as game mechanics. It has choices, routes, and affection meters, and bad ends with additional scenes. It incentivizes you to 100% it for post-game content, but even in a non-completionate sense, it seeds some plot elements in dead slash bad ends. It was mostly, I was mostly doing the critical path, uh, so there are plot beats I only knew from listening to the podcast. Nothing crucial, but it does mean that there's stuff that you can entirely miss. Uh, I wasn't even using a guide, just picking what seems like the right choices and missed most of the endings that way. Um, so for questions, how do you feel the gameplay of Fate uh, improves or hinders the experience? I think I've talked about this a little bit in the mm-hmm. Emerald Mapping Discord. Um, I think that it largely hinders the experience. I like bad ends. I don't like... 99% <laughs> of the bad ends in Fate Stay Night. I think yeah. most of them are boring. And some of the, the Tiger Dojos are fun sometimes. You know what I mean? But uh, I think a few really interesting developed bad ends would be way more interesting than what we got here. Like, we don't need 40 of them. Yes. I wish that there were, like, two or three per route. And, like, good and, like, interesting. Yes. You know what I mean? That, like, that had time to breathe. Mm-hmm. More fleshed out even than Sparks, Line, or High ended up being. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense to me. Like, I I like that there are bad ends, and I think so, a lot of them do good stuff. And I like um the Tiger Dojos more than the CL yeah. Sensei Yes, they have stuff. a lot more personality. Um. Yeah, and I think I agree with you that, like, more or fewer and uh more and just fewer involved choices. would be like you know what i mean you don't need that yeah. many choices and like little gotchas and shit like that or or just more choices that are just flavor text you know yeah. the affection thing doesn't really mm-hmm. matter much to me it's like interesting in theory that like Ilya does not come to save you if you don't but like me- the mechanics of that are obscured and not that interesting and like 
mm-hmm. having to like save and reload like I, and do all this stuff and like if you if you played this the first time and weren't making saves at every choice you'd be kind of fucked and uh, you know yeah. i think another way that you could do this is uh have yeah have a first playthrough of each route have limited choices mm. and it like you just don't get choices for most bad ends you just play the game mm-hmm. um and then if you really want you can like replay it and see oh right i could have died like here and i could have died that's here interesting um that's my one like so i've been playing both higarashi and uh mm-hmm. butterfly soup um higarashi basically doesn't have choices yeah. it's like, you yeah. sort of play through the whole thing and that's mm-hmm. what it is um and butterfly soup is interesting because it doesn't have like uh-huh. routes um but it has choices um and what they do are basically add mm-hmm. flavor text and there are even little bits where there are like little sections where it's like you can interact with a, a thing and like oh you, you and your girlfriend throw rocks at this dump and break it apart mm-hmm. um or something like that and like they don't actually they it's not something that like affects the direction of what anything that happens, but it's like, it's a thing that you decide to do when you could have done other things and you can still do those other things, but you do it in some order. And so it's a little bit of like virtual interactivity. My completionist, it my completionist change the brain gets frustrated with these things. because I just want to read all the flavor text. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you can. Oh, okay. And it, it, it will let you That's read all of it. And like, um, but like, it's just a little, you, you click on the thing that you want to do and then okay, you click on the okay. other thing. Um, well, um and i feel like yeah. that's a good medium so this is an interesting like um yeah so this kind of ties into the next question do you think the gameplay mostly served a need for being for quote-unquote being interactive or feeling too short um i think you can have choices without bad ends and like canon and air both key visual novels from around this time mm-hmm. a little bit before even mm-hmm. more like uh like around uh Tsukihime. uh both of those have a lot of choices and they're route-based games but all of the choices are um like the choices pre-route split will get you on to uh a route like putting a secret code in <laughs> um but almost all of the choices post-route split are just hey what kind of vibe do you want from this yeah um which hmm. is, I think I, I'd prefer more because one of my major complaints um, with the choices in Stay Night is that, like, be, the way that things are framed uh, can, or for bad ends, will influence my reading of mm. the main, like, uh, on day nine or something is when... Um, shiro can let rin kills sakura uh that the bad end there makes it feel like oh shiro absolutely knows 100 percent what is going to happen if he lets sakura live Mm -hmm. and has made peace with it Mm -hmm. and then if you choose the normal or the like to continue with the game that is not true shiro has not made peace with it Mm -hmm. he he's like well she hasn't killed anyone and maybe she won't um and so it's like that is frustrating mm. because it's like oh i should not have read that bad end mm. because 
it was frustrating on day 13 or whatever, like four days later when she was like, oh no, I'm making exactly the same choice I did on day nine. And it's like, he's not, but it, it sure feels like he is because the bad end made it feel like he is cognizant of the choice he is making when in fact he was not. Mm -hmm. I think this is, I feel sort of the same way about like, um, or a similar way about like the route structure in general, because the route structure is based off of like the individual choices. Right. So like, and because of the way that they like dramatically, like, you know, you get dramatically different shiros at the end of the 15 days, depending on which route you do, you have this weird, there's this weird like perception that I, I, I pick up out of the novel is like, uh, like sure, I was getting butterfly affected really uh-huh. hard here. Like there are so many little things that are like, "Oop, you are going to become a really different person like I, next week." I because really of this. like the like dissonance, the character dissonance that you get in this kind of like root based game where the characters may end up different. You know what I mean? Because this is this is mm-hmm. not something you see very often in like novel novels. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, or anything like that, unless it's like explicitly a story about like personality splitting or something like that personality drift Mm -hmm. uh it's like a really interesting energy i like it in theory if not always in practice because in practice a lot of times it ends up with a lot of busy work baggage and i don't mind a kinetic novel Mm -hmm. at all you know what i mean um this is something i'm thinking about a lot because i'm developing a visual novel as we speak you know what i mean well i'm not working on it this second but i'm working on it in general and i've gone back and forth how many choices do I want to include? How do they affect things? Are there affection meters? Do I expose that to the players? You know what I mean? And I've pretty mm-hmm. much set- settled on it's a kinetic novel until it suddenly isn't. You know what I mean? Cool. Uh, and I don't know that if that's the right answer, but I like, I like to the timeline splitting. I think that's interesting. I think mm-hmm. that it's, it's partly a cop-out from having to choose an ending. Mm-hmm. right but it's also an interesting way to like explore around your idea mm-hmm. you know to like to uh not not innovate um what's the what's the word iterate iterate, iterate on a concept you know and like flesh it out while still leaving lots of room for people to read into it you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah no for sure like i think that that's something that like the the way that fate does that and like I don't think fate, you can have anything that does something quite like Fate Say Night without no. having this kind yeah. of iteration. Yeah, so that stuff is really cool. But also, I do think that, uh, especially like in Unlimited Blade Works and in parts of Heaven's Feel, when I had to like, when I got to a choice and it was like, here's three things that will have slightly different scenes. And Ben, you, because of the way you're doing this, you got to read them all and they're not going to be that interesting. Like fewer, mm-hmm. more interesting choices, I think uh, would skew skews better for me even if it means i'm just clicking the mouse for longer periods of time i don't mind clicking the mouse even though i know it's not good for my wrist (laughs) that's a different that's a whole different issue though Mm -hmm. i think for me the thing that goes too far is like zero escape Mm, i've never played a zero escape see i would say zero escape is like the ideal version of this (laughs) um i love completely opposite opinions do do you like zero escape then or Okay, I huh. like uh, 999 and VLR, and I like AI 1, and if I remember correctly, Ever 17 is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Never 7, awful. <laughs> I know. Uh, and 
um ai2 also awful but um i like i like a flow chart that you can jump around Mm. um there's something very satisfying and specifically the the ai and zero escape games are like oh those every choice or every branch is like oh that's two wildly different timelines Mm -hmm. very very different things are going to happen at every branch and there aren't that many of them Uh they're like a decent number but they're written with the expectation that you are going to basically see every bad end and like Okay, so I, I I don't want to talk. Maybe I, I'm worried about talking too much about this because Ben hasn't yeah. played this. I've played play enough of AI one to understand this concept, the the like flow chop um, chart concept. The thing with me and like the nine 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 and zero escape is that like like the up until the end of the game, it's like oh this seems like an, this is an interesting conceit, and then the way it gets like sort of folded in and summarized made me feel like it was a huge waste mm. of my time the thing for me with the the flow charts is it's really hard to hold one narrative thread in your head you know what i mean yeah they have to collapse right because like that's that's sort of the thing that that like gets me about this is like in fate the this, they don't collapse into something no. right they just span they just span yes. out evermore right and like in zero escape at the end or like in 999 there's an ending to mm. the game yeah, AI has a bunch of different endings, but like one true ending. Yes, you know what I mean? Um, and like they stop you from doing certain endings. They like limit you be- based on like information you're missing from other routes. Uh, I think that uh, mm-hmm. what is it? Thirteen Sentinels? Yeah, is a more interesting version of that. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. Thirteen is Sentinels that? is a like time travel ish mech game about like these like thirteen like pilots. Yeah. Uh, uh face down with like an alien invasion that's attacking their city uh-huh uh it's like the 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 narr- the plot itself isn't that complicated but it's told in a really pleasing like mystery puzzle box way yeah where you the- like jump between chunks of people's stories and you'll like hit a point where it like explains a concept to you and that will unlock something in someone else's story because now you understand that concept none and of- you can use it yeah and none of the answers really cool how it's put together to the mysteries are particularly satisfying but some the, of them are wild. It, it does a lot of wild yes. ass reveals that are very fun to hear. Uh, even yeah, I was going to say the the process of getting those answers is the fun immensely part. satisfying. Yeah, it's, it's like, great. I don't I don't actually care what the answer to this great is. Characters I'm just I'm just here for like, oh, yeah, it feels so nice and cozy that like now I got an answer to this. And yeah. Now I can like, OK, I can I can do a little bit more of this person's route uh-huh. or this person's story. And then that will that will unlock this little bit over here, and then it's like yeah, it's you're unfolding a puzzle box or yeah. solving a Rubik's cube. You know, once you're done solving a Rubik's cube, right. it's a boring object. You know, uh, is, yeah. There, I think we we're kind of talking about like there are I think I guess basically three different. There's like Uchikoshi, which is a vast and flowchart that you're supposed to explore all of. Mm. Um, there's Fate, which is oh yeah, there are like individual routes and you you kind of play them in some order mm-hmm. and then there's 13 sentinels is a bunch of interconnected individual stories that you're supposed to bounce between right yeah mm-hmm. maybe four and then there's um like kind of uh yeah there's another version of a rogue that i don't have a 
example for off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but is, yeah, go play each individual person's route. And then once you've done all of those, uh, you can unlock the true route, which is like, oh, yeah. And here is here's how it resolves. Yeah. Everything else is just loose threads. Yeah. Well, or each of each character's story is that is like wraps up their deal. It's like, oh, what if um, what if there was a fourth route in Fate Stay Night that yeah, was like that leads into Hollow Ataraxia yeah, or, or a, a, another Tsukihime route that leads into Kigetsu Toy is right? like is like, OK, we've we've kind of we've done character thematics for everyone. Now let's like dig into plot and like some yeah. real wild reveals mm-hmm. um, or there's oh God and I'm completely blanking on the name. But there was an Atoma game that um, that uh, I read about earlier this year. Uh, it didn't come out earlier this year. I read about it earlier this year. Um, that forces you to forces you to get the bad ends to everyone's route, and then do the true route, and then you can go back and get good ends. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, which Ugh. is sounds stressful. Um, I believe it lets yeah. you just like skip to the end. Uh, okay. and or like adds more content to those like you know in the way that uh you can automatically skip past stuff that you've already read and be uh-huh. that are well i hate skipping past stuff um read. it makes me feel like unplaced in time but like yeah kind of true routes are a time-honored tradition that i don't think we're ever gonna get because nasa doesn't like writing them yeah um well kahaku's route is in some ways that because it is like a wrap-up to the game yeah um but it is still also it doesn't really work the same way as it does in like true escape uh, zero escape or whatever um thematically similar but really different in execution but yeah there's there's Mm -hmm. yeah it is just like there's an interesting divide between dealing with characters plots and then like oh dealing with the capital p plot of Mm -hmm. the game like the, the the thing you're describing makes me feel like um like laid out like a Sailor Moon season. Huh. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, kind of. Where like each Sailor Moon season, you have to sort of go and gather each of the Sailor Scouts who have uh-huh. their own thing going on, and then you go and fight the yeah. whoever. Yeah, that's interesting. Except that it, yeah, except that it like or like a, it's, a Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two. <laughs> it's a very like it's a very like yeah, yeah, yeah. construct. Yeah, because it's not like you're doing mm-hmm. routes sequentially. Uh-huh. It's oh yeah, all of none of those actually happened, but like uh you the you the reader are narratively satisfied with where all of these characters have ended up so we can interesting yeah it's it's one of those things that just doesn't work in other mediums it's like a really it's it's one of those things that makes visual novels uh even if there's not a lot of choices and not a lot of uh like mechanics or things like that it's just it's a interesting use of the medium Mm -hmm. you know even mm-hmm. if it's not always good. Um, Video games are, are a medium uh, predicated on wasting your time, even if there's good stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> it always wastes your time, but Absolutely. sometimes in a way that makes it more interesting in the end than it would have been as a book. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> books are also a waste of your time. <laughs> yeah, but like the the repetitiveness of games. Yeah is part of what makes them interesting to me Mm. uh yeah Mm. okay 
Uh, that was from Gary. Yeah, I have two more. You have two more thoughts. All right, that will hopefully be quicker. Uh, this is this is like I am so glad that Gary sent this in because I was going to bring this up this is, anyway. Yeah, this so I'm, I think we've had an interesting discussion. I will say thank so. you, thank you, Gary. Thank you for yeah, your question. Thank you, Lauren. Also, thank you for your questions. I didn't say that earlier, but what no do you mean? Thank you for put uh, mysterious mysterious X soccer cosplayer X. Um. Yeah, thanks yes, for soccer for cosplayer L. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, there we go. Okay, what do you think this game would look like if it was rewritten, mostly focusing on supporting the story without these, without the like concern for need for being interactive? I think it would look largely the same. There would just be less choices that lead to bad ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of them. Hit me with that question I, again. Uh, what do you right so the previous question was do you think the gameplay mostly served a need for being interactive or not feeling too short and then what do you think the game would look like if it was rewritten mostly focusing on supporting the story without those concerns mm. um i think it would it would be like you could honestly cut all of the choices most of the choices i think that there would not, basically not come away with the same bad ends in. i think he would probably leave some bad ends yeah in. yeah which is what we were describing earlier yeah but it would be a tighter like honestly probably more better. fun experience yes yeah. better's a mm -hmm. complicated thing because if people would get different things out of this but yeah. uh I, certainly I, easier to 100 percent. yeah well i think it is it is partially <laughs> oh specifically the way that we're doing this podcast means that we have to 100 percent. but also the first time i went through i also did that yeah it's not like i would have just um uh been able to just choose whatever choice and move on with my life yeah that is same. just not how i'm built video um, games made us like this i think and what would your ideal framework for wait what would be your ideal framework for this vn adding removing tweaking mechanics as appropriate i think it's mostly fine except for yeah. um i feel like we answered all of these sort of while answering the first yeah, I think one you, just answered you know that. what i mean uh do i need affection do i need the affection no not really um i think honestly like you you could just have a a selector at the start that says what Which route, route do you, you want to go to yeah and then like have a handful I like i think you lose the the one argument i can make for affection is that sometimes you lose moments like Ilya doesn't save you yeah but i do think that it needs to be exposed more to actually be meaningful the affection bar doesn't really mean I, anything to me. It's so abstract. Yeah. It's like how green. I like the idea. I like the idea of an affection bar or like effect, like affection points. But what I, I think the way that that works best for what that would work best for me is if it's not just like, how much is this girl in love with you? And more broadly as like, and I think it kind of functions as like a, how much does this person like you? But it is very much like a implicitly like a yeah. romance thing. Like, I think it would, I think if you, like, relax the definition of, like, you know, to what, it, like, fami broad familiarity or, like, yeah. trust, trust or something mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. if that opens up a lot more, like, design space for, like, how does that interact? Okay, that right? is like, interesting. Like, what if every bad end, what if uh, every meaningful character had an affection bar and every bad end was tied to? That'd be interesting. Whoops, and there's not that like, many yeah yeah there are only a couple but it is like hey in unlimited blade works you need some affection with archer mm -hmm. or 
he's just gonna kill Shiro. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be an interesting, be interesting like change. I do also think because that... then Go then ahead. all of the bad ends are like thematic and interesting, and there or there's a built-in hook to make them thematic and interesting, as opposed to a lot of them just being like, "Well, he dodged left. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I guess he died. Yeah, dodge right next that's time." What sucks. Mm-hmm. I do think there's some interesting choices in uh, Stay Night that I've noticed a few times where you make a, a choice in a, talking about a girl, you make it as Shiro, not to her, and then your affection with her goes up because in that moment, it goes, it's not because she psychically knows that you did it, it's because you are like setting Shiro on that path and he likes them more because the affection bar goes both ways. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's mm-hmm. very like developed very much, and I think it could be developed more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- there's so many like interesting ways for this to go that are like hamstrung by it being yeah. a dating thing. Yeah, yeah. I do think that that you could do interesting stuff with it with the the structure, but uh, in this case, I think it's kind of holding it back. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, two quick questions. What were your favorite, relatively, and least favorite sex scenes? Replacement scenes don't count. Mm. Um, terrible NASA euphemisms are required. Um, I think I've already said my favorite multiple times. I've already said my favorite is uh, Saber's second one because mm-hmm. uh, it does. It has the same vibes as um, Arcoids with the uncomfortable like. part of Arcoids. Yeah. Um, least favorite is like is conceptually yeah i my tolerance for uh fictional stuff is very high so if if uh rins had fallout uh like- i think i would i would not it, it would not be my least favorite because it has fallout in that moment and then like no real consequences. Yeah. Uh, I think it's my least favorite. Although Rin's Rin's that was a little earlier and had time to like affect their relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that happened, then it would be uh, either of Sakura's Sakura's are so boring. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My, I, I think that I have to agree with you on the saver sex scene. Uh, but not necessarily because I like it that much. Okay, real quick. But uh, there's also strong argument for Saber's first sex scene. Uh huh. Because Rin saying, "Oh, I guess I swing this way" is really funny. Shoutouts to that for that for, for making Rin buy. Um, I I I do have to th- uh shout out for that. That. Okay. Or Every time we're in Rin's make... perspective, she's also like, "Damn, girls yeah, are so pretty." Says it in a way that can't really be denied in that scene. Yeah. Um, I think I'm I'm go- I'm with you on Saber's second sex scene for being my, my favorite, but like, I, it's I just hmm, none of them really do it for me. You know, uh, my my highest point with Tsukihime is the Arcweed sex scene for the same reason of this, and the Kohaku sex scene for the conversation that comes after. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, which is still technically part of the sex scene because her titties are out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for least favorite, it's probably got to be Big Booty Rin Dream. Oh, right. I completely blanked <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's 
trying to do something, I think, similar to the Hisui sex scene where it's Kohaku. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This, like, uncomfortableness of that. But, uh, like, how zoomed in it is doesn't work for me. And the, like, constant talk about Rin's huge ass is just so weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You got thoughts on this, Lauren? Not especially well, right, uh, as a, mostly. A, yeah, I mean, I so I like I went through the um, like the ones that I did see were uh the first couple in Heaven's Field, which are like the the big booty Rin scene, <laughs> and then the first one with Sakura, where she's like horny out of her brain because of she whatever. Needs come to live. Yeah. Um, it's so fucking yeah. When like both them. of those are sort of whatever, and like. I the don't re- care. Like, the reversal of the synchronizer bit from Tsukihime into I need come to live uh, as like a pop-up on your browser in the 90s is it just makes it so much worse for me. It's bad either way, but like uh, yeah. it's like fetishized in- in- increasingly fetishized mm-hmm. the other way around. Yeah, I I hate the like like I don't know I need yeah. come to live thing. It's it's, it's like so miserable, miserable to me. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is funny that Chiro is the one who needs it at the end of Kevin's <laughs> Feel True. That that I that I think but... is very funny. I like the bit the bit at the end where Sakura is like, maybe we're doing it too much. It's normal when boys do it. Need come to live. <laughs> uh, second question: FMK for Stay Night Girls. Um, you can do just the heroines or pick three out of the entire cast, including servants. I don't know. Go hog wild. No boys, though, because you'll just cheat and kill Shinji. Mm, he deserves it. Fair. Thank you, Kate, for the question. Yes, thank you, Kate. Shout outs, Kate. Previous guest, friend of the pod, Kate. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill for the Stay Night Girls cast. Okay. If you think about it, Shiro does all three for Sakura in his <laughs> It's true. It's true. We have I to, think we're going by um, uh, fa- the Rialta Nua rules of these characters are all above eighteen. <laughs> yes, uh, mm-hmm. I think I think it's Rin Saber Taiga, Kill Taiga. Maybe it's Caster. Yeah, I I I think Caster has a fall on this sword. Mm. I feel so bad. I can never it's, do these. Okay, if I'm just if I'm just limiting myself to to um, the main the three. main heroines, Ooh. it's Rin Saber Sakura. Uh, so fuck Rin. Mary Saber. Mary Saber. Kill Sakura. Sakura. Okay. Um, fuck Rin. Okay. Kills kills you kill Saber. Saber has to die. It's the Saber route. She dies. Uh and Mary Ryder. <laughs> uh, I don't. I. Hmm. You're having a hard time. Yeah, Do I don't fuck know. Or Mary Ryder is the issue. Okay. Yeah. Replace oh. Rin with Ryder. Actually, it's Ryder Saber Caster. All servants, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Ryder in casual clothes. Honestly, that so sounds hot. that that could be good. Sorry, what was that, Lauren? I was gonna say that sounds pretty good. Um, here, here's a secret ship that may not be obvious to people who have played this the first time. Uh, Saku Rider. Mm. I always see them as sisters, but I do know that people also ship them. You know, I see them as sisters mostly because they have the same hair color. I think 
I'm easily right. Fooled. Right. I think this is why people don't uh-huh. think about this. But it is a good ship. It can be a great ship. Uh, Ryder's like quiet affection I- for Sakura at all turns is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has to like basically like um, it's like a like a butler like kind of like a maid yeah, kind uh-huh, of dynamic. Uh-huh. Where the maid is just like the maid from Black Lagoon. I've not seen Black Lagoon, but I think I get the vibe you're going for. Oh, there's a there's a fucked up like evil like assault maid in great. Black Lagoon. Um Alright, alright. Uh, but I will say kill Shinji, kill Shinji, kill Shinji. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, of course. Um we got a very mm-hmm. nice email that was just saying, Hey, thanks for the long episodes and stuff. That's I um, always get so self-conscious about how long our episodes are because I know we would have a lot, not a lot, but like we'd have more listeners if it wasn't so fucking intimidating to start an episode of this podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, so I really do appreciate it when there are people out there like shout outs to your like obscenely long episodes. Yeah. Uh, I want to do that right now. I love I'm the long so episodes. Glad. Thank you. I'm five hours into recording and I'm having a ball and I'm looking forward to like five hours of content next, like three weeks wow I, I cannot listen to our episodes uh-huh i i i listen uh, to every episode and i have fun i didn't read that entire email because we've already gone long yeah I think um, we have uh but i just wanted to say thank you for the shout out um what was the name trevor Trev- them. thank you trevor um these, these uh emails make me so happy yeah it's really nice um there was one more thing I was going to say. Uh, oh, right. I posted in the Abnormal Mapping Discord about uh, um, GGP like 66 or something. Hmm. Uh, that was, you know, very funny one. Um, and M responded, every time I listen to that, I die laughing. And I was like, you've, listen- you've re-listened to yourself more than once? <laughs> I would simply curl up in a ball and die. There are bits from our podcast that I would love to just go back and listen to, I feel like. Yeah, but how do you find them, Ben? Yeah, that's a great question. We need like we need like a hundred K listeners. So we can say, hey, remember that bit and someone will like send us a timestamp. Here's the thing is that uh when we're done with this podcast for like five years, I will probably go back and listen to it again if it's still on a server somewhere. That okay, that's fair. Is that part of the impetus for me starting this? I was like, yeah, you know, when when like uh uh stuff is hard to get anymore or like it's hard to um play the originals of play the originals of things. Yeah. We were wor- really like, worried about Grand Order shutting down yeah. at that point. Uh-huh. Um Yeah. Are you not worried about that now? I believe they've kind of suggested that they're going to do an arc three without Nasu. Yeah. Uh, we are still worried about it. If they announced the end of uh, Grand Order in JP, we would have to like way move up our fake Grand Order schedule. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you can't just like download no, yeah. the thing. Uh-huh. You can watch, you can watch the heck? Uh, Let's Plays of it, I guess. But like, I we would probably just move, have to move it up. Yeah. If, with any luck, we would have two years to to finish it because <laughs> of the the big time gap. 
I was going to joke mm. that this next email is from Marin, one and once and future guest. Uh, and then I noticed that Marin signed it Marin, comma, once and future guest. <laughs> yeah. Howdy. I feel like a lot of the discussion I've seen about Fate Stay Night tends to treat Aroge elements as separate from the quote-unquote main game. It makes sense, especially with Rialta Nua moving, removing them, but I think it is still kind of a bad impulse that can be a way to make the story seem more valid by distancing it from sex. What do you all think Fate Stay Night gains from being an Aroge? How does it impact the form and story of the game? Mm-hmm. Thank you for the thoughtful question, Marin. Yes, this is I really interesting. Have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts, thoughts on, this. on this. Um yeah. I will start off by saying uh this would simply not exist if it were not an Aroge. That's a very materialist uh um mm-hmm. of like yeah, you I have the idealist uh <laughs> read and you have the materialist read. I have I have more stuff to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will let you talk in a second though. No, um Yeah, it like Rialta Nui exists because Fate Stay Night was so wildly popular that uh, they could, or popular enough. There were pl- there were a handful of games. Um, it's not every, but there are a bunch of games that made the leap from Eroge on PC to consoles and cutting out all the sex scenes. Um, I think that still happens today to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but uh, it only got Rialta Nua because it was popular enough to mm-hmm. uh, justify a console release. Um, and so, yeah, like my instinct is it do- it simply does not exist if it's not an Aroge. Mm. Um, but yeah, do you want to say something? Okay, so I think that the I think that the root based affection bad end structure of this which comes from eroges and like um bad ends with like different types of sexual content in them and like like the affection bars being like who's your favorite girl pick your favorite girl i think all that stuff kind of holds the game back i think unlimited blade works would be a better route if it wasn't tied to rin hmm. right um mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. And uh, the theoretical Ilya route would be a better thing if it wasn't uh, uh, Shiro Fox's sister. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do think that being willing to talk about sex is a real thing that actually happens. Instead of doing the anime or, like, teen media, like, evasive, effusive, like, chaste love or, like, bare suggestions of romance is is interesting right i think it's i think it opens a lot of interesting doors but i think that nasu isn't that interested in the romance part of this so it does make a lot of the and a roge is a romance in a certain sense to me mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's about a girl and nasu is not always interested in that part of it so while i think structural uh, like the fact that it's an Aroge is part of what makes it get made, is what makes it commercially viable for it to exist, right? Uh, I don't think, I wish that, I wish that Nasu had innovated more instead of carrying on a bunch of structures and using them poorly. Or just like having them hang around. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that I'm glad that the door is open to talk about sex stuff. Uh, I do think that Nasu isn't like that suited to like 
he doesn't have a clear enough picture of what he's trying to say about sexual assault to say anything that interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that this is like, for, for me, the thing about like, the thing is really that like a lot of heterosexual sex, like mm-hmm. pornography, that kind of thing is like, uses this mm-hmm. framing as like a power mm-hmm. fantasy, right? Like there is in, in the, in the sense that like, you know, like if, this is also true in like, um, like American pornography production. A lot of it is mm-hmm. like, um, you know, has like sort of similar power uh, mm-hmm. relations that are depicted as like fantasies of like sexualized violence of some kind, even if it's not directly mm-hmm. a sexual, even if it's not like framed as a sexual assault exactly in the same way, but like it uses a lot of similar things. Um, and I think that that's like, that like frames the way that, that you, you're talking about like, oh, he's using a lot of structures that are sort of around. And I think that like, that is like the ideological infrastructure that comes into uh, these kinds yeah. of stories. Uh, and, and so I think that like the reason, one of the reasons why they can get made is that they have like all of this infrastructure lying around that you can just port over. Right. Like I think um in the server, uh, like Catherine has said at one point, like a lot of the, the really like, you know, unpleasant, like, uh, uh, like H scene dialogue or, or narration industry standard, is like, right. yeah, it's like industry standard. Right. And so like, you can just like, it's like boilerplate. You stamp it out and you, mm-hmm. you ship it. Um, and like that stuff, like it, I find yeah. it really unpleasant. I think I agree with you that like, you know, sex is an interesting thing to talk about and it would be, it, there, there are ways of talking about it that are good. I don't think that like the structure, like the ideological structures rather than like the, um, as you know, the, the sort of, um, mm-hmm. narrative structures, like the ideological, like, um, gender based structures that you're bringing into, um, the narrative, um, from like the starting point of an arrow gay, yeah, like inhibit you from having those kinds of conversations, right? Like c- compare it to like Hanjuku Joshi mm-hmm. you talked about a couple episodes ago, right? Where there's like there's a lot of conversations about sex and like like consent and that kind of thing, and that takes a totally different tone to like the way that any of this could possibly mm-hmm. show up in Fate, um, even if Masu cared about that at all. Yeah, it's like I think that um, I think that there is. There's interesting stories to hear about Kohaku and um, Akiha Kohaku and uh, Sakura about like the way that people reproduce violence, right? And the way that um, structures mm-hmm. use people down to even down to sexual like stuff. You know what I mean? But it's the same mm-hmm. thing for me as Shiro is people saying that shiro is sexist in the fate route because he gets over it you know what i mean Shiro's sexist the whole time it's just the line for what counts as sexist for nasu is different from, than for me right mm. like and it's the same with the the like what counts as sexual assault nasu like nasu and broader um the the broader structures of the aroge doesn't consider or doesn't consider the stuff that Shiro does in every single sex scene, the stuff that Shiki does in every single sex scene, to be meaningful sexual assault. It's just part of romance is that you hold the girl down while she cries. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. stuff sucks. Like, 
or at least it's part of the yeah. power fantasy, uh-huh. right? Like, it, I don't expect that, like, this is how Nasu expects to interact with mm. a loved one. But I expect that this is, like, the thing, like, it, it's, a, it's a thing that yeah. you sell to, like, people who want to imagine themselves as having that kind of, like, it could um, also be tied into, you know, it could also be tied the, into the fact that they're supposed to be teens, you know, and like teens who, who are having sex for the first time don't always know where the lines are. But it's just not very interested in talk, like working through these mm-hmm. ideas. Mm-hmm. So while I like that the door is open and I do think that uh, future fate stuff being rated T for teen and lower, you know what I mean, is something that I think is ideologically hindering it. Um but I also don't know that not like Nasu and the other uh, people who are writing for fate at that point are really interested in the same things I'm interested in with uh, topics above like a teen rating. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it comes to mm-hmm. sex stuff. Um, yeah. hundred percent. Like, I think that there are like good ways of dealing with this. And I don't think anyone it Titan yeah. is prepared to do I like, it. I like it when people write pervert shit. I don't think that Nasu's really writing pervert shit. You know what I mean? I think that he's writing, uh, like like you said, boilerplate stuff uh, as a way of writing what he really wants, which is cool sword fight scenes mm-hmm. and uh, mage politics, you know? So mm-hmm. I-, I talk about the uh, Tsukihime uh, drinking scenes a lot, right? That doesn't happen if it's a console release first, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that stuff is really fun and like is part of a space that could be explored more that is outside of, uh, what can be shown on a PlayStation or in the Apple app store, you know? So something interesting, um, you know, the, the remake is a, is an M. Yes. I have heard that. Um, not for sexual content, but it doesn't have sex scenes. Uh, Yeah. So there's hope for the the drinking scenes in Other Side of Red Garden. Is that is that still allowed there? The, I know that Japan has weirdly stringent laws about what you're allowed to show minors doing. Having sex having sex with adults, I guess, is not <laughs> against the rules. But I feel like I've heard somebody say that that makes it that suggests that it's on like on the table. But it's I interesting. I'm not an uh, I'm, I'm not totally clear on the laws, you know. Uh but yeah, yeah I same. do think. I'm glad that fate exists. I'm glad that those doors were were open. Uh, I don't. I'm going to be sad that the doors are closed, but because I wish that Nasu could refine what he was going for and do something more interesting with it, rather than more of this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Sorry if I went a little long there. No. Yeah, I, I wish I wish Nasu would simply do a better job. Yeah. Uh huh. He's clearly interested in that stuff. I just don't know. I'm so excited for CCC. Yeah, CCC, I'm... the the horny game that is not the Arogues. Yeah, because it... a game that is about sex that is not the Arogues. Yeah, which is the like interesting part of. I think it feels like NASA is more interested in horniness, like yeah, and desire, and than desire. he is sex and mechan- the mechanical yeah. act of sex. Yes. Yeah. This is why you get uh, like horny blood drinking scenes that are better than uh-huh. uh, the the sex scenes because that's just yeah absolutely. I just don't like writing the mechanics of actual sex. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably really yeah. hard to do well. Uh, we have more questions. 
I think that's everything. Is that all the questions? Yeah. Damn. Unless we, we want to no go back like... and do a bunch more Lauren ones. Okay. But we're at a five seventeen on this recording. So five seventeen. Okay. Well, that's yeah. not that bad. Um. We only have another fifty-two minutes before we need to say goodbye to Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Questions? Any other questions you wanted to pull out? Me, Lauren, one. Uh, me? Uh, uh I, I'm I'm good. I don't want to like. I, I I feel bad for like. Uh, you should not feel bad for like bogarting the. You've done this episode. This has been fantastic. So please. <laughs> I have had a great time. Want, as long as you're um, having fun, I, like we would tell you if we were going over and it was your fault. I wouldn't like hide that from you. Oh, I know. I I just have you know. This is totally yeah, personal I'm just social anxiety. It out loud so that you know, it's extremely normal. Um, I know. I appreciate. I'm it. I'm having a great time. Uh, it's going to be too. weird saying goodbye to stay night. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to say goodbye to stay night. I have comp. It's more complicated feelings about it than I was expecting to going in. I think that it'll be fun to revisit in five or ten years. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to wait longer than Ben did, I think. Mm-hmm. Ben, you didn't wait long enough. No. I would um, read it in Japanese. Yeah. The translation is serviceable, mm-hmm. but, or it is serviceable in the sense that you know the events that are happening. Mm-hmm. It is not like, I can't appreciate the prose yeah. most often. So that actually makes, raises a question for me. Like, what was your, like, experience going what was your like uh, perception coming in like what was your what were your like expectations uh when you when started? started fate stay night yeah by the i think that my, the big thing that threw me was not liking sakura i thought i was gonna like sakura so much because there are later iterations of sakura that i really 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 like you know what i mean so I thought that Heaven's Feel and uh, the Sakura stuff in general was going to blow me away, even though I knew a lot of like the specific, a lot of the like broad strokes of what happened. Uh, I thought it would just work better than it did for me. the 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 rest of it, I would just mm. thought I would generally be higher on, except for I knew I wasn't going to like Unlimited Blade Works very much. Um, hmm. but but yeah, that's my expectations were to be higher on it at the end, like. I'd give Fate's Day Night like a three out of five stars, not a five, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Because I remember thinking like at the end of the way that you guys landed on um, Unlimited Blade Works, I was like, you you seemed very excited about yeah, Heaven's Feel. And I was like, I remember thinking like, Heaven's Feel is just, it's more Fate's Day Night. Like it's, if you if don't you, like Shiro. For me, if, yeah, if you don't like what's been happening so far, I don't think like Heaven's Feel is going to like, yeah. rescue that for you and i remember thinking it's like, like it's like a hard thing to communicate in advance but like i, I so i was very interested in like because you were very excited about, i remember I you were talking about more excited, excited about, about heaven's field before i started stay night before i got like halfway through the fate route and realized i wasn't super i was enjoying myself but i wasn't like mm. over the moon about it i do think that far side mm-hmm. Tsukihime is really what sold me on that game but it is much more a different game than Heaven's Feel is a different game from Fate's Day Night. I think that's Absolutely. I definitely yeah, think yeah. that's no. true. Mm-hmm. Ben, right. <laughs> I think so look, uh, which is why I said, I said that. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Right. 
it's, it's there's a scale difference between near and far side Tsukime yeah. that there is yeah. not a scale difference between uh, I think there's a scale difference but there's not that much of a tone difference bigger versus um versus stay night not really having a a scale difference but having a huge tone shift yeah like if if Tsukihime was two separate games, the far side and the and the the uh, near side, mm-hmm. near side, I would rate probably below Stay Night, and far side I would rate above it. Hmm. If it was split, Stay Night would go in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know hundred percent, and like obviously Tsukihime remake is going to change that because it is two different games, but they're completely different. It's probably just so both going to be above like Stay I think Night. that like because like with um with uh. Tsukihime, the far side route and the near side route mostly don't share very many characters in like meaningful ways. Like, I mean, you can say that like Sakura isn't really a character in the first two routes of Stay Night, but like that's way more true for everyone in the far side routes. And like Ilya's around. And on the other hand, like uh, Arcweed and uh, CL just don't show up in the arc. Yeah, just don't show up in the uh, the far side at all. And like Rin and Saber are yeah. all over Heaven Seal. I think Saber suffers the most in um, later roots of um, mm-hmm. Stay Night. Just like she'll suffer constantly forever mm-hmm. <laughs> of not being really a character. Saber, yeah. Saber is the one who loses out in this in the way that Kohaku loses out in future content. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Nothing will ever be interested in Kohaku's baggage until the Tsukihime remake. Yeah. Uh, and no one's interested in Saber's baggage except for uh, alt versions of Saber. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fen, your expectations couldn't change very much because you already played it. I was more you, down on the little blade works than I was expecting. You, but, but you generally. Well, I mean, I guess for Fen, like, what was your expect? What were your expectations when you started? First, like, time. when you oh, were gonna. God. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, you didn't expect to like it as much as you did. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I'm kind of in the mood for a visual novel, Mm -hmm. and I'm, like, really fate-pilled right now, so Mm -hmm. uh, I might as well go go whole hog and... Right, yeah. Uh, So it's hard to exact... Like, I knew it from when I was a teen pirating various Aroge, and I kind of wish that i'd played it then yeah that would be uh, the perfect time to play it yeah. same i would i would yeah. have become insufferable. yes but it would have also been the games i can remember playing from that time were either like translated by insani insani um which was a like like uh uh think like game jam mm-hmm. but for translating vns into english mm-hmm. um so most of them are very short. A couple of them had sex. Leaves has stuck with me as like a story about terrible people mm. just living their lives and realizing that living your life sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it was either like very small stuff or it was highly produced, uh, but like a rogue parentheses derogatory mm. not really mm. a plot game mostly just a series of sex scenes that had been stitched together with like you know there were there were plots but not like themes that they were interested in it was mostly like how do we get from 
this sex scene to the next one and then there's a harem route at the end um and so i really wish i'd played stay night then because it would have been like oh games are good actually like mm. visual novels there's so much more here it probably would have pushed me to learn japanese earlier yeah. which would be really nice right now if i wasn't trying to learn <laughs> japanese at 30 and instead had done it when i was 15 Ben, who played Fate State Night at 16, uh, most annoying person on earth. Ben, who played Tsukihime at 16, serial killer caught very quickly. <laughs> um, oh, no. I'm, but, I'm being facetious, but... Yeah. That's it, definitely the yeah. Tsukihime vibe, right? Um, Inversion I impulse. I, I was not... I had heard the hype and was not expecting to walk out of it going damn this is the best game i've ever played uh i would like it better if i played it before tsukihime i think yeah because because here's you. the thing about tsukihime is that it's it's very different than fate stuff later yeah. whereas fate stuff later that i have played is iterative on yeah stay night so they they feel more similar i was more surprised by tsukihime yeah yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm um sorry for interrupting no you're good keep interrupting i think yeah that's pretty much your thoughts though yeah so going and i was like really nice if we learned japanese when we were younger i started but i didn't get very far we're working on it it's just a lot of work it's hard when you're my age i'm 30 learning language when you're a teen is easy yeah you just take a class you're in in class your brain works better you know you have more time I wish I'd done it during college. I took yeah. a bunch of like computer science courses that I didn't need and don't need. Uh, I wish I hadn't taken all those fucking etching classes. Took some Japanese instead. Yeah, and instead I, I did could... learn a lot about copper etching, oh. which is interesting in theory, but not really my thing. Hmm. We are part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. <laughs> I. We talked about this at the beginning. I did not get very much sleep last night. I know. Or like got kind of restless sleep. Um, So I am... I also didn't get much sleep, but I'm two cans of Mountain Dew deep. I only had one can of Mountain Dew. Thank you very much. Um, We done did the... Go listen to Abnormal Mapping. Go listen to um, Great Gundam Project. Novel Not New, you're going to be on soon. Oh, I'm going to be on the next episode of Novel Not New. Is your podcast NTR playing Mahoyo without me? The best, the best Yuri is podcast NTR. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm playing Maho Maho Tsukai no Yoru, the Witch on the Holy Night uh, title for Novel Not New for December. Who knows when that is going to go up or even be recorded? It's a, I got to power through that at some point yeah, soon. Um, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. And I'm so sorry about I've seen I'm... some like cutscene things, like stuff happening, uh-huh. uh the animation and shit. It looks very cool. Um It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh even just like starting it, uh the way that it display- displays text is like, oh, this is this is pretty. Fine. I like this. Makes me excited for remake. Um You should you should let Ben watch. I can't. I have to stay as fresh on it as possible. I'm gonna play at least some of it on the TV. Uh, I would like for mo- as many things as possible, at least one of us to have not interacted that deep with mm-hmm. the thing. You know what I mean? Grand Order is the obvious exception because we yeah. both played the shit out of that. But 
Like if if Tsukihime remake comes out in English, I might play that early. Fen's not allowed to. Yes. I will not. Mm. I would struggle through it in Japanese anyway. I, mean, I might do that anyway, but um anyway. Okay. Where were we? You had just talked about the abnormal mapping network. Oh. And what are we covering next time? One sec. Um, you could, if you're curious what we're covering next time, you can go to moonarchive.art slash, that's backslash schedule. Uh-huh. Forward? No, backslash schedule. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just slash. Slash schedule. Unless you specify um, the right one. Oh, this is out of order. We are covering um, notes, talk, and prelude. Short stories. With We're going back in time. Once in future guest, Marin. Marin will be back. Uh, check the episode description for what our... Um, Yuri Tea Time. Yuri Tea Time is going to be. I have no idea what it's going to be right now. I have no idea either. I have nothing. Uh, th- uh, oh, we talked about doing Girls Last Tour. Oh, yeah. We're going to cover Girls Last Tour. All six volumes. Uh, we're finally going to talk through the whole thing instead of just evasively at, about at it. At some point, we're going to go back... This is like three short, short stories. Like each one is maybe five pages. Uh-huh. Um, so I want something meaty to talk about. So we might add something else on top of Girls Last Tour, depending. Might we'll see. Girl. Might just be a light episode. Um, but Girls Last Tour is like... We'll talk about it next point, time. At some point, we will go back to doing the first like volume or two of stuff. But Girls Last Tour is so good that... Uh, finished stuff, it's okay. You know? And it's only six. Six volumes you can get through in a couple of days. We're trying to... This episode is probably not... Yeah, it's not going to be that heavy because we're... Me and Fen are both going places for the holidays uh, mm-hmm. at different times. So we have to like kind of record fast to uh, get us through to the beginning of the next year, which is when we can start... Uh, is that when we're starting K&Ks or something else in between? Uh, yeah, we're starting... Yeah, right after this episode, we start K&K. Kata no Kyokai. Garden of Sinners. We're almost there. Wait, I thought you were doing um Well notes. yes, next episode is uh is the three short stories. Then we're gonna get hit. Uh oh yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm just like it's a we've done series so much, you know what I mean? And not very mm-hmm. many single episodes that I'm like, okay, okay, but yeah, we're doing short stories next, but what's actually next? What's the next thing that we have to like talk about for weeks? Mm, I, yeah, I understand. You're fine, you're fine. It's good clarification um fen yeah where can people find you on the internet you can find me moon archive no moonarchive.art is where you can find our show page hell yeah on the abnormal mapping site you can find me at just fennec.moe fennec.moe i think that redirects to my co-host right now yeah you're still doing like deep dives into stuff you're reading right yeah yeah i I still have to be slightly less deep uh i i made a post saying i'm going to not write an essay for each of these and then spent like <laughs> two hours writing up my thoughts on uh yuri Kumarashi and like trying to format them somewhat coherently yeah that post didn't end up particularly coherent which is fine because neither are the themes of yuri Kumarashi. It's thematic um yeah where can people find you lauren or uh I said before that I don't really have social media, which I realize is not true. Um, I I have a co-host account, which I don't really use for anything, but 
the account that I use the most is uh, Tumblr. That is uh, public. And so that's Tumblr, um, B-E-T-A-P-E-R-S-E. Um, yeah, so I, that's like the only public-facing social media I have that I'm active on. Yeah. Okay. Mostly just shit posting. Oh, you love to shit post, you know. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Ben Ends. You can find me ram- rambling at 3 a.m. about how awful the characters I'm writing for uh, my visual novel are over at Doom Gender. And eventually I'll do something with my co-host at Ben Ends, too. But again, holidays are kind of a busy time of year for me. <sighs> we got anything else, Fen? Any housekeeping? Uh, happy stay night to all who celebrate. Uh, it's been it's been an interesting ride. It's been fun. I hope uh, I hope people who did came and listened specifically because they were interested in stay night stick around for future fate stuff because it's gonna be a ride. There's a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Thank you so much for having me on again. I had a great time all three times I've been on here. Yeah. Um. I'm excited to come back because I think I'm uh, on the books for Hollow Ataraxia. And oh, hell I'm, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm prepared to be the most jazz person um, on the call about that as well. Okay, okay. I'm hoping that I enjoy Hollow Ataraxia, but it's like a cautious hope, you know? I think that's... Look, I, I want to set the bar, the expectation bar low so that... Even if you just writer is cool, I'll be very happy. Yeah. There is some... See, this is the thing. There's great writer content. There's good I've crew content. That. Good. Okay, good. There's like, and when I say there's good writer content, I don't just mean like comedy scenes. There's good like writer angst. I will also be happy to meet uh, the Hollow Ataraxia girls who keep getting introduced to Grand Order, uh, who I don't know, like Karen and Bazette. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I. <laughs> Ben's dying. It has been a long episode. I'm sorry. It has. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. had to see out. Uh, yeah. Heaven's this was zero percent your fault, Lauren. Um, you brought like some of the the most thoughtful and like interesting questions uh-huh. that uh we've ever seen this side of the moon. Uh huh. Um, and so it was like it was a lot of fun wrapping up uh fate with you. Yes, I've been looking forward to dissecting what does did and didn't work about fate stay night for me. Mm-hmm uh for so since since the end of the fate route you know what i mean uh-huh. and i feel like i could still talk about it but it's time to close the door uh mm-hmm. we have to close the gate to the route uh so that angramanu <laughs> cannot get out it's a little bit In like this metaphor i and my opinions are angramanu and i need to be sealed <laughs> away it's a little bit like closing a screen door because there is a lot of fate stay night in almost everything that we're covering going forward ben um there's a new one there's a new fate that we have to cover. What? There's a new light novel. It's like uh, Nordic themed. It's like a totally oh, different thing. Oh, yeah. right. What the heck? Yeah, I just saw it announced in uh, Japanese. Like people were t- uh, tweeting about it. Some of the artists I follow. Oh, damn. Huh. Uh, just some some girl with the, the biggest titties I've ever seen in a vaguely Norse outfit and some like ugly looking guys. Classic <laughs> behavior. Classic, <laughs> classic fate. <sighs> still like nordic mythology stuff uh yeah. i like the norse lost belt so you go listen to uh m and neve talk about nordic mythology oh yeah and they're new around the log fire oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Heard of that. i'm not sure if that's i think that's abnormal mapping the uh-huh. the line between abnormal <laughs> mapping and and export audio is confusing hmm. still go listen to other yeah. people's podcasts too but most of all 
listen to our podcast and yeah. we haven't checked we haven't like said anything about rating us five stars in a long time oh please we have eight five star ratings on hell us. yeah um we only have one review i'm uh-huh. disappointed in all of you more people rate us five stars on on apples and leave us uh incredible reviews yeah you know what i mean I, it is very funny that our only review is still the like longer than i expected uh is the title and then that's not a complaint is the body of it uh (laughs) that's really fantastic Uh, rate us five stars on itunes if you can figure out how to do it and just uh uh yeah for a comment you can leave kotamine fan club member uh 2022 (laughs) yeah that's a great Uh uh-huh uh-huh shout outs to kotamine kire uh-huh or just mapo tofu Oh, oh man shout out to oh, Mako Tofu. Uh yeah, give us a five star review and leave us uh, tell us what your favorite boba tea is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That's enough though. Fen? Uh, goodbye to stay night. Goodbye. Goodbye. One day let's meet in the digital sea.
closer every day. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait for the digital C. Ah. That's a CCC? Yeah. yeah. Extra a little bit, but mostly cool. CCC. Well, yeah, it's extra and then it's CCC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the digital C is the, the moon uh-huh. computer. Yeah, the moon cell. I'm specifically, with that, that uh, um, outro, I'm specifically referencing a quest in uh, the Fate Grand Order um, CCC event called Let's Meet in the Digital Sea. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a good, this is like, this is what the, the Tight Moon Techno yeah. Babble that I like. I like oh, a digital yeah. sea. That's a uh-huh. good concept. That's, that's great. Like, fun to chew uh-huh. with your brain. Yeah, yeah. I like Moon Cell, you know? Yeah. Man. Um, okay, I'm going to okay. stop recording. Also stop recording. Lauren, thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you Lauren. for having yeah. me. Oh yeah, I, I didn't mention my my Ooh. drinks earlier. I'm uh I got I got my iced tea. Hell yeah. My um half uh, Earl Grey, half uh, ginger peach. And Ooh. my uh my wife came back why well, I was about to start recording. Um so there's a there's a winter market. Um, there's a bunch of them around here. Nice. Uh, and uh, she brought back this like mixer, basically, and it has like strawberry, mint, elderflower, and like what was the other thing? That sounds incredible. Ooh. Strawberry, lime, mint, and elderflower. Oh. And so I just mix that with some seltzer water, and it's delicious. Hell yeah. Oh, that sounds incredible. I'm on can two of Mountain Dew, but I will say yesterday I had some very nice strawberry milk tea with this kind of like Ooh. strawberry gel at the bottom. Mm, that was. I love the little gels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever? Have you guys ever tried the? I guess, uh, fan, you said you're lactose intolerant. Yes. Um, I was gonna say the the cheese foams are something that I've been liking a lot. Cheese like, foam. Mm, it doesn't know. sound appetizing, but basically no, it what it is is it's basically like um. Like a like a salty kind of dairy like mm. foam that you mix in with like a milk tea or like a, a slush Ooh, or something like interesting. that. Interesting. It sounds and it's like delicious. Kind of sweet. A lot of times yeah. I'll get the like uh, I don't like the actual like boba because I don't like tapioca. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do like the little like fruit popping bubble things that Those they're are nice doing too. now. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a big yeah. fan of that. I like sugar so. Um, like the, the cheese foam slash milk foam, you can actually just we've made it at home. Well, you can huh. it's like um you can make it with uh, uh cream cheese. Whipping cream or heavy cream, some milk, and then some salt and sugar. I see. So it's and yeah, then you just whip it up until it's like foamy, sweet. and then you can just like mix it in with whatever the heck you want to make. That sounds <laughs> really good. Uh, there's a real quick before we get back to the podcast that we're. This is Fen is also golden, on Mountain Dew now. <laughs> golden Post Pod. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, um, there's a there's a really good place in Chinatown that i think my favorite thing is from there is like green tea or green grass jelly Ooh. uh Ooh. grass jelly um whatchamacallit uh like red beans just like raw red beans hmm. or not raw but is it like a bakery or is it like a um it's a, a tea place oh uh, and then in just like normal milk tea hmm. cool it's like really rich and just very tasty a little like less sweet than uh-huh. than milk tea can be but i've always been hard on red beans because of an experience i had when i did visit japan where i was really hungry and i got this delicious looking pastry that looked exactly like what a like apple donut would look like here in america mm-hmm. uh-huh. and bit into it and it was just stuffed to the gills with like a very lightly sweetened red bean paste and i was like uh-huh. i would not 
say no to this if it wasn't this moment right now where I really just needed some kind of apple jelly or something in here <laughs> or like a jam. Yeah. My uh my wife has a similar thing where she grew up um being given like red bean stuff and being told it was chocolate. <laughs> and then what? being disappointed every single time. So she refuses to have like red bean now, like now, out of spite. I could eat a whole like uh big, big package of Met on Pan right now though, let me tell you. Mm. I am now craving mm. sesame balls, which there is also there is a bakery. It isn't actually a bakery, a bakery in Chinatown that makes really they're the greasiest thing that you'll ever set your fingers on Mm. um Mm -hmm. but it's just like it's a sesame uh ball that's filled with red bean paste i think i had one of those extremely tasty is that the one where they have like a they have like little trays and it's sort of like a small place and there's like they have like uh, egg tarts yes i went there yeah i went there the other day or the other week um yeah i I go there whenever i'm going by chinatown sometimes like just to get like a little thing it's yeah uh, I wish I could eat more things there, mm-hmm. but because I have celiac, mm-hmm. it's like, well, these are the one yeah. thing that I can eat, I guess. Mm-hmm. Still tasty, sounds like. Oh, they're so tasty, yeah. Ben. 